like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. Bone Tomahawk, Brawlin' Cell Block 99. Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and we are doing, uh, I know it's my favorite episode of the year. Yeah, it's mine too. It is our, every year around New Year's, we do the best of the year, the top 10 of 2017. That's right. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank Welcome Thank you back. for sticking with us through 2017. Yeah. It was our best year yet. It was. Uh, biggest moments, best guests. We've, yeah. we've gotten just better at this generally. <laughs> I think so. And we've got plenty of stuff coming up in 2018 that is going to outdo it. For yeah. example... January 20th, Milburn Stone Theater. We're going to be doing a screening of Barbarella, and we're going to bring some uh, old-school movie movie games out for that so you can win some prizes. Got, I still have a shitload of Rogue One posters, so come win one. Uh, and then the... Oh, shit, I want to make sure I get the date right. It's either the 27th or the 28th. Here we go. It's January... 28th. We have 28th. January 28th, the podcast festival yes. at Tattooed Mom. Before we started recording this, we were doing like how stupid radio bits uh-huh. are, and now we're just falling into it. We're just it's so happening. I gotta drop the the wedge there. Just Fair. Let's, let's end the bit. Yeah. Okay. Good. But uh, uh, you can always uh, check yeah. all of this out on our web presence. Yes. There's a variety of them. Uh, I like two movie. We use the numeric two for that. Yep. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Check us out on iTunes. Please leave a review yes. and let us know. We want more interaction this year. Yes, we do. But that the ball's in your court on that one. Yeah. Motherfucks. Yeah. 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 Seriously, tweet at us about any of our opinions. We don't care. We yeah. want to hear. It. We just want to hear from you. In my top ten that went down today in Philadelphia, I used the phrase "Don't at me," and I just want to let you know, at me. Yeah, please. <laughs> just, at just at me. At come, the shit out of us. Come at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Do it. It's great. It's welcome. Uh, and uh, so jo- joining us uh, now as an annual tradition <laughs> yes. uh, for our end of year list is uh the great the wonderful uh fellow yeah. Cynadelphian uh Andy Elijah. Welcome to the show Andy. Hey man, hey guys, hey Garrett, <laughs> hey Dan. It's great to be back. Seriously, I've been looking forward to this for weeks. It's so not months. Excited. Super stoked. Yeah. I feel like I've waited the past twelve months for this at least. Basically. Yeah. Honestly. Now I, you guys both have your lists up on Cynadelphia already, both yes. of you, right? And yes. mine should I think actually be going up fairly soon too. Ryan asked Excellent. me for one, so I think there's gonna be one going I up. I wonder why you didn't respond to that email. Yeah, I, like, I, yeah. I think I responded to him personally. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Garrett, um, I like how you're kind you're like the you're like the visiting scholar <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. part of Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah. where you like drop into like drop some sweet knowledge every once in a while. I, dude, Super cool. It's a nice role that you play. Uh, Ryan sent me an article that some college kid wrote where he cited my baby driver no from Philadelphia. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't oh, that crazy? Cool. That's yeah. nice. You're academic, dude. Yeah. You're a source. Yeah. You're a source. I was I sourced, baby. I'm part of the source code now. Oh, that excites me. I didn't think you were going to put one up for Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm going to put I one up. I thought you were holding out for Farsighted, I, but I nope. didn't want to ask. Nope. I, oh, good. I was literally holding out because I just, I knew I was not going to see every movie I could until the day we did this episode. You've been on quite the marathon. I, this week was a huge marathon for me, more than usual, and I got a bunch of stuff in, and a couple of them did crack the list. So wow, that's, pretty, that's always yeah. exciting when that happens. Pretty like. exciting. Because I had to be really choosy. You know, I only had a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I knew I was only going to be able to get maybe like three or four more movies in. And so I had to really pick and choose, like, are any of these going to be list breakers? And uh turned out I picked a couple good ones. So Nice. Pretty excited to talk nice. about them. Oh, man. Nice to have a last-minute shake-up on the list, too. We're all rubbing yes. our hands oh, yeah. together, too, to, to do this thing. I struggled this year. I also just burped into the microphone. Excuse That's me. Good. I struggled this year to make this list. Uh, honestly, my list is still at 25. I'm not giving you 25 tonight, but that's there's still 25 movies on my list. I haven't been well, able to... Well, how many new releases have you seen this year? 
62 or 3. So I, I counted recently, and it's about the same thing, too. Yeah, yeah Dan, And, and I try not to make it too huge. Probably. No, I, I actually didn't count this year. I didn't okay. think to. Uh, one of the rules I had for my list was my first draft I did without looking at Letterboxd. Yeah. Without looking back at the notebook or anything. And it was just... Yeah, I, I had to watch the notebook again to make sure <laughs> yeah. uh, that it didn't transcend years. <laughs> no, oh. oh, that's what I have to watch before yeah. I make my top 10 you list know what? every year. Because what if just, it's yeah. the best movie of this right, year, exactly. too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so I did it out of memory first, and then because of that step, I yeah. never had that moment where I was counting them. So I actually don't know, but okay, I, my list was at thirty before I, it started breaking my heart. Yours is usually twice the length of mine. So if I if I, I hit sixty movies this year, bullshit, you saw one hundred and twenty yeah. for sure. I see a lot of bullshit. I know but that it's I bullshit that yeah. I just love writing. About. Uh-huh. I tried to like whittle mine down, like you know, be a little bit more hard about it because like I only ever see like. I don't see everything, so I see like yeah. six. I saw about sixty yeah. new releases this year too. Yeah. So I, I I didn't want to be like my top fifty. Yeah, it's yeah. just like at that point, I'm just listening to movies that I saw this year. So yeah. yeah. So, but I actually realized I could probably expand it to um, a top twenty five of just movies that I gave at least four to f- four out of five stars to. On oh wow. Mm, yeah. So like, there were a lot of good movies this year. There were, and you know, that's I, I'm like yeah. legitimately happy with all twenty five of the movies that are sitting on my list right now. Oh mine yeah, too. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Did it? How much was there? A lot of crossover from your first half of the year list to now. There was some. Mine was surprisingly light on it. I think I have two. Yeah. I I have a few that landed in. I, I think I kept all five on the twenty five list. But um, actually, none of them landed in the top ten. Whoa! Which which kind of surprised me because I was really committed to keeping at least one of them. Yeah. Um, but you know, and in, in the last few years, there have been like the the front part of the year is almost like front loaded with great movies. Uh-huh. But this year, it just everything that came out since July just kept knocking those yeah. further down yeah. the list. Yep. What um, was the movie yeah. that that didn't cross over that you thought was going to? I I really wanted to make a top ten spot for Logan, but I just, I did too. I just couldn't do it though. I, I, do I think it. it's resting oh. somewhere at like number fifteen for me. That makes mm-hmm. me feel so much better. Yeah. 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 yeah, I name dropped it. I I I was going on and on like, oh, ten is for strong people. If you're weak, if you do fifteen, yeah. I snuck so many actual honorable mentions and hidden honorable mentions uh, throughout <laughs> it. Yeah, just because I come on, you know. I, I, I was watching is, some oh. clips from it on YouTube, and, and so it's a great movie. Yeah, and I I was really blown away by it when I saw it, but I just so many other things I saw since then just started to take up that real estate in my brain, and it just kind of started, you know, shrinking further and further down my list. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. what well, about, what that's about what you the guys? First half is for. Did you have any? Crossover? I had an identical story with with Logan. Word. That gotcha. broke my heart. Yeah, but you know, and I was like, only once, Logan. Yeah, will you break my heart? But nope, twice. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there it is. Um, actually, I recently caught like the like the middle to end of that on HBO one day. It was just on from like the farmhouse on. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's exactly that's where so I turned good. it on. Was the yeah. far- was like when they met that family. Yeah, man, yeah. and it was one of those two where I'm like, oh, this is the part that's gonna break my heart. So I'm just gonna have to watch all of it. <laughs> yeah, intently. No. <laughs> uh, but I think two movies made the jump uh, oh, out great. of out of the uh, into, 10. Your, into your top ten. Into my top ten. Ooh, cool. Two from my first top ten. I believe it's two. I didn't even look back. at Yeah, that I can't really. remember. It's like three for me, maybe something like that. I went in more loose this year. I was like, I think it'll be more natural if it's loose. Yeah. As yeah. A, I mean, loose in terms of like, I'm not going to peer over my whole list of the year yeah. and give everything a fair shake. Like, yeah, I, I don't I have, want it to be my list. Right. I don't have anything from before August. Mm. Actually, before July. Interesting. Um, which which surprised me. Yeah. Sure. But I definitely put in like a 10 to 20, like just kind of alphabetical order. Because the, re- the reality is that these are all shifting around yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, I... 
I was literally yeah. shifting mine around until yeah. you guys got here. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's it's a snapshot. It's a it, at this very moment, these are the movies that mean a lot to me. Yeah. Um. And, and if I had to rank them, if you forced me to rank them, this is kind of how they would be. But you know, a week from now, I might you know I might switch. Oh, I yeah. might switch these around again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I like that's pre- how it is. I like pre-made my list like a week ago, mm-hmm. and I've just kind of been like shuffling it around since. And it's interesting to see stuff that I was like definitely lock number four, and now is like not even on the list. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just like as I really started churning over like what stuck with me, what do I really care about, and like spoke to me. It, like, and that's really what it comes down away. to is like what do you really care about the yeah. most? It's yeah. not. It's not about like what's the best objectively. Right, exactly. It's, what do you care about the yeah, most? Yeah, this is my list. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's well, yeah. in past years. You always get that feeling that you put a, a movie on because it was the thing to put on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know it's the good movie. Yep. Everyone's in agreement that it's the good movie. Yep. And then this year, my thought was like, well, if that's the case, then why do I need to talk about it? Yeah, right. You know, let's let's put something that, you know, put something that stuck with me. It's it's hard to tell if a movie's great the first time around, and oftentimes in a year we only have that one viewing. It's yeah. it's not often you get to revisit it when you have a steady media diet that we all have. Yes. Um. You know, and it's so easy to get excited for the next movie and forget the thing that you just stepped mm-hmm. out of. And uh, w- without that time to ruminate, you can't really create what is objectively good. So yeah. it's pointless to try. Yep. Yeah, I one movie that I have on my list I loved at the time, and I gave it a really glowing review. And, and I put it in my top ten, but I'm not totally sure, like, as I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm not totally sure that it – that I – that it really belongs there because I'm not sure that I really care about it as much as I would sort of like to, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, but I was kind of going based on how I felt about it at the time. Sure. Okay. If that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I kind of kept it as high in my list yeah, as it yeah. was. But you had such a strong reaction. Yeah. To and I, and it just didn't feel right to like push it down yeah. because I had such high regards for how I felt about it at the yeah. time. Yeah. So I've got a movie like that on my list. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, we'll how see. I did most of my movies. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. You know, yeah. like the first movie was a train moving. It's just supposed to entertain you. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. So I feel yeah. like that's if I had a great experience with it, that's how it got on my list. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, you guys want to start in on? Yeah, let's do it. I will say this: it's not on my list, but uh, I will never forget the end of Split for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, neither. Because that movie was was quite good. Not yeah, great. I like that it was movie. quite good. Yeah. Um, but not, not list worthy. But that ending, that ending does fit the criteria that ending, for my list. I I just started I started cussing loudly in the <laughs> packed uh, Ritz East like yep. uh, advanced screening. I just started saying, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck." That was the first time and only time I unironically did the. <laughs> from, it, it just came out. I was like, yeah. "That's." That is utterly baffling, I and I, that, I'm in. I saw that movie a second time just to see a friend of mine react to that scene. Uh, it sucks <laughs> you know? that I never got to watch anyone else watch yeah. it for the first time. It was oh, fun. I'm jealous. It That's was good. fun. Yeah, I'm not was... totally sure that the people in my screening really, you know, it's like, I guess, have you guys seen Unbreakable? Oh, yeah. I, I don't really know. No, I wrote but... about that in my review of that movie that, like, as much as I admire that ending, there was, like, a, a distinct sense in the theater of, like, how worth it is this ending? Because yeah. I'm there, it seems like only a small percentage of people are even understanding what it is. And the thing is, it turned out to be wildly worth it. Oh yeah, people yeah. are jacked for glass. For glass, yeah, uh, total. And 
I lucked out. I had a good theater. It was and it was tiny. It was the Roxy. So yeah. the odds were that yeah. most people there had seen a movie before. Yeah, they were movie know? fans. Yeah, it's a, it was a good you know group reaction. They're willing but... to pay you know fifteen dollars a ticket to yeah, to watch yeah. see a movie a on a large television. In a, a, no, a no disrespect forward. to the Roxy, but yeah. please, get yeah, the Roxy has screens. really good sound. They do. They, they do. do a very good sound. I wish it's always a good experience. Yes. I, either I wish their screens were bigger or I wish that their movies were cheaper. Yeah, Fair I agree. I, I wish pick their chairs one. had some space. Because when we saw, um, what was the uh, Chow Yun-Fat movie we saw? Hardboiled? Oh, Hardboiled. Hardboiled was great. So fun. And I sit there, and the fattest dude on the planet sits next to me <laughs> and spreads out. And I'm Wait, like, I think I was sitting next to you. <laughs> no, no, no. This was a guy I didn't know. And I got up and, and moved to the row like yeah. behind us just because I was like, I can't ah, sit here for two. Yeah. It it's was like being on their airplane for seats, him to honestly. not sit the way that he did, yeah. which made it physically impossible for me to sit in any way whatsoever. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever <laughs> they call it, a boutique screening room. I, yeah. I, that's boutique? like when they give you the little spoon with yeah. the with the gelato. You're like, I know you gave me a, a just one spoonful of gelato. And you're trying to trick me with this little spoon. They really should get, of it. They should get bigger screens. <laughs> and here's why: because I fucking I see movies that are like twice a year, and it's because every time I go immediately remember why I don't usually go there because mm. I like I it takes me I commit to not going for long enough that I forget the screens are like actually that small yeah and then I finally go again and I'm like oh fuck right this is why I never come to this theater the screens mm. are actually this small yeah it has its ups and downs yeah. though I yeah. do appreciate it and I like it imagine seeing like the but, last yeah. Jedi there. <laughs> yeah. they're literally they're like imagine seeing like I mean, they and they show big movies there yeah, too. I know. Mm-hmm. Imagine like I couldn't imagine seeing like a blockbuster movie there. Yeah. Well, here I'll put it. Yeah. I'll bring it up on my phone, and you can have the experience yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh, just kidding! I wonder what Christopher Nolan would say no, about I, this. I, I do like that theater, but I, I do wish it had. Been I thought when we saw it follows there, that it was fun. good. But yeah. that's a movie suited to just yeah. any rectangular yeah. digital projection yeah, yeah, with right. good sound. You yeah. know, absolutely, it's suited to that. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get into it. Phantom Thread not out in Philly. Nope, can't be considered. Huge PTA fan. It would have a chance. Not same, on same, here. same. Post. But I will say this: if if it ends up being worthy of my list, I'm not going to retroactively change right. my list. No. Yeah. It's well, whatever. here's the thing: about I will it. tell you what I love about Phantom Thread or hate if it's bad. Yeah. We know that it would probably make our top ten lists anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you know, take that and set it aside. You know, it's like we all know that is that like that's assumed basically. Mm-hmm. Like so, what I said at the beginning of my top ten list is like, all right, there's a big phantom thread shaped hole in my list, but. You know what? Since it's it's almost like a boring choice at this point because yeah. it's just we can assume that it would be on there. So you know, of course, it's good. We can call it the Phantom Thread Memorial List or something yeah, yeah. like that. Oh, you know same know with the henceforth, post. I will be referring yeah. to that movie as the Phantom Threnis. <laughs> yeah. um, that's I mean, just part of the thing that it's in my head now, and it's got to be. Did you guys in my mouth. see the thing that uh, David Scoff posted on Twitter, where it was like a a clip of it was an image of like the Star Wars crawl at the top of it just said Phantom Thread. <laughs> and then it started, you know, just describing the plot of Phantom Thread. That's Pretty incredible. Good. Also, his name is Mr. Woodcock in that yeah. movie. Yeah, that's like crazy. Wesley I mean, it's definitely a sequel to Mr. Woodcock. Starring yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> I saw you comment yeah. on someone's letterbox with that. I had I mean, a good laugh. There you go. But there's also a, I like that this phrasing, there's also a the post-shaped hole yeah. in my list. Because that one, I think, might have had a real chance of Me making too. it yeah. just because of my regret over yeah. not putting Bridge of Spies, which mm. is the movie for, like that has stuck with me most but we're, we're trying well, to prevent yeah. that this well year. i'll yeah. say this uh, right at the beginning which is that f- until mm, two or three days ago it was my number 10 
mm. uh, the post was on my list, but I it got edged out by something else. And, okay. And I, I got the chance to see it when I was home for the holidays in Sweet. Washington, D.C. And it is a great movie, and you guys will, will – I think you guys will like it a lot if you like later, you know, more recent Spielberg. But at the same time, it's a very – it's – it's like a strangely I found it to be a little bit of a light movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll hold up great for rewatch, but it's uh I don't know. It, it it's hard to grapple with that one a little bit. I I couldn't tell if I loved it or if it felt like, you know, like you know, delicious air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it's hard to tell. But I I, 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 I eat me some air. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm, but I'm you guys definitely you know, definitely see it and You'll you'll see just how how extremely relevant it is to today's world. Of course, of course, you know I'm into it. Yeah, my only other caveat was I left all Marvel, DC, and and honestly, Star Wars would have stood a chance, but I just left it out because me too. It's almost I don't want to say the way you said Phantom Thread would be disinteresting to talk about. Anyone who's listening to this, I think, has a very clear picture of how we feel about the Last Jedi. Yes, um, yes. you know I, I don't need to rank it. Yeah, I so I, left I, I said the same thing, and, but and, it's it's yeah. worthy. Oh, of course. Like I think it would probably land on my top ten. But what I the way I saw it was like I can't compare the Last Jedi to any of these other movies on my list. Like mm. it's it occupies its own solo little space. Han <laughs> Solo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a solo story. It really. is a solo story, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it occupies its own little place in the movie universe. So like I, I felt like it would be strange to compare it to any other film on my top 10 list. So I just decided, you know, let's set it aside and admit, like, it's a great film. Like, I, I truly love it. It is great. I'll just say I did not have the same caveats. Oh, okay. Okay. there you go. Perfect. I'm well, into it. that's great, though, because that's going to give us a chance to talk about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I figured that would happen, too. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. My only other thing was a goal that I had this year that I want to end, which is why I'm putting a foot down about the Phantom Threnus, is... <laughs> Last year, I put Raw on my list. Yeah. Raw yeah. would absolutely be on my list, this but year, I already did right. it. And yeah. it was just because I wanted to show off because I saw it earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're it, like, my it num- was worthy. That would be really funny, though, if you're like, my number four of 2018, 20, wait, shit, 2017 yeah. is We all want Raw. it to be 2018. Yeah. <laughs> I know, for real. But it would be kind of funny if you just did it two years in a row. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't and it. that wouldn't be wrong. Right. It wouldn't yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Uh, it was that, and then Personal Shopper has been caught between two, two years, years yeah. two times, yeah. and both times I didn't know where to place it, and I feel I've just missed the boat. So let it be known, that movie is goddamn incredible. I really want to watch that. I mean, it's just, I, the way I see it, American theatrical release date, right? Yeah. But at the same time, though, you get those annoying movies where they they play for like a few days in New York in December, and then they actually have like a wide release in like February or March, yeah. mm-hmm. and like that happened with that uh, Raoul Peck documentary, "I Am Not Your Negro," and and it like, but it actually really came out for, for like most people to see in February. But yet mm-hmm. it's like, but I've seen it on 2017 top tens and 2016 top tens, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, make up your damn mind, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like it almost makes me, you know, like if I was just kind of a casual movie watcher, it w- wouldn't matter. But because I like, you know think about making lists and stuff like that it was just kind of annoying because yeah, it's frustrating. i didn't really know <laughs> when to watch it or if it was like worth watching mm-hmm. at this point you know obviously it's worth watching but at the end of the year when you're trying to kind of cram as many movies in as possible you know so yeah anyway but Fair i'm enough. ready to get this started yeah, let's oh, yeah. Let's who should it. go first who wants to start i don't care how about I, i'll start since i'm the guest okay 
The guest has decided that the guest will start first. <laughs> that, does that seem fair? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if, yeah. if your 10 slot goes to the guest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will shit myself just... to death and never be on the podcast again, because that sounds incredible. I just continue. Speaking of, after yeah. that whole debate about American theatrical release exactly, dates, yeah. and three years late, but, you know. Yeah. All right, so my number 10 starting off pretty big. Here's Dunkirk. Ooh, so, okay. By okay. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Uh, an amazing World War II movie, one of the, one of the best war movies I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think this was actually one probably in late July. I would have said this was my favorite movie of the year. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually put it on there like just after I made my mid year list, and then I like saw Dunkirk the next week. But uh, it kind of I saw it a second time in theaters, and to be honest with you, it sort of shrunk down for me a little mm, bit. I think mm-hmm. that happened to a lot of people. I I it's sort of like the seams started to show a little bit, and I, all the things that I loved about it the first time, I kind of didn't, I wasn't as enamored with. And all the things that I didn't like about it the first time, I loved. <laughs> oh, so okay. it was just like a very bizarre experience. I yeah. saw it at the Dome at the, at uh, the, the second uh, time was, I at, saw it at the Dome yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when I saw it, and for those of you who don't live in Philadelphia, the Dome is the Franklin Institute where you see it. It's like a big, uh, like Sky Dome IMAX experience where like, the screen is basically you're watching it in like a, a circular dome. Obviously. Yeah, it's like a 180 yeah. degrees and, that you can and have it's incredible. Um, but so that was amazing for the uh, airplane scenes. For yeah, like the fighter mm-hmm. jet scenes. That's what stands out to me from that yeah. movie is all the airplane sequences. And and I wasn't super into them the first time, but like I mean, there's no way the photography can, of that stuff yeah. is unreal. There's no way you can watch it at the dome and not be completely yeah. blown away. Yeah. Um. But I wasn't as into like the whole structure of the one week, one day, mm-hmm. one um, yeah, one hour thing. I I kind of the first time I was like, oh, I totally get why he's doing this. It's almost like a Quentin Tarantino approach to storytelling. You know, like Pulp Fiction, like you know where the where you see certain you know paths cross at certain times and. If if he were to tell it just in a linear fashion, it would just kind of it would sort of suck some of the tension out. But this time around, on the second viewing, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really see the point of this as much, and, and more than anything, it just kind of confuses me a little bit. Fair enough. Um, but I, I at the same time, and it almost like lost its position on my top ten. But considering just how in awe I, I was of it the first time I saw it, I I really couldn't kick it, bear to kick it off because it really is. I mean, it is a powerful, powerful movie, and there, there are some like right now. Even talking about it, I can literally see and hear and remember what it was like to see that scene with like the the jet that just ran out of gas, just sort oh, of like yeah. coasting mm-hmm. across the. Across that's the remarkable beach. stuff. Yeah, I know, and that's true cinema when it just kind of sticks with you like that, and it can kind of take you right back to where you saw it. So. Well, we'll be talking more about it. I'm sure we will. Uh, so, honestly, let's, I will say I yeah. had the exact same experience where I saw it in regular projection at the Prince. Okay, and so there was like oh, some sound issues nice. because it was well, it was tough to hear some of what they were saying because mm-hmm. their their sound is still not always the best calibrated. Well, Christopher Nolan is particularly great at that, to be honest. Well, and with and you. there wasn't enough dialogue for it to make a difference. Yeah. So then the second time around, I went to the Dome, which. That's uh, the trick to the dome. Never my, see something my, my for the first time there. No, see don't, see don't. things for the second time yeah. there because it is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the literal sense of the word awesome. But it's, it's just weird. not always suited to the movie that you see. Yeah. Funny thing, though, is that I, I've seen Interstellar twice, both times at the dome. Oh. So I, basically, I still don't know what that movie really looks like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just know that it's really big. Yeah. He shot it with a circular camera. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. will say that, that the second time around, I had an opposite experience where the way that it was cut together, the narrative structure, worked better for me the second time around because i noticed where they crossed over first time around i didn't even really 
and, and it almost speaks against it the first time around i didn't really ever feel the need to think about yeah. where they were in relation yeah. to things because it was just always chugging forward and like as long as i knew they were all going to the same moment right. yeah i never gave consideration to the time and i don't know if that's good or bad but the second time it gelled because i saw the crossover I points see. Yeah. see the first time i caught up with it and it was just so fun trying to keep up with nolan mm-hmm. like trying to it was sort of like a game where i was like you know, he was running way ahead of me and I was kind of playing catch up, but it was just so exciting that it put me more on the edge of my seat. And the second time I, I kind of knew where they met up. And so I was sort of like, and it just didn't really hit me as hard. And so it just felt more strange, I suppose. Fair enough. But, but it's not know, unfair. Yeah. But I really loved it. You know, I, I, I think in general, though, you know, I'll wait a few more years and watch it again. And I, well, I think when you're really, a dad, yeah. you're going to love it because oh dads love World War Two. <laughs> And I love that. Yeah, I took my course. dad the first time, and he he died. He's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. My dad. <laughs> Sorry, because it was he, <laughs> Dad Kirk. Yeah, he was like that. Is the movie for dads? Yeah, you know it is. My, that is the my dad section my of dad. the art museum. My parents saw it opening weekend. They saw it before I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> saw, and I just got that like text message that day. I was like, my parents were like, "You gotta go see this movie." So, yes. So yeah. that was definitely one like, of the. I best. don't know. The last one was was fucking Fred Claus. Like you told me, I had to go see. <laughs> I don't. No, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Dunkirk was definitely one of the best theater experiences I had this year. Uh, it ultimately was not like one of my favorite movies this year, but it was one of the better, just like theatrical experiences. Yeah. I, I, I kind of had the same feeling you did on your second. I just was like, this feels convoluted for no reason. But yeah. I, but I do. I'm, I'm like unbelievably impressed by just like how it looks and sure. the sound is so intense like it just is a very intense yeah. experience it's very mm-hmm. effective and it and i would say too like the music i've always kind of like made fun of hans zimmer as like yeah. a typical like middle brow american composer like all of his scores kind of sound about the same and um but this year between uh dunkirk and another movie you'll be hearing about a little bit later yes we will um is you know he really grew a lot and yeah. uh like the score for dunkirk I, over the summer like i mean i think it's probably his best score yeah and just the way that he incorporates just the raw action of the film the the clock ticking yeah the, just the yeah. adrenaline the heart pounding just his all those little style things. matches nolan's directing style in that their style is no style yeah there's right. a sparsity to it really good technique being employed well to function yes. well yeah and and i've always said nolan's like he's like a radio show because mm-hmm. it's just all of the pieces to mm-hmm. to, to get you there but I think for Dunkirk, both for Hans Zimmer and for Nolan, it was like suddenly that no style really worked. Yeah, like yeah. really became like a good style in and of its own. And I, but I would say and too that the like, fact that it happened like congruently with both of them is is noticeable in the movie. I like that. Yeah. And Nolan, like, I mean, he, I, I I wrote here in my notes that like it's kind of his most complicated narrative uh, uh, storytelling since like Memento. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. When you think about like. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the guy where I mean that was the first movie most of us saw him. Saw yeah, it's definitely mine. Where it's like, oh my god, he's literally telling a story backwards, mm. and um, and this certainly fits into that whole uh, bag of tricks, if you will. Absolutely. You know? So it, I thought it was yeah, like even a really like cool... the time jumps in Interstellar are linear. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just goes forward to that, right. that story. Yeah. And so I thought it was like a cool kind of return to his roots in a way, even though it was like telling like a whole new kind of. If, whole new kind of story like it was his first like big really kind of film that felt like truly kind of important to me in mm-hmm. a way um you know beyond just like the sort of the sum of its parts um and and it was a really good year to see these stories like about just survival which mm-hmm. i think is kind of a theme of the movies that 
I've chosen a little bit, um, you know, and so, but we'll talk more about it. We'll talk too, more about I'm it. Sure. Yeah. So number nine, do it number or 10, you know, I'll do it because right, I sent my list to like my new, my movie savvy coworkers yeah. today. And the first one on the list is, is number 10 and everybody G chatted back to me. They're like, Really? Yeah. And I was like, I'm telling you, Triple X, The Return yeah. of Xander Cage Hell yeah. is absolutely worth the 10 slots yeah, on my list. Congratulations. Rip tubes under bikes. It, it, had to, it had to be there. Dude. I've not talked about a movie more than this this year. Same. And honestly, you were there. Yeah. That was so much fun. It was the most fun. What the biggest complaint I have about action movies, especially ones that star Vin Diesel, yeah. is that I can't ever tell what the fuck is going on. Yeah. We all forgot how to direct action. Yeah. And the, especially the me. Be, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never learned in the first place. This it, was DJ Caruso? This was right? DJ Caruso. Yeah. Didn't he direct uh, Eagle Eye? Yes. Eye. Disturbia. 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 That Disturbia. One. Uh, not Suburbia. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. directed Suburbia with Steve Suburb- Suburbica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he, uh, well, and this movie, the reason why it edges out John Wick, which also has very good action, Contender. is because this one did not try to be like, yo, it's fucked up, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so fun. It's crazy. It's the best. It's, it has, it's a pastiche of all these different styles. It yep. feels like a Bollywood movie. Yep. Vin Diesel, who's been asleep for <laughs> a couple years, woke the fuck up oh, yeah. and showed the fuck up. Yep. There's, there, there was a Bollywood star in it. Uh, Donnie Yen is there. Yep. I believe I remember him ripping tubes on some he dirt does bikes. He tubes on dirt bikes. I it's mean, the Cub Odd. Yeah. It is awesome. It's so it's fun. Made my list. It 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 narrowly got edged off today. It, oh it was my, my number ten as well. Oh my god! I I love that movie, and I don't. I'm like I don't. I've never felt like I needed to apologize for it. No. It's like it is patently stupid. But just in a, but it's it's just well, wild. It knows that it's yeah, it does know that it's a stupid franchise, yep. but it doesn't betray the franchise no. by becoming parody. Nope. It's, it's the strangest. It's thing. crazy. I don't know how they it did it. It does what Fast Five did for yes, the Fast and exactly. Furious franchise, where suddenly it just realized what it was, but didn't change its brand. Yeah. I love that. It was so fun. Uh, Tony Collette shows up she's, and does everything that oh, we wished Charlize, Charlize Theron, Theron would have had the, uh, wow, the opportunity the to do in, yeah. in Fate of the uh, Furious. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah, Not spoiler bad, alert. I can't even remember. Does she turn at some point? She, she works with Vin Diesel throughout the movie. Yeah, she she's works, like in charge of him. She's the boss, but she's yeah. compromised as it turns out. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing you can spoil. Yeah, it's true. The biggest spoiler is in the trailer, and I won't say it in case you don't know. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I, there was just something about this movie that just brings me joy. If if a high five was turned into a movie, it would be Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Triple X Return of Xander Cage is my new favorite fav- flavor of Red Bull, baby. It's it's Seriously. totally Red Bull. It's, yeah, it's it's Tony Hawk. <laughs> yes, yep. it's I, everything. Didn't you say in your in your revisiting the original movies, you were like. At one point, he's drinking a Sobe tea, yeah, he and it's like, Sobe. it's like <laughs> I'm sure that those are still around, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen one since like 2002. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I just love that it's that it even exists. I mean, yeah. nobody was asking nope. for more Triple X movies. Nope. And yet, and we're still not. God, we yeah. got one. Though. And, God, and that's the thing is, like, we were begging for Fast and the Furious yep. movies, and as time has gone on, I think Fate of the Furious was ass. Yeah, I, I, it was bad. It's got its moments, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like, it really felt. It was just so goddamn cynical yeah. in every way, and those movies aren't. Yeah, and yeah. so I just was—it was just—and I had a bad theatrical experience. Ryan and I went; we had a good time, but yeah. I had busted my knee the day before. Ugh. I had not slept the night before, so I was just like miserable. Yeah, and yeah. so there's this big loud IMAX with some of the most garbage shot, you know, and edited action sequences on the screen. <laughs> I was just sitting there like, fuck. It, it made off. you feel kind of dumb for like loving those movies. Yeah, in a way, it was that's kind a great of way like, to put it. It just made you feel like, yeah, these movies you love, they're kind of dumb, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and, we and knew I'm that gonna make a dumb one it. of yeah. them. But like, but they 
there were so many payoffs for loving those movies and, and fate it just kind of yeah it, it, it fucked it. up it, it fucked up and now the family is feuding yeah the tyrese yeah, it, yeah. And they're all splitting up and I, it's just i crazy. have faith in justin lynn coming back for the next one. Oh, absolutely to yeah. bring it back He'll, absolutely there's no it won't be great but you got to wonder how much damage and i'm not sold on jason statham suddenly being a good guy i don't like that it, it doesn't, doesn't work sense. for me i'm so into it i don't I, care well, the thing is I'm going to yeah. reap whatever it yeah, sows. Yeah, yeah. Of course, more Statham, bring it. Yeah. But like, name the baby Paul. It, it, like, everything was wrong. Yeah. So yes, conversely, name the baby Paul. Name the baby Paul. <laughs> name the baby Paul. <laughs> name the baby Paul. Oh, Four more Pauls. Four. And the and next I, uh, one, they're like, actually, we thought Brian uh, wasn't a great name. So we yeah. named, uh, after if, reading Twitter, we named him Paul. What yeah. if Four More Pauls is the plot of the next Fast and Furious Amen. movie? That they're like, you know what? Paul Walker, fi- Paul Runner, Paul Flyer, and Paul Digger. No, that I don't they're know. literally like, you know what? It really was missing Paul Walker. Like, we just we figured out with the last one. We can't do it without him. We're doing four digital Paul Walkers. They're <laughs> cloning. <laughs> they're better. cloning in the series now. He's they alive. owe me two more. Do it. Yep. I'm in. And so what are other I, Paul actors? I don't even know. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul Anka. He's a yeah. singer. He does like lounge music. Uh, uh, Paul. Uh, nope. I was thinking of Hank Azaria. <laughs> Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul Azaria. Yeah. He's dead though. Paul Newman. Well, that's why we have holograms, dude. Yeah, that's true. Paul Walker's dead too. Yeah. Holograms. Got to get it in. Holograms. <laughs> Yeah. When I sat down to watch Triple X3, which should have been called Triple XXX, that yeah, would have been better. Yeah, but so good. When I sat down to watch that, I was like, all right, I know what I'm getting, and yeah. I'm just going to watch. But it seemed bland, like you got a lot more than what you thought. And it ended up being very good. Super, yeah. just a blast. Because even the first two Triple X movies, like, they're fun to make fun of. They're not good. Yeah. They're, they're really bland, middle of the road. Right. They are crazy town the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about you the song. Butterfly? Butter- yeah. I am literally talking about Butterfly by Crazy Town. Yeah. And and so whatever. Like that song functions, but it's not good. <laughs> but Triple X three, like with that brand, I'll watch another one. Yeah. Oh, I watch Quadruple X. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved that movie so much. I, I'm so happy. It's on somebody's list. It's my ten. It's worth it, it is worthy of being on a list for sure. There you go. You're uh, making me I, feel kind of lame for like not, you know, I feel like my you're kind of making my list feel pretty safe. <laughs> oh, no, good. No, but that's all right. Uh, my number ten is uh, probably the most, maybe the most memorable theatrical experience I had this year. My number ten is Mother. Oh, nice. we're gonna talk about that later. I, Same I, here. Yeah. I couldn't keep it off my list. I I almost tried at a certain point where I was like, I really thought about it, and I was like, Will I ever watch Mother again? I don't know. But it yeah. just was such. It was such an experience in the theater. I, I did not see any other movies like it this year. It, yeah. it, it ha- has held a space in my brain that I just can't shake it from. Yeah. And I do think that it has like wildly interesting things to say in extremely interesting ways. The filmmaking is really interesting. The storytelling itself is bizarre, but like does function it, it, it's pretty re- it, it is remarkable is what yeah, it is it, it is I, and, it, and honestly it was my number one for a while yeah. until just like a couple months ago yeah I, and and same here i i didn't see like a more just truly thrilling like exciting theatrical experience yeah. this year lo and behold at the roxy at the roxy yes. at, we I talked all that shit about the roxy but damn they've served well in uh for mother I just Mother was a movie that people paid to make, yeah. and there's no way anyone looked at that movie and thought that that more than half of the people would like it. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, I'm one of the half of the people, and I really liked it. I really. So we'll get it. into I'll get into what I have yeah. to say about it later. Here, but yeah. uh, I, it's coming up later. That is a great experience. It's a great movie, and and it's one. Of, I know what you mean, Garrett. It's like you 
it's so unforgettable. Like, yeah. how could you leave it off your top? 10? I I, could, I yeah. literally couldn't. I I, tr- I actually tried at a certain point to see like, eh, what else do I actually like? To, what did I have more fun with? What yeah. am I going to watch next week? And it just, I, I just could, I can't get it off my list. I it even is, saw it on uh, on Jill Malcolm from Philadelphia. She put it on her list, mm-hmm. and I remember, and she said like, I didn't even really like it that much at the time, but. I cannot get this movie out of my head. Yeah. And so on those terms alone, it's like, you know, it's worth having in your top 10. Oh yeah. You know? And it, it just, I mean, I saw a couple other movies this year that I'll, that I'll go to in like honorable mentions that were similar where sure. they, they just stuck with me all year, but like mother stuck with me in, in a way that like, like I can't even, I don't even want to sit here and try to explain like my thoughts about mother or what I think it means or how, you know, cause sure. like it, it, it all feels very personal. Like, the movie itself feels very personal. My experience with it feels very personal. I would imagine that's probably true for most people that see it, you know? Um, it just is a remarkable theatrical... It's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, right, movies can do this, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think that there's... I think it's it's a movie that's crackable. Yeah. I've heard Aronofsky talk about it. Yeah. Like, it's very much about some very specific yeah. things, mm-hmm. but... There's, like it's still wide open for a million different completely valid interpretations, yeah. all singular to the viewer. Yeah, yeah. That is no easy feat. No. You know, like he can tell you exactly what it's about for mm-hmm. him, and it could be not at all about that for me, and I don't think either of us would be would be yeah. wrong. Right. Yeah. Mother's an awesome movie. I, I I really, really liked it. I, and and I I just like I don't know, I really respect it <laughs> in mm. some way. Like it, it is You want Michelle Pfeiffer on your list. Yeah, yeah. She should yeah, be yeah, on yeah. every list yes. every year at yeah. some yeah. point. But, she was wonderful in it, yeah. Uh I, I liked it a lot. I would like to watch it uh, again at some point, um, you know, at some point in the next couple of years, just to kind of know what's coming yeah. from the beginning yeah. so yeah. that I can kind of see what, what there is, basically. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I want to watch again, but, like, I'm, I'm not ready to do it yet. Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. I do want to. I'm probably just going to show it to Jenna so I can watch her watch oh, it. Oh, for sure. It just because I, I, I know a lot of people who see this. She's, like, the person I know who hasn't, so I've got to. Yeah. She will have a very strong reaction to it. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm not sure which way, but she will have a strong reaction oh, yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those movies I think I learned from seeing Dunkirk twice within a few weeks. Like, I mean, some people like to just, you know, oh, I'm going to watch it again a couple days I later. I used to do that when I was younger. I, I can't. I like to kind of forget a movie. Yeah. I'm realizing, like, almost seeing it too soon can almost, you know, not ruin it, but it can kind of take away the magic the pieces, a little yeah. bit. and. And I, I realize I like to kind of forget about a movie for a while, like before I see it again. Mm-hmm. I think like, it's because nostalgia is so common that we're able to yeah. like manufacture it over a couple months now. Yeah, yeah I think true. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I could, I, I, it's probably been enough time. I can go watch Mother. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, so my number nine, for number nine, on is Columbus by Koganada. I, did I didn't catch this one either. So uh, yeah, hit yeah. us, please. Word. So um. You know, it's a. I've, it's made a lot of top ten lists, and, and it, it almost might be overselling uh, the movie a little bit because it's not like a big movie. It's not like a tremendous movie. It's not like it's not like a life changing movie per se. It's it's one of those movies that is just it is really so sweet and so tender, and and it really just kind of plants it. After I saw it the first time, I didn't necessarily think it was like one of the best movies of the year, but it just kind of plants itself in your mind a little bit. Mm. And then, you know, after about a, a month or two had gone by, I just, you know, I, I was like, man, this is like one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, so 
for those of you who haven't seen it, it's basically like I describe it almost. Is this as one where like, John Cho plays Christopher Columbus? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's like a, it's a it's, Hamiltonian it, piece. It's of a revisionist it's a race swapped uh, story about genocide. A lot of it's, people it's were mad about intense. it, but I think what they're saying is is, yeah. is rather interesting. Yeah. Oh my god! You know, no, if there was a <laughs> Hamilton version of Christopher Columbus, that would that that's like something that you see on like The Simpsons or yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but uh, but it, I basically describe it as like. If uh, if Garden State were directed by Kelly Reichardt and mm. but written by Richard Linklater, okay, uh, you know, and well, you just sold that, yes. and I never thought that a selling point opening with Garden State would be <laughs> yeah. capable yeah, of yeah, being yeah. sold. I know, there. but it but it has that kind of uh, you know guy when. So John show from you know Harold to be fair, my hate for Garden State is a little bit manufactured. <laughs> it's well, a, I don't. I've it's seen a that very movie like hateable movie, ever, yeah. and I don't remember it. Twi- I thought you said I've seen it twice. Never. Oh no, twice ever. <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> yeah. twice. Never. And, and like when I was in my teens. Yeah, yeah. So I thought a lot of things in my teens. So who knows? Yeah. So, uh, so, but it's but the story, the basic construct of Garden State, you know, is is alluring, right? Like you know, person returns home to a small town, like kind of falls in love, like grapples with, uh, you know, their their family and their parents while kind of growing up a little bit. So that's kind of what Columbus is like, but at this, but also not because John Cho from Harold Kumar and many other things, um, plays a, uh, South Korean man, South Korean American man who, um, whose father is a famous architect and, um, Columbus, Indiana, the town uh, where this is set also happens to be Mike Pence's hometown randomly. Hmm. Um, how's that for a little added 2017 relevance? <laughs> um, he, so he's on a speaking tour in this town and happens to have like a massive stroke. And so John Cho is kind of his estranged son and has to come and like basically kind of deal with the situation, even though. Uh, you know, he never really got along with his father very much. And he also kind of rejects his father a little bit. And like, you know, because they have a, such a strained relationship, he also has a really complicated relationship with what his father does, which is, you know, architecture. And so he arrives in this town. And he's just surrounded by like this beautiful modern architecture that looks like, you know, that looks like, you know, the Guggenheim museum, like on every corner, basically. Sure. So, um, but so he meets this uh, young woman played by Haley Lou Richardson, who was in Split. She was like the best friend. Okay, yeah, um, okay. She didn't really stand out to me too much in that movie, but she is incredible here. Um, so, so it's really they kind of uh, there's a lot of wa- it's, a, it's a walking and talking kind of movie where there's a lot of like long conversations that happen in like real time and and it's you know it's like warm summer days and it came out in August, so it's like one of those movies that you one of those indies that you see. And when you come out of it, you just sort of feel like you've kind of melted into your seat a little bit because it's just so <laughs> sweet and tender. Those are so nice. But it's also very earnest, though. It's not like it's, you know, I think the that's big probably mis- where Garden State. Right. Yeah. The big mistakes right. that Garden State made were like just how cheesy and cliche it got mm-hmm. like over and over again. Mm, so this is like interesting. Right. Exactly. So imagine that this movie, imagine that Garden State didn't do any of that stuff, but just really went for authentically portraying like the central relationship. And that's kind of like what Columbus is, basically. Um, I want to see. So it. I, I loved it. John honestly. Cho's really good. I love John this, Cho. This is definitely his. He best gave us role. MILF. We all know that, right? Oh, yeah. He did. How yeah. did he do that? He he introduced the American term MILF Pie. into the lexicon in American, American Pie. Pie. He's an American Pie. Yeah. He calls someone a MILF, and then he says, "She's the mama little fuck," yeah. and then it caught on forever. Yep, amazing. And he's yeah. he is so he's also good in this movie. He this is easily his best role, and. Uh, and really Better cements him. <laughs> <laughs> it easily, like, it's like, there's no way that he, um, like, this is 
kind of an announcement of him as like a leading man, basically. So awesome. Love it. I will I, watch I it. want you guys to see it for sure. But also don't feel like you absolutely have to see it as soon as possible. Like it's it was high it's on a my very list forever, small and then it just movie. got buried. Yeah. yeah. And like too many things yeah. came Same. in that are more suited to my taste. Yep. But I, I do I, I will watch that. That's legit. It, it's a very Sundance kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But um but, that. but it takes those it kind of sidesteps those cliches and those tropes by just really taking itself so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in like a bad in like a, a nice way. It's like it really it's like one of the most it's the one movie on my list that I think kind of melted my heart the most mm-hmm. in like a nice way, you know. It's so. so nice. <laughs> Don't you guys feel all warm and fuzzy yeah. inside? Garden State does have one lasting impact on my life that I'm just remembering now. Uh back when Garden State came out, uh it was a it was a rougher time in my life, and mm-hmm. any time that we would take a hit or take a shot or anything like that, we would just say, "Well, I guess I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow." Right before you do it, yeah, because that's what he says before taking an ecstasy that's pill right, in that yeah. movie, and that's a great line. Yeah, so yeah. Zach I saw Barf, that. you can have one, but you're still Zach, Zach Barf. Barf with two Fs. Yeah, I saw Garden State with my uh, college dorm room floor two weeks into <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> is that not the most? Is that not the most like? And yeah. we're all like missing home and shit like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all like, you know, I don't know. It was I. It was like so perfect for that time though. And oh, then yeah. I watched beautiful. it again like a year later, and I was like, "This movie is trash." <laughs> <laughs> this movie is literally it's a piece Garden State of with trash. Peter Sarsgaard, star of Jarhead Yard. <laughs> it's, it's an old SNL sketch that is so good. <laughs> That's really funny. But your, it's so good. I mean, what's your number too. nine, Dan? My number nine, and you know it was coming. Yeah, and no one knew it was coming. My number nine is a movie I saw at the Philadelphia Unnamed Film Festival. Oh, oh yeah, assholes! I can't believe this. I, I fucking love. Assholes. You know it what? Awesome. You're an asshole for putting it on your list. I, and absolutely, <laughs> I know. And that's and that's why it exists. I know. And because the thing about assholes is it was it was it was advertised as like the gross out picture yeah. of the, and it wasn't really the gross out picture. It kind of sounds like it's, this year's a, Greasy Strangler, was it? But it's not like it's gross not. in that way. It's hard gotcha. to describe. It is gross in that I way. I do need to emphasize how gross it actually is without being the kind of gross. That I like. I do actually yes. understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is there is like trauma level grew and yeah. and there's herpes on people's Dude, lips that and things like that. Me out that is very fucking it's on the time. Yeah. Oh god. But it's a very, very, very purposefully offensive movie. And not pointed at, at any one person. No. But yeah. pointed at a million different institutions. But, yeah. um, you know, because, like, it's made by a family. Yeah. And they're all related, which is crazy when there's Super things that happen. weird. Nothing incestual, but stuff that, that is very close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know the the guy who wrote and directed it. His therapist is in it, yep. playing a therapist <laughs> amongst a group of therapists oh that God. talk like pretentious shit. Yeah, and there's there's one part, and this is the part that particularly offended me. Yeah, was there's a scene where oh, they yeah. run around the streets of New York, and it's actually them really fucking with real people in ways that are not casually racist, <laughs> ways that are that are abrasive, offensive, criminal. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the whole time, all I could think was. I'm feeling the exact thing, same thing I'm feeling when I saw the the talk, the singing asshole in yes. Pink Flamingos. Yeah, yeah. When they fucked and killed a chicken by fucking on top of it for real, right? All in the name of some freak who wanted to make a, to make cinematic anarchy, right? And he succeeded. Yeah. And I have nothing but the most respect for John Waters. Yeah. And if John Waters came up in the mumblecore era, he would have made assholes. Yeah, it's that yeah, yeah. level of deeply fucked up. And the thing is, like, it's so funny. It is pretty it's funny. So fucking funny. It, yeah. And and but it 
it's so committed to nothing being sacred that even when things abra- like are abrasive or you're like, man, that is just wrong. Yeah. You you have to go with it, and yeah. it, it, it it grabs your hand and pulls you along with it. Yeah, and it's so so funny. Yeah, I my problem with that movie. I'm so offended by a lot of yeah. the movie, like in a way that would ruin any movie for me. And we we need this movie. Yeah, we, yeah. With this movie it has to be here. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you how much I needed to just be shaken out of my self important <laughs> ass for for what seventy five minutes. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's so short. It's a YouTube video. Yeah. And it has just, I've felt it since. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. It's a really good movie. That I, I, it's uh, not very good. It's a really good movie. <laughs> That's, yeah. That my, my problem with that movie wasn't even that I was like too offended by it or anything. It, I just like it lost me somewhere like halfway through. It, it takes the weird turn. Yeah. There's a turn where people physically turn into assholes. Yeah. And they become talking assholes. And it is like, that's the point where it becomes a different movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, I actually don't even know where I read that because I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just left that movie with so like everything was prodded. I yeah. just felt like I had been <laughs> fucked by a movie. I love crazy. that I made your list. That is so awesome. I, I cannot wait to see I it. Think I think about read it all the time. Yeah. It. All the time. And yeah. it's just when when that girl goes on any sort of crazy rant and it's, she sounds positively she's insane. Great. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's insane. She was really good. I liked her a lot. Mm. All right, assholes is good. Assholes you, is, can, you can hear the song okay. now. You can hear oh, the song yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from right. the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw that together at a, a Philadelphia Unnamed Film I've got to go to that this year. It's it seems really like there fun. were a lot of good movies. There were, actually. I, cool. I have, like, uh, two movies that I regret having to cut from my list that I saw there. I think mm-hmm. I literally thought that this is this sounds really this makes me sound like an idiot. Yeah. Um I literally thought that they were showing movies that didn't have titles yet. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's funny. So I was like, "Eh, I don't I don't I don't know about these movies yet. I'll see them when they do have titles." Oh, no, they should I called the movie Assholes. It actually had no title. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "What do you want to call it?" I was like, "I don't know. Assholes? I yeah. don't I don't know." They're yeah. like, "Perfect." <laughs> well, I'll definitely go to that this year cuz that sounds cool. It's really yeah. fun. I, I saw a lot of like cool unique stuff. You know, this both year. years the programming has been great. Good. Yeah. It's just this year they stepped up the the experience. Yeah, for cool. sure. Uh, my number nine is Brawl in Cell Block 99. All right, we'll Ooh. be talking about that later. We will be talking awesome. about this later. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll just throw a few quick thoughts then. I oh. uh, This movie uh, rocked my shit. Uh, it I, fucked you up, didn't it? Dude, okay, so Bone Tomahawk was like my number two movie of the year it came out. I love Bone Tomahawk. Legit. And there's a thing that happens at the Y'all end of... Y'all didn't consider Chicory. Yeah, yeah. There, not one there's of a thing that happens at the end of Bone Tomahawk that is still to this day one of the craziest, most graphic things I've ever seen in a movie. And that could never have prepared me for what <laughs> Brawl in Cell Block 99 is. There is a moment in Brawl in Cell Block 99 that I will never be able to forget. Like, yep. it is going to haunt my nightmares for the rest of my entire and life. it's not like fucked up i mean it's fucked up it's fucked up but i mean like it's we're talking it's not played yeah, realistically yeah. right it's, it's very not. very yeah. over the top and it just fucking oh. like it's oh, oh. i didn't necessarily see now i'll never forget that either and i didn't find it that i maybe i was over prepared for the yeah. for the gore in the movie yeah because everyone was talking about how violent it was but yeah and and so i wasn't as surprised by it but i don't know i i 
it's hard to tell which is i i kind of think the 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 bone tomahawk thing was worse oh really yeah i think the bone tomahawk thing was worse it's like conceptually worse i would say for sure I think the thing with with Brawl and Cell Block 99 was much like Bone Tomahawk, its script is so good yeah. and the dialogue is so fun to listen to yeah. that it tricks you into thinking that it's going to stay this one type yeah. of movie because it's really comfortable to be in. Yep. Those movies are both two and change. Mm-hmm. Right. And and neither time did it ev- did I ever feel the time because it's they're always such fun worlds yeah. as yeah. fucked up as they are and the characters interact so well and speak to each Love other so Love the characters well. in this movie. So when it takes that turn even if it's not as violent as Bone Tomahawk, I, I was very comfortable where I was when that yeah. happened, yeah. even as violence was happening. So it, the the hard right it takes is where I think it becomes fucked up as yeah. opposed to what it is. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, once it took that hard right, and like I knew, you know, I had heard you that it's, it, was coming. it gets real violent and stuff, right? But I didn't know how it was going to get me there. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good point. Exactly. And the scene where it starts to take you there. Where you're talking he, about the final scene, or no? Where he the, gets a phone call, where yes. he where he has to go get where where there's a guy that comes to meet him at the jail right. when to Nudo speak Kier with him. Shows up. Yeah, yeah. That like rocked my shit. I was like, oh, oh wow, that's what the plot of this because that like yeah. that ultimately is the plot of the movie. Yeah, is yes. what happens in that scene forward. You know, yes, that's uh, kind of the mid. That's the point where that movie takes a major turn. Yeah, that that fucked me up too. Yeah, pretty badly. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought I was watching this one movie. Now I'm watching another movie. Yes. What's good about S. Craig Zoller, Scraig Zoller, Scraig Zoller, is that at that moment he somehow get like he lubes you up so that when you get there, you have that moment of like, oh, this isn't the movie I expected. Yeah. As well as like, well, bring it the fuck oh, on. Yeah. Let's Dude, go. It yeah. is awesome. It, it basically sets the table for yep. what's coming next. And, and it's it's yeah. one of a couple of movies on my list that are essentially like a Dante's Inferno tale. It's like a descent into hell where mm-hmm. a guy is just having to make increasingly difficult decisions that lead him further and further into these deeper kind of like circles of his own personal. And hell. he never hesitates for one second, nope. which is, which, which blows my mind a little bit. Like yep. Vince Vaughn is so fucking good. In he's this movie. great in this movie. I'll and, say it. I think it's yeah. the best work he's ever done. It, oh, yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. He, and, he's yeah. very, very good in this. Week. Also, one of two movies in 2017 where a man destroys a car with his bare hands. The other one's furious ape. Fast, fast, fate, fate, fate of, of the Furious. furious. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Uh, Wait, what's the, someone the does is, that It doesn't that matter yeah. what the car, you know, what car you're driving. It yeah, matters who's driving. Who's driving. That's the lesson that we yeah, learned. Yeah, the, 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 one of the best scenes in Fate of the Furious is the opening in Havana uh, that uh, sees Vin Diesel just literally tearing a car apart with his bare right. hands. I forgot about that. Yeah. And the thing is, I got to say, I, I get the metaphor, yeah. but it is very much the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, it's actually, it's like 99% the car. Uh, that 1% is just the driver not crashing it. Yeah. The better car wins every time forever. So just fuck you, Fate of the Furious, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what what I can't get out of my mind about that scene is that like Vince Vaughn, like he punches really weird. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's almost like I obviously this is a podcast, so I can't like do an impression for you, but he sort of it's almost like he doesn't have as much control over his arms as you would think. So he must be like really fucking strong to be able to do that or it's extremely painful for him and it just doesn't matter to him like he's a man who he he basically is a character who can take any pain that is thrown at mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and it doesn't he's matter to him to take because pain. because his own life doesn't really matter right. to him all that matters to him is his wife and his unborn child yeah. Well, and it's it's uh, one of many movies this year. As Dan and I kind of, I think, in, I think you'll find your way into this too, Andy. Is uh, it's about 
choices. It is a movie about choices. Sure. And it is a movie about having to own your choices. Yeah. Uh, having to just, you made the decisions you made, and you might have to lie in the bed that you made because of it. And uh, it, I think that's a pretty interesting theme that sort of seeps into a lot of the 2017 movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which feels very relevant to uh, perhaps the world we're living, or at least the America we're living in right yeah. now. It makes sense with his character, too, because... It almost seems as if because because he's made this one choice, yeah. which is you know like you said nothing. I don't harm to me is not a thing that's right. an issue. That that's I just have to you know save my wife and an unborn yeah. kid, and like he made that decision, and then throughout the movie, you know, the question becomes: Is there a point where he can change his mind and turn right. back? And even though the answer is unequivocally no. It still manages to do that that kind of uh, Russian uh, stacking doll kind yes. of thing where you're like, oh, you could now's now's the time if you want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Go punch that guy. I want to watch. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That keeps happening. That's that's really good script, you know, script writing yeah. to fit into that theme. Yeah. yeah he, he doesn't care if he lives or like he doesn't mm-hmm. care if he lives or dies. The only reason why he cares if he lives is just so that he can make it to the point where his family is out of harm's way. Yeah, you know, exactly. that that's all that matters to him. And to speak to your point about his physicality, yeah. I think it, it's, it's just a fascinating like it's old timey. He's right. fighting with his torso, he's a brawler. but like when you exactly he's he's a so literally a what does that mean? Because I because I, I, I should it's I could not just look about this up on technique my own, so yeah, much yeah. as it is about dishing out as much pain and eating as much pain as possible. It's like yeah, a, a but a boxer fights with technique, right? They are mm, trained right. to throw certain kinds of punches at certain times in certain ways. A brawler is somebody who just is on the street their whole life, and that's how they survive. Gotcha. And so they just fight in basically any means necessary. Mm-hmm. If this super hard, crazy punch that is totally untrained and doesn't yeah. come from anywhere is going to put this guy on the ground, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and that's oh, I broke I my hand? Well, I'll just yeah. beat you with my broken hand, yeah. because what am I going to do, break it more? And there's yeah. literally a scene where I'm pretty sure that he breaks his arm and like the the bone breaks through his skin mm-hmm. and he literally reaches over and breaks it off. Yeah. Like, doesn't, doesn't that happen in one I of the scenes? Yeah, so, I believe so. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of like you break my arm, I break his face. It just doesn't make sense. It's incredible. But it's I think the, the fight scene to his the way he fights is away. is very just it's about the brute strength. Yeah. He's using his torso, yeah. which is a good thing I guess if you, if you want to hurt somebody, which he does. True. Well, and he's clearly a man that literally built himself to to take pain. Yeah, like like he he doesn't that character does not strike me as a guy that like oh he just happened to be like kind of a big kid and like he just happened to like get into blue collar stuff and so he ended up up having a big he's like a fucked up dude that has literally prepared his body to basically be a a, like a a pain absorbing weapon you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because he just he has made the choices to live a life where at any time he might (sighs) have to go down you know. When he yes. beats up the car, and th- this is an amazing thing to think about. He, when he beats up the car, that's a moment of growth for him. Yeah. Because you get the sense that this is a guy who's working very hard not to beat up his wife. That's yeah. a good point. And, and that's how he's not a good guy. I think right. there's, there's no arguing that. But they do make it very clear that when this unfortunate situation befalls him, it was at a point where he's really, really working hard to be good. Yeah. Even though he is currently sleeping in a bed made of bad choices where it's hard to be good. Well, him and and his wife are both in recovery, too. Yes, exactly. And he's made the choice to to just fix everything no matter what. Yeah. And then being forced to make the choice of, well, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah. No matter what. Like, that is so awesome. I, I love I that. Really movie. love that. And movie. then he oh. goes in and like patches things up with his wife. Yeah, yeah. he like yeah. destroys he got it her out. car. 
Uh, you know, I mean, only in the movies, of course, but still, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's a there's a lot of only in the movies moment. in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just so there are so many. I mean, and maybe later we could talk about the. Why don't, why don't we talk about the fight scenes a little later? Sure. Okay. Yeah, but let's enough. let's when let's remember that. It's, I just think like up. Bone Tomahawk, it, it is full of delicious dialogue that yes. makes it infinitely rewatchable, <clears> plus <throat> amazing choreographed fight scenes. So yes. it's like. I know I'm going to watch this yes. movie like a bunch, you know. It, it's really it's really movie. similar yeah, yeah. to that movie and I think at first I didn't realize how much but you're absolutely right. It's it takes that left turn yep. into total insanity yep. while still maintaining the same The stakes tone. are there the whole time yeah. and like yeah. Yep. Yeah. Solid. Loved it. Well, my number 8 is Wind River. Oh, please. Nice. By nice. Taylor Sheridan who wrote uh Sicario and Hell or High Water. And uh, and for a while was like uh, I I first knew him as an actor on Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. which was like a pretty terrible I show. He's an actor, yeah. His filmography is huge. He's been yeah, around a long time. He has been around, and he's much I, better. I couldn't pick as him out of a lineup though, but I know I've seen he, him probably. Honestly, times. he's a hunk, dude. Yeah, is he? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, his scripts are hunks. I, yeah. I've loved everything he's touched. He and like just just look up a picture of him, and uh, he yeah, is a straight up hunk, dude. So um, sweet. Oh um, oh no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> and so basically i wind river is a great great movie um i i don't know well let me take that back a little bit i don't know if it's a great movie but i loved it that i know um mm. and so it was already kind of i was kind of a sucker for it in the in the first place almost like it was made for me because it's a movie well i spent time in new mexico i used to work at a summer camp out there and and i've always loved the west since i was like a really little kid so Wind River was kind of in my wheelhouse already. And, you know, from my time in New Mexico, made some like, you know, friends and spent time around uh, like, you know, Native Americans. And also like our my summer camp was super close to a reservation uh, to the Navajo reservation. Um, So I was already kind of in this movie was already kind of speaking my language a little bit. But Mm. also I love crime thrillers. I love noirs. I love you know, sort of male weepies, we can call them, you know? <laughs> and that's definitely like sort of what this movie is. A guy cry. Um, yeah, exactly. So, a guy cry. guy cry. A guy cry. I heard that in a review for uh, Frequency. Oh. Someone said it was it would go in the lexicon of all-time great guy cry movies. Right. And I don't remember a lot of that movie, but I, I do remember enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's definitely a movie, I wouldn't say it's it's definitely flawed. It's definitely got some holes in it, but it's but it really aims, it, it's really trying to hit a grand slam. Mm-hmm. And and it only ends up making about like a double or a triple, but like you sort of love it so much for swinging so hard, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and for that reason, it, I say in my review that it wins my Place Beyond the Pines award for I this still year. Get to see that it, yeah, it, it's seen a that. similar movie where it's like you know that it's trying to be a really it's trying to be a masterpiece, but it's only like a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there's just but it's about like kind of fucked up guys like trying really hard but failing and it's also like you know it's also got like some really great you know crime scenes in it too it's just a so and they're know, flanking us right exactly yeah, I think yeah, about yeah. that every day I mean day. that is incredible you can't so. see that they're flanking us yeah. oh yeah that Ooh, okay, so, so I'll get to that I don't know second. why I said yeah. that as Mark Wahlberg <laughs> <laughs> they're flanking us oh my you god you can't see that they're flanking us they <laughs> <laughs> I got this guy to my right this guy to my left what are we doing <laughs> So, so for that reason, it's it's like such a, 
I mean, and and that scene in particular, really. Well, that's my favorite scene. The, of the standoff, year. The, yeah. the whole standoff thing, and then plus the flashback that yes. follows. Oh, and then that the, what's his name shows up by surprise. John Bernthal, John Bernthal, John yes. Bernthal makes surprise Bernthal cameo. Yep. Yeah. Little bacon bits on your movie in yeah. the form exactly. of John Bernthal. Yeah, <laughs> and then the climax he, that he follows made, that uh, flashback. Oh, so yeah. good. He Baby even driver. made what was it called? The assistant better. What, what's oh, the, the accountant? The accountant. That one. Yeah, I watched a lot of the accountant this weekend because I was home for Christmas and it was just on TV. Yeah. That is that is the Did you that watch movie is dad? the accountant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So the movie is definitely the accountant. Uh-huh. No, but Wind yeah. River is really. Wind I did gun. really like that. Yeah. Garrett I, took me for my birthday. Thank indeed. you, sir. Aww, Happy birthday. That's and, sweet uh, of you. Yeah, that was a good time. I did enjoy. And that I think movie. you're right. It's just it's a it's a good movie yes. that thinks it's great and it's yeah. beautiful that it does. Yeah. Exactly. It wouldn't be as good if it didn't. Yeah. 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 It, it really. Renner is great in it. Renner. I think it's his best role since The Hurt Locker. Um, easily, and I, I think that's kind of the only time maybe he's any good at all is when he plays like uh, sort of manly men who have a little bit of sensitivity but who are experts in their field mm-hmm. and who are extremely Even skilled. 28 weeks later, yeah. before he gets oh my engulfed God, in flames entirely. It's the and, same and role killed, that he plays. He, he's it, playing his Hurt yeah. Locker thing, and he's exactly. great. I, I, watched, I watched that movie with a Desert Storm vet who kept saying, he was like, this guy's good. That's how it would be. Oh, yeah. And it was 28 weeks later. He was like, he, he acts the way that your commanding officer would, would want you to act. Interesting, yeah. Right. Like, That's, and I, that always stuck with me, that 28 weeks yeah. later of all things. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So, yeah, it and, speaks and, to and him. Something I love in movies is when you see professionals doing their jobs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, like, don't explain to me how you do your job. Don't slow down to make it make sense for me. Just do your job and let me watch it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's exactly what he does in Wind River. Um, so, you know, I, between the, the snowy setting and the Nick Cave score and the, yeah, oh, oh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, they're kind of, they have their own little thing now where they're just like, we're going to make really brooding, uh, like scores for really brooding movies, uh, (laughs) really brooding crime movies. It's (laughs) perfect. It's perfect. And, uh, but I just loved it. And, um, you know, I saw it with my girlfriend, and and you know, we both have a lot of affection for the West and for like Native American culture. So it was like the movie. After we saw, it, we looked around and saw it. Kind of got mediocre reviews mm-hmm. across the board, and you know, we were both like, "Man, that's it's kind of hard to hard to believe." I mean, I get why you would see it and think it wasn't very good, but it's it's probably the most. It's one of the most like personal favorites on my list oh, yeah. and yeah. it was one it's where I, I just looked around and saw not a lot of people really liked it very much so i was like all right i'm gonna fight for this one like yeah, this, yeah. this this one's gonna you know make make my top 10 list whether you know you know no matter what basically roman j israel almost took that slot for me because oh. uh, i want to fight for that movie because it's good but ultimately i was like ah, i'm not gonna fight that hard <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very good yeah, yeah and it's very atypical which yeah. is why but i think that's with wind river is that i think there's a very easy movie to expect yeah there's a yeah. movie that when you look at that you go i know what i'm seeing and it's very much not that movie even a little and so i think that put people off yeah and i for one there was the scene towards the beginning when uh Renner walks in on the one guy's wife cutting herself. Mm-hmm. Oh and nobody God. treats it as a moment of we gotta get her to a hospital. Right. And it, it put and at first it was I was off put, but then it, it kept snowballing into this feeling of like, oh, that's not where I belong. I don't understand this place. And and that that felt really, right. really tangible throughout yeah. the movie, which I think was super effective. Yeah, there there's like constantly characters who are sort of like outsiders, even in like, you know, mm-hmm. their own homes or uh, but well, it speaks I, yeah. to the themes of just it, all of the Native Americans in that movie, they knew how to hack it. Mm-hmm. All the white dudes in that movie did not know how to hack it. Um, I don't want to say too much about what went down, but I think the source of every 
every conflict in that movie is based on, oh, these white dudes don't know how to hack it in this survivable, this hard to survive environment. Right. You know, and it's it's wild. Yeah. And, and, it, it felt yeah. foreign to me there, which is weird to feel in America. One well, and um and it was Anne who pointed out that the scene, the kind of climactic scene where basically you know, you see white men who actually feel threatened and mm, who mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable in their surroundings exactly. is actually how women feel all the time in mm-hmm, public. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so that basically that's They're flanking me. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it <laughs> yeah. feels like if you're a woman walking right. home alone at night. Yeah. You know, so, so for that movie to kind of actually achieve the sensation of like men feeling afraid, it's basically like, a commentary on just the insidious, like creeping nature of patriarchy yeah. and how it just surrounds everybody. And one of the reasons why that climactic showdown was so shocking to me and why it's probably like my favorite scene of the year is because it's like, this is how far patriarchy will go to protect itself. Right. It'll even like chew up and spit out its own like members. Basically. Right. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? It'll, it'll, it doesn't matter if you're police, it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, like working as a, a federal agent on a right. on a contractor. Right. It doesn't matter if you're FBI. Like patriarchy will do anything to protect itself. Right. And uh, and and it is true that you know Native American women are nine or ten more times likely to be raped and sexually assaulted than mm-hmm. the average white woman. So it's like, I mean, the movie's not just you know, it's it's it's, it's very for real. easy to for real. go into a mindset of predation when you are not the victim of, of predatory actions. Right. right. Yeah. And like, that's, that, that's, that's like genetic. Yeah. Yes. And, and that movie exploits that for, for that feeling of, you know, that I don't ever feel. Yes. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if it'll hold up great on a second viewing, but it, right. it really left me with a feeling. So when that's I went why it's my that, number eight. I had a chocolate chip cookie and it got it melted, and I didn't realize it. And oh. so I was eating it, and I had chocolate over my hands, and I didn't notice. Oh no! And so I, I ruined a pair of shorts that day because my hands were <laughs> on my thighs, and uh, there was just unassailable <laughs> chocolate handprints in these shorts, Damn, and they were brand new. But you know, what are you gonna do? Did some real damage. Yeah. So Wind River, I always think of my off gray shorts that have chocolate handprints that I, I can't wash out for the life of me. <sighs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I don't think there's much of a tie into the movie. No, but it's but, <laughs> but that's my experience, you know. What's what are we at? Eight? eight. My number eight is eight? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Um, I really loved Dunkirk quite Dan a bit. Kirk. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Dan and Dad Kirk, the yeah. two of us together. If my dad's name was Kirk, it was so awesome. <laughs> I think I said everything I need to say about this movie. I, 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 it's the perfect. We're watching technique become style right in front of our eyes yeah and, and it really hit that it really i agree with and here. that's a really interesting like critique of the movie i didn't even think about that but that you is know, like a thousand percent yeah there's it's very easy to to create a prestige picture out of a war story yeah it 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 writes itself it designs itself you, you copy saving private ryan and you got you're taking <laughs> one home yeah. yeah and this one took the map you said it's like a tarantino movie it took this this whole it changed everything without heightening anything. Yeah. And that that's very cool. It feels very much like a World War II movie. Yes. It's also a ticking time bomb right. thriller. Um, it's also just a you Literally know, a ticking time beautiful bomb. Beautiful to look at. Yeah. Every piece came together, every piece worked. The fact that there's there's not a German in sight. We yeah. don't see a villain's face even once. Not but we once. feel the threat, but it's not about that. Right. It's not about oh Well the, the, well it is in a way. It's about okay. it's about the creeping nature of the threat, you know, it's about, yes. and it felt well, very I mean applicable is... in, in a year where we're sort of surrounded by like, you know, we, we, we read about Trump. Vo- oh, well, okay. 
I'll, I'll go there, I guess. We can go we there. We read about... We're like, all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we read about uh, a lot of terrible stuff on the internet, and mm. from, from where I'm sitting, I might not necessarily see it. Yes. You know, like, just because of where I live, what I do with my friends, the people in my life, but but it's there. You know mm. what I mean? It's a, It surrounds me, but I can't quite see it, you know, so in, in a it way, it was very appropriate. I mean more in terms of... Every war movie has done the same. It pulls the same strings where all the boys gather around the fire and tell stories about home. And then the one yeah. that tells the saddest story dies. And then we see the <laughs> villains. Yeah. And the villains, you know, they're they're actually just a bunch of guys in uniform that are... They don't have any stake in this. Right. They just have to do it because they're... And so, oh, it's this whole understanding of it. Great. I love it. It works. But this sure. was just about... We have to survive, and we have very limited resources. What can we tap to get everyone out there? And just duty, hope... And and just sheer luck right. got them through, yep. and and it wasn't their guns that got them through. Right. It wasn't their willingness to to stand up and fight. It wasn't their willingness to die. It was their willingness to live. Yeah, and sure. it, it was just everything about it worked yeah. for me. And typically, I am a little bit I don't want to say averse to war movies, but it's the same thing that I when I talk about I don't want to watch sad animal movies because right. I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen. It could be a phenomenal movie. And I've been there before. You're yeah. not showing me anything. I've seen Saving Private Ryan. You can't show me anything new. Right. You can't. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if you're Terrence Malick doing Thin Red Line. You did not show me anything new. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Dunkirk showed me a new World War II movie for the first time since like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, which, true. You know, but Inglorious Bastards is heightened. Yeah. I wouldn't think of that as a right. World War II movie so much say, as I, I would think of it yeah. as. A, a, a Nazi movie. A, a, it's a Tarantino, a Tarantino movie. It's, it's exactly. a mission yeah. movie. Yeah. This is a World yeah. War II movie. Yeah. Died in the wool. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. And, I love that. And kind of like what you're saying about the, and the structure to it is what really makes it like, you can ask like, well, you know, like it reminds me almost of like when Boyhood came out, like, well, why couldn't they just make like a movie? Why did it have to be made over 12 years? Why couldn't they have made just a movie over 12 weeks of just like, one kid and cast a few different actors and have him growing up through time and well because the point is the structure right mm-hmm. the point yeah. is the the story behind it and you know like that that is, that is purest that essence. the structure yeah. is the story yeah. you know and and that i think is is what makes it a really thrilling movie He's especially been telling structures yeah. the story with every single movie oh, yeah. he has ever it, made it's almost like the prestige too in yes, a lot of exactly. ways right yeah yep and and and, and i would get say real planes those planes all over. I mean, definitely. Did they just he fly dogfights? Did I, he go back in time? I have heard <laughs> what that happened. Not only are they real planes, they are like not even replicas. They're legit real planes. Nice. That he restored, put in the sky, put actors inside of, and put fucking IMAX cameras on. It's amazing. All those shots where you're watching those like locked shots from inside the cockpit. That's what made the dome stuff. worth it, oh. dude. It's and yeah. so I'm. I mean, I, there, I'm sure there's like, well, I don't know, but I would imagine there's some shots that are maybe not real planes and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of that aerial footage is supposedly real planes, the ones of the time restored, and he fucking put IMAX cameras up on them. It's insane. He's going to get in a big fist fight with James Cameron one day. Yeah. It's just, and it's going to be on a flaming submarine in the <laughs> sky, and it's, and it's going to make sense when we get there. I yeah. promise. It's, yeah. That yeah. is, yeah, I mean, that is, like, one of the things, it is just, like, a breathtaking movie, I and think. everyone who gave Chris Nolan guff about how he said, oh, you really should see this in yeah, IMAX yeah. and all that, uh, you, uh, you, fuck off. You because, should. Because, one, you should. Two, he didn't say you can't see right. another formats. He just yeah. said this is preferred. And very few filmmakers, Sean Baker was actually one yes. of them with Florida Project. Yeah. 
uh, are are just holding on to film. Yeah, shooting because, on like, film. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's Love holding it. on to using these techniques, yeah. and with Dunkirk, is using them not just as a novelty. Yeah, that's very cool. And he's not wrong. It was incredible in IMAX. It's probably incredible on your phone, and you can do that if yeah. you want. You're not not allowed to do that. You're still seeing the same yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, but yep. why not go see the ride? Yeah, your I'm phone. Your phone is not going to shake the walls of the place mm-hmm. that you're sitting in. Which is uh, why it's sometimes worthwhile to go see these things in theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dunkirk's my eight. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, choice. speaking of sad animal movies, my number Ooh. eight is Okja. We will be oh, talking nice. about that much later. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I I loved this movie. I uh, This guy is. It was your number one at one point, wasn't it? Was it was like my number, number two. two. It was my number one midway yeah. through the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my number two midway. It was like this was one of the ones that was like it was like number four up until like two hours ago. You know what I mean? Mm, gotcha. And then I started really like shuffling things around and thinking about it and really digging into like how I felt about it. And what I love about Okja is how committed it is to being Okja. It's fucking weird. It's really strange. It's got these I mean, uh, uh, why can't I think of his name now? Hall's performance in it is one of the best, weirdest things in any movie oh, this it year. It is positively insane it brought me pure joy uh, and and the movie is also heartbreaking and crushing and and it's one of the brilliant things this director does he he's able to make me laugh and cry and feel pain and joy sometimes within six seconds of each other you and know also I mean? make you feel like what the fuck like yeah. and, oh, yeah. and also what the fuck like oh man there's a little girl who's just getting like or all the shit shooting yep. that happens in this movie yeah 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 this it's, movie with a well, giant it's like a pig, wild like, circus too yeah, it's, yeah it, there's exactly. something festive about it yeah it's yeah. it's like a Disney movie for adults or something it's really just it, it's really wild uh, but you know in, in really thinking about it and stuff I was like it is real weird it is real wild which is my kind of thing it may not be the kind of thing that I'll go back to so often. You know, as mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out, like, where do these things fall on my list? Just because, like so I said, I these really are all, like, kind of interchangeable. That's uh, one that I want to show to people. Yeah, yeah, I would too. But I'll, almost because I think people have the same initial reaction I had, which is like, I'm sure that's good, but it's not really my flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and actually, I think it's like, if you're going to show anyone this director's movies... This oh, is a great exciting. entry point. <laughs> You're going to do Memories of Murder. Right, Let's yeah, exactly. That's the way to go. <laughs> this feels like a great entry point into like his filmography, oh, I absolutely. think. Absolutely. Um yeah, I just I loved this movie and and uh you know, it it was higher at one point, but the more I thought about it, it was like I love it because it's weird and I'm fucking weird and I really like the weird stuff. And, yeah. you know, and it, we totally. had a good experience with We that. had a wonderful experience. We were very in lucky with this. to we be saw able to see it in the theater as opposed to on Netflix. Which, hardly which anybody got to do it. I apparently. truly believe I probably never would have watched it on Netflix. Right. Because I don't think so either. Like, that animal's going to whimper and I'm going to. Cr- nope, yeah. not yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 So I watched it on Netflix and my story about it was kind of. I mean, I watched it on a weekend over the summer and it was like. I think I started it Saturday night, and I think I finished it on Sunday. Oh. I stopped and started it a yeah. lot, and well, I have because it was hard to watch. Or I think it was just like uh, just my weekend. You okay, know what yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I just yeah. didn't. It was you know like sometimes if you're watching if you're streaming a movie and uh, it's too easy to turn yeah, it off. Yeah, I do it all the time. Exactly, yeah. and I think I had oh, stuff going on that phone. weekend. I think I I paused at one point to like take a walk to the grocery store yep. to like buy some stuff. You know, yep. so that definitely like hurt my experience yes. with it a little yeah. bit i think that's and, why we're lucky because i i could yeah. see myself doing Same. that with that movie right. and oak will be coming up later but yeah that's yeah. like it yeah. really worked because i was not given the opportunity to be distracted yeah, yeah. I, but i think that actually 
classically has happened with a lot of uh, Bong Joon-ho's movies before. Yes. You can interchange that. I understand. I've seen it written I, I, all I different ways. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho is the one that I, I settled think that's on what uh, most for of, my list. Most of yeah. us Americans say yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Yes, yeah. And I think with with his style being so inherently foreign, being you know kind of circus-like, you think it lends itself to episodicness and can feel comfortable turning it off when if you give it a chance, it, it actually does not. Right. And it can hurt the movie. I could definitely sure. see that being a thing. Yeah, sure. sure. I, I I just oh, I love it's that. so good. It's so good. That, I mean, that big. ending, um, just the 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 big climactic scene yep. with the I'll just say with the, the, the where screams. They go to the, yes, sure. Yeah, the screams uh-huh. that just yeah. destroyed me. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that made me want to be vegetarian again. So that. Mm. And especially like this year, I got a dog for the first time, mm. and Your dog so, is so cute. I know my dog is very very cute. <laughs> the Last Jedi didn't convince you. Oh well, that that was like <laughs> I just thought yeah, porgs looked like they might be delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that uh, one that Chewie was going to eat looked very delicious, I and, s- I, and I am a vegetarian. I saw a great tweet that was like, uh, "Listen." He ate the porg. Yeah. These are movies for kids, so they didn't show us it. But we adults know he right. ate the fucking porg. He ate I the saw porg. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, would have eaten it too if you were yeah. stuck on an island and all you well, had to drink was blue just, milk and yeah. porgs. Yeah. If he had just thrown it away, you know, that would be so disrespecting to the porg. Right. Like that's true. my heart breaks a little bit if I have to throw out like a uh, chicken that's expired, right. yeah. you know, that I haven't cooked. And right. I'm just like, man, this chicken like grew up and died just so I could throw it away in my fucking, right. you know, trash can because right. I was so fucking lazy that I couldn't bring myself to actually cook it, yeah. you know? I think so he should have snapped the pork in fucking... half and handed it to the pork, <laughs> oh and the other pork would have happily taken it Cannibal and eaten pork. it. Because why wouldn't porks yeah. be cannibalistic if they're literally one of two animals on <laughs> yeah. this island, Did you guys the hear other the, being a non-alien? the origin of the porks, how it was... Puffins. Puffins, man. Oh, yeah. There's there were puffins, puffins there all over that island. And he said, rather than try and go through the humanitarian effort of figuring out how to like properly remove them from the background of scenes, just they would just film, and if there was one in the background, they just replace it with a pork. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me Chewbacca ate a puffin? Yep, that's Crazy. right, my friend. <laughs> right, <laughs> on. <laughs> right on. What movie were we talking about? <laughs> Okja, and, and I'm, Okja. I'm good on Okja. We can, cool. we can. Yeah, we'll it sounds like we'll talk about it again. So we can, we can. Move you know on. what? I will say, there's a great scene where Jake Gyllenhaal is clearly being left to sort of riff, yes. but create a moment with his character that's uh-huh. meant to be very humorous. And he places his hand on the head of another actor, and it's very clear that both of them are ready to lose it. Yep. But they professionals they keep that it they together. are commit to it. And even though that's a moment of falsity in a movie that's very honest, yeah. because like the seams show there because the actors you come can out. See it, yeah. This is the genius of of Bong Jun Ho, is that he just said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I don't care that that's there because the rest of it, we're never going to get that again. Yeah. And he was right to keep it. It's, oh, yeah. It's really he, awesome. He's a really brave director because he, he really doesn't mind a lot of tonal dissonance. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, yeah, the tone his other movies, movies are movies like that, shift too. all over the place, yeah. but they never feel wrong. It, mm. You know, it never feels out of place. Have you seen Barking Dogs Never Bite? I haven't. There's one thing that happens in that movie that I think the only way that they could have pulled it off was to really do it. And I hate it. Oh. But I know that that it's not a permanent thing. It's just a moment of suffering on an animal that you're like, they. I'll tell you, there's a part where a guy takes a little puppy, puts it in a noose, and just yanks it up. Oh. And, it, and he lets it back down because yeah. that's like his thing. Yeah. And the dog's fine. And yeah. all that. But that moment, I, I question, like, it, it's to me, it's wrong because yeah. that thing had no say in that yeah. if it was real. Yeah. But also, like, is it wrong in terms of the movie? Because I love that movie, and I think about that moment all the time, and it affects right. me in creating that character that did that. Yeah. 
but the you know the the animal lover in me goes the other. It's it's wild. I'd be very curious to see how that Whoa. plays if you'd see it. Yeah, I would like I, I would like to it's see a more good of movie. movies. It also it's another one we talked about this before where a lot of times you see it in South Korean movies yeah. where a character is retarded. Yes, and it's played for slapsticky laughs, yep. even if the character is supposed to be actually disabled. Yeah, that stereotype and it's seems very to weird. still be... Um, it's a thing that I guess yeah, is in not, South Korean It's still cinema. socially acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. And so like by our rubric, it, or by our metric, it's, it's off. Right. There's a little bit of that in there, too. And it's it's just something that's always in that brand. But, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. You got to consider the source, though, too. Yeah. Because, you know, a dog might not be as reverent a pet. I've right. never yeah. been there. Sympathy you know? for Mr. Vengeance has a similar character. Yes. In it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually might even be crossing those over. But oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Barking yeah. Dogs Never Bite has that. Well, whatever. Yeah. Oak right. is awesome. Oak <laughs> Which is really good. And well, I'm excited to talk more about it. Yeah. 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 Number eight. So your uh, number seven. My number seven is the Myrowitz stories. Oh Oh my god, I'm so glad this made your list. I just watched this this week. I haven't seen it yet. New and selected. Indeed. I I love that the title is pretentious, just like the characters in the movie. It's Bombach, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Bombach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a really great movie, and like, you know, obviously nobody does neurotic family dysfunction better than Bombach, in my opinion at least. Yeah. Um, And Stiller. And, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, and this has both, so yep. it's perfect. Um, so his films, like, they kind of feel a little bit like symphonies of, like, you know, of neuroses, I yeah. said in my review. The- and they always explode into this anxiety and this farce almost that comes up. And they are just, you know, this movie is, not, first of all, it's extremely funny, yes. in my opinion. Like, I think I, so, too. I, and the, the thing that really cemented its place on my top ten list is I came home one day and... I had already seen it, but my girlfriend was watching it, and uh, I just sat down and just watched the whole second half with her, and I was just so blown away by it yeah. all over again, and, yeah. and it just, it's like, man, I literally, so I'm almost breaking my own rules of talking of not wanting yeah. to watch a movie yeah. twice in one, twice within a few weeks, but I I was almost way better the second time. Yeah. Um. So it's a great movie, and as a, a Jewish man myself, mm-hmm. who's, I this movie hit really close to home for me mm-hmm. because... Uh, you know, in the last like six or seven years, you know, my family went through experience where my my grandparents who live in who used to live in New York City um, passed away, mm. and we had to deal with like selling their apartments the and stuff, and the yeah. estate, and grappling with all of their belongings. Mm-hmm. Some of which I have now, some of, many, most of a lot of which my brother has, some mm-hmm. of which my parents have, and just kind of grappling with their legacy as well, because you know, of course. Even the best parents leave their children with baggage, you know, yeah. and uh, and so this movie is kind of like uh, an extreme example mm-hmm. of that, you know, almost like, um, and it's it's just so it's so good to me. It's it's probably the best uh, Noah Baumbach film aside from Francis Ha. Mm. Um, so you know, obviously, so basically, Harold Meyerowitz is the kind of patriarch of the family, played by Dustin Hoffman, and when he gets really sick, like his children who are played by. Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and Ben Stiller and uh, Elizabeth Marvel, they basically have to come and take care of him, even though he was never the best at taking care of them. And not only did that, but he kind of split them and sort of made them compete with each other for his affection because he's an extremely narcissistic man. And he's also kind of like a semi-successful sculptor who kind of, as the movie goes on, you realize, thinks that he was a lot more successful and revered than he, he probably actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, So ultimately, though... He Dustin Hoffman kind of leaves the movie for a while, and it becomes really about the siblings and how they relate to one another. And and in my mind, it's like the best movie ever made about adult siblings. I agree. It's like it's like how do you interact with these people who, you know, are still in your life despite you know it's been a couple 
a couple dozen years since you've really been required to like talk to them interact with you know what i mean like what is it like to grow old with a sibling Mm -hmm. and 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 what is it like to still have them in your life and what is it like to try to connect with them even though you're mm-hmm. sort of, you know, even though your lives have taken really vastly different directions, yep. you know, yep. sold. Um, so I, it's I've a, been meaning to watch it. It just hasn't, haven't had the chance. It, it kind of, it, it hit me harder, way harder than I thought it would. I, yeah. I literally watched it while I had a headache because I was like, I just yeah. need to turn something on and be, you know, mm. and then it was just so good. Where yeah. does it stack up uh, against the other Adam Sandler Netflix movies like Ridiculous <laughs> Six? It's, it's probably a, fo- a couple steps below Ridiculous Six, okay. but where does it better than the do over. Okay, better well, than the do over <laughs> for sure. So you're saying like yeah. do over. Uh, Meyerowitz stories yeah, yeah. to selected, but and, okay. yeah. he's. I had to tell you, man, he's like so he, good in this he, movie. He's Adam incredible. Sandler has has robbed us yeah. of a career of great yeah, acting. Yeah. There's because no when question. He's really tasked with acting. Yeah. He's transcendent. He, and and there, there's no question. This is his best role since Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Like that's yeah. part he of has. The he's why literally. I haven't watched this maybe because I'm funny afraid people. of that now right. because yeah. I just. Yeah, you might be sad. And about, I used to like, be a very huge lost. fan of his comedy too, because even yeah. that has lost its luster. I mean, you know, hey, I don't blame him. It, I, I make fun of sellouts. I'd be the first to do it. Yeah. So I, I can't. Sure. Uh, you know, I can't speak you know, to that. You know, what's kind of cool about this movie. Still, fuck Green Day, but it you know, gives him the opportunity to use like his actual kind of normal comedic chops, mm. but like without winking that they're goofy. So is he like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, well, like there's yeah. like one or two scenes where he gets <laughs> right. to do like just a little bit of that. But yeah. it yes. makes sense in the context of this world. Oh, you guys are selling me and so it hard. It doesn't feel like a guy being goofy. It feels like a guy like at his wits end. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like he so he gets to use all of he even gets to sing goofy song. I'm not kidding, dude. He literally, he literally to use does. Every Adam Sandler muscle we've does ever he seen him use. Red hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> he does not. No, but there's even a scene like the in the final third where he, uh, where he's at like a sort of a tribute, uh, an art show tribute yes. for his father, who, yeah, who is who is sick at the time, yeah. and he uh, he picks up the microphone and walks around and starts like telling a story about his father and i just saw it and i'm like this is like adam sandler doing stand-up yeah. you know this is basically you like guys, watch I'm, I'm gonna watch yeah. this tomorrow the you, other you should thing, yeah tell me if you read into this too i one of the things that really made me buy into this movie and i can't believe i've not felt this more from movies about families i really felt like the three children so stiller sandler and what, what was elizabeth the marvel elizabeth marvel yeah. We're all doing light Dustin Hoffman impressions. Did you pick up on that? Hmm. There was like mannerisms. The way that, that we all do impressions of our parents. <laughs> yes, exactly. It? Yeah. It's like the Dustin Hoffman has these very specific mannerisms throughout it that he repeats throughout the movie over and over again. And each one of them does like these very light, slight variations on those same things throughout the movie. So that when they're all in a room together, I'm like... I, f- I completely buy that this is a real yeah. family. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that, uh, but I completely believe it because there's no way that... I mean, this movie obviously had a ton of thought put into yeah, it. Yeah. And there's no way that they weren't thinking yeah. about that. Like, yeah. how... Okay, how am I going to convincingly be his his yes. son yeah, or yeah, his yeah. daughter? Yep. Um, and, and But the great thing about it, too, though, is it's that rare Noah Baumbach movie that doesn't make you want to, like, blow your brains right, out no, at the end it, of it. Yeah, it ultimately it, is, it, like, a pretty positive, Yeah, you know. it, it really, like, he really cares. You can tell he really cares about this family. Yes. And he loves this family. Yep. And, and maybe it's maybe it's his own family. I don't know. Right. But but it's a very uh, empathetic, very humanistic film. Mm-hmm. And, it like, I, 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 I wrote in my review that it's about a family who has to come apart so that it can come together. Yeah. 
perhaps for the first time. Right. Yeah, but I yeah. but I and I I jest, but I genuinely think that that's kind of what this movie is about. Like, yeah. How does a family, you know, come together when maybe their foundation was really fucked up? Right. You yeah. know, and how do they actually like find some common ground? Yeah. You know, is it possible? And and I think the movie, you know, spoiler alert, suggests that it definitely is. Mm-hmm. And, Whoa. And, and, for, <laughs> and for that reason, I really loved it. You know, yeah. I'm going to watch that this weekend. Great I really enjoyed now, it. You can spoil this for me, and I'm just going to ask it, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. No, we don't is it a Adam surprise sequel penis. to Little Fockers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it pulls that, like... I'm leaving now to go. I watch fucking it. forgot that they've been <laughs> you know, in movies together before. I saw Little Fockers on a plane, and it was like it's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, really? That's bad. I don't think I saw that one. That's even bad. Meet the Fockers was okay. I mean, it was yeah. just it was just the sequel. It's just yeah. the formula. But yeah. yeah, right on. So that's my number seven. My that's stories. awesome, man. And and it's a Netflix movie too. Yeah. Yes. So even though I just talked about how you know the Netflix yeah. aspect of Ocha kind of. Uh, messed up my viewing experience of that, you know, this time around, it it did not. Well, yeah. As much as we'd like to see Adam Sandler in IMAX, I don't think you missed out on too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See exactly. the craggy face of Dustin Hoffman at right. 89 well, years it, old or whatever. It looks really, but it's it a, it's look a good. good looking yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean Price Williams, I want to say, was the sure. DP, and he's the guy who did like Alex Ross Perry and. And he played Stifler. And it was. <laughs> wow. Okay. Moving I want to on. reference American Pie as much as Wait, possible. What tonight. is that guy's name? Sean, Sean William Scott. Scott. Oh my God. Great. Billy Trevor. Ray. It's... Okay. I, I shit you not. There's an American Pie reference coming later on. Oh, right on. In, oh, it, yeah. in my list. I shit you not. Hell yeah. Well, if dude. ever a sentence was designed to get me to stay. There you go. There, there it is. Yeah. All right. Um, What's so your we number are down seven? to number seven. And this is a movie that is very. Very, very much about the consequences of owning up to your mistakes, to yeah. your decisions. It's all about responsibility. But uh, the killing of a sacred deer. Ooh, oh, okay. So I'm gonna ask you a favor to not spoil too much I, about this. For I me. will assure you, I really you, I want to see it I because really see this it. is a movie that I went in knowing nothing but its pedigree. Um, and now that uh, Colin Farrell has become a little bit of a muse to Yorgos Lanthimos, it seems, which is not something I necessarily saw coming. Yeah, it, exactly, but it really does work. And uh, this is, if you saw Dogtooth, and I've not seen any of Lanthimos's work prior to Dogtooth, but if you saw you see, Dogtooth, you haven't seen the lobster. I have seen the lobster. lobster. Love the lobster. That's but the only one. Dogtooth is very, very dark, and it's bleak, and it, it's fucked up in that sort of heightened way that his movies are. But it's not very absurd. And the lobster, it's it's quite dark, but it's very much more in the absurd level. Yeah. Mm, okay, this finds that line right in the middle perfectly, but the the fucked upness instead is played for humor, and right. the absurdness is played for fucked upness. Oh, interesting. And uh, it's very dark. It's very upsetting. I did not enjoy watching it. Yeah, you had the most interesting review of this movie. I didn't enjoy watching it. Looking, yeah. I was sitting there, and like the whole time, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah. I and as you slowly learn, and you realize that you're not necessarily you're you're going to get an ex- explanation of the function of what's going on. Yeah, you are not going to get an explanation of of why or how this okay. is happening. Yeah, it's just about what is happening and. Colin Farrell's character is a surgeon who's very well put together. He's got the perfect family life. Yeah. And a really horrifying thing begins to happen. And all he can do is flail. Hmm. And watching this movie is watching him absolutely flail. Interesting. And you wonder the whole time if the reason why this is happening is his fault or someone else's fault. Okay. 
And and whether that gets resolved, I think, is up to the viewer. Sure. But you just watch this spiral of destruction that, that he's just flailing. But it is funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's really, really upsetting. <laughs> but not in a, you know, a, a Cell Block 99, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. gruesome like kind of way. Gross. Like, deeply, it is, there's some body horror that is yeah. to a very high degree. Okay. Um, but it all comes down to the the... I guess he's the villain of the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Kyogen, I think is how it's pronounced. Is the or kid? He's the kid. Yeah. He's the kid who gets his head knocked out in the boat in Dunkirk. Oh. It's the same kid. Okay. And he plays like a meek character. In yeah. He plays a twisted-ass motherfucker in this movie. And it is, hands down, my favorite performance of really? the year. It is so good. Whoa. And so, yeah, I my number seven is absolutely The Killing of a Sacred Deer. This review like of that movie more. finally sold me on it. It's good. Well, yeah. it, it's about the nature of, like, it speaks to the idea, like, we, we question now the whole idea of anytime that there's any sort of problem, we try to find first cause. Yeah. Who is initially responsible? Yeah. And in doing that, we have sought after, we've, we've uncovered the idea of these power structures that yeah. dictate how everybody lives. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to dismantle these little pieces. That's been a big thing this year. It's been an awesome thing. And this is a movie about the difficulty of chasing that responsibility. Mm. The, about the, uh, when, that, when that responsibility rests at you, yeah. you know, wh- what can you do to pass it? Do you pass it? Is there benefit to passing it? Yeah. Is there benefit to not passing it and owning up to it? Yeah. Is there mm-hmm. consequences to both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say about it Fair. without spoiling anything. Yeah. But man, Nicole Kidman's good. Uh, Alicia Silverstone's in it. No and way. She's great. Dude, I haven't seen her in a movie in so long. She's a small character. She is great. Oh, I love that. And Colin Farrell's awesome. Everything about this movie works. You will not enjoy it and you will not forget it. Right. So, you know, having just watched Good Time and yeah. enjoyed it, I yeah. would say that this is a more. This is a little more European take on that. Okay, but it okay. is, it is I mean, he's a Greek director, but you know, you know what I mean. Fair. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's got that that way about it. It is distinctly un-American. Yeah. It's good. I want to see that now. So, the Killing I, I of was the like Sacred Deer. somewhat avoiding it because I was like, I don't know. That doesn't quite sound like my thing. But... The trailer's great. Yeah. Watch the trailer. It'll sell you. It doesn't spoil okay. anything. Yeah. It, it's a trailer that matches the tone of the movie flawlessly. Okay. Great stuff. All right. Killing okay. of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Number seven. I, part of it was the lobster was like good, but I didn't. it didn't hit me the way it hit a lot it of other people. It doesn't land. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it's... It's good, yeah, but it doesn't quite. Dogtooth had the same problem. Dogtooth is very good, yeah. Um, it lands better than the lobster, but okay. it's because it it doesn't have the lofty aspirations of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so this one by pulling that flip flop yeah. that I mentioned earlier, where the humor you is, think this is lands dark, and the absurdism is you know the, the humor. Yeah. The, sorry the the absurdism is fucked up, yeah. and the fucked up in this ends up being humorous. Yeah. is a great switch. It works. Okay, all right. Like Colin Farrell, he yeah. just he gets it. Does this one land? Do you think it like, lands. comparatively to the it other? It lands series? hard. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it lands right on your nuts. <laughs> oh god, it hurts. But yeah. then later, when it starts to feel good again, you're like, that was an experience I needed to have. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. fair. All right, so yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer, perfect. Highly recommend. I okay. don't recommend it at all. <laughs> I, pr- I actually are probably going to watch that. that you should that, really that sold watch me. It. Yeah. I think you will like it. Yeah, you know, you might not be as over the moon for it as right. I, but that's something that's impossible yeah, to predict yeah, yeah, yeah. with a with a film of this this filmmakers. Well, you just mentioned it. My number seven is Good Time, which I just watched uh, Uh, very recently. Uh, And this is one of the ones that shook up my list. Uh, This was one where I saw the trailer for it, and the trailer sort of sold the idea of Twilight Kid, unrecognizable now. 
And I feel like he's kept dropping Taxi Driver. I feel like he's made like seven movies like that at this point already. Where like every year there's a new movie that's like the Twilight Kid. You'll never know it's him. And I'm like, yeah, I I know you. You said that last year in that fucking movie. You get it. He's actually he may never live it down. He he may never live it down, which is fine. Which is unfortunate now having seen this movie. I think he's going. I think I think he's good enough to break out of it. Yeah. It's well, and he's going to break out of it the same way Casey did. Yeah. Where those of us who are fans of hers just. We're in. Count me among them. Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. did K Stu has? She's proven it, that but the people that don't want to see it don't good, need to see it. But K Stu has, for some reason, I don't know why I have an easier time seeing her apart from Twilight than I do Robert Pattinson. I, I think it's because we'll see Good Time. I guarantee that oh, will change. I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah I have, I've seen it. So it didn't um, change. I'm wrong. Well, my no, gar- no, no. My guarantee no, just got sold I the don't fuck know. out. I think it's just extreme. I think it's just incredibly personal. I think like he's such a fucking dweeb and unlikable you know little piece of shit in those movies that i think you're like whereas in Kristen Stewart, it's like you can kind of like oh yeah it makes sense like that she would take that role like i forgive her for being bella in you know twilight <laughs> but like as edward i can't even believe i know their fucking names but yeah. i do i've never seen um, those movies and i i, I think saw the first time. one at like a uh, summer camp i worked at. i feel like my love for know. both pattinson and case do means that i owe that series that gave I, them to us one watch i'm gonna make you this do. offer right now <laughs> dude you want to do a chain I do. Okay, let's I, do it. I have seen let's the first it. one and only the first one. Same here. And it is so worth seeing. Let's let's do like a block. I would love to because I watch I've, this be our 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 thing. Dude, <laughs> I've heard that the last one is like the most insane piece of pop art like ever. Oh, like man. I like this is one of the few things I know about it. Like apparently there's like a C section via vampire fang. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. I am I so in you can on the title shit, a movie dude. that yeah. and I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like, did that's Argento like, just make a new movie? That's actually the yeah, next Diorgos Lanthimos movie. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> it, the first one is so worth seeing. It is the cheesiest shit you've ever seen in your I'm life. In. It's so funny. Vampires I, are no longer sacred. Yeah, to me. right. Exactly. Because when it first came out, I'm like, vampires don't sparkle. I'm yeah. 19. Yeah. And now it's like, fucking true blood. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Get, get yeah. Out of here. I don't care. Dude, they play baseball in the first one. Oh, with and the lightning or something? It, 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 you don't it's unreal <laughs> it's just like you're watching a movie that's trying to take itself seriously and then in and is continuing to try and take itself seriously and then the vampire family is like oh also our favorite pastime is baseball just like all you americans and then they play superpower vampire baseball where they're all like jumping 80 feet in the air to catch fly balls and like they're it's, extremely it's, good at it it's yeah. crazy that it's sounds just awesome it's so amazing i have an idea because like i have an affection for certain young adult things um, I have an idea that uh, I would like to write a piece where I haven't seen any of the Maze Runner movies. Oh, yes. When the fourth one comes out, do this. I'm going to watch them in it's reverse. the third one, yeah. Oh, the third one. I'm going to watch yeah. them in reverse and try to piece it together to the beginning. So the first one's great. Yeah, honestly. I've heard. Yeah. Got, like, and Miles I actually, Teller, right? I've seen part of the second uh, one and I need to finish it, but it's they're great movies. Honestly. I hear that they're good, but I, I want to do them backwards. Yeah, so I love that, that idea. Like, characters can undie, and uh, I'm going like, oh, so this is what the maze is all about. And they <laughs> get back to the maze and be like, this is a fucking maze. I, what is I this? I actually, shit? I don't know. The first one is so cool because you really don't know what's going on. But I, I'm willing it, to yeah. trade that for the ability to, to write That's three legit. hilarious <laughs> pieces that no one's going to yeah. read. But I'm going to love writing. I, okay, I your sacrifice is well earned. <laughs> well, my I nominate myself as tribute. That is yeah. another young adult reference. I love it. It's a perfect thing to do that with too, because it's like you're you're even if it's the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life, you're never going to care about the Maze Runner no, enough for that I to like mean anything to you. Yeah, I hope it's monsters, but yeah. if it's not, whatever. Yeah. 
Get well, actually, here. they're at the center of the maze. Spoiler alert. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. I wanted to find that out immediately. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what, so what about good time? Good time. <laughs> uh, good time rocked my shit. Yeah. Uh, good time. So okay, so uh, like I saw the trailer for it and I didn't really care. Uh, you I can't even, believe you weren't sold on Pop Tarts, uh, dude. I know you even told me about it and I still was like, okay, that sounds like cool enough. Like you, yeah, it just didn't sell me on it. And then I just kept hearing about it. Like pe- more and more people were kind of like on like film Twitter were just kind of like that movie's pretty fucking good, and it's like. Just like one of the more unsung, unique movies of the year. Mm. And so just in my hunt for like, okay, what might break my list in my last few days of being able to, you know, get things on the list? I was like, let's give it a shot. Let's just do it. Also, it has that sweet 90-minute runtime. Yep. Uh, so I was like, let's do it. Let's just give it a shot. If it was 91 minutes, I would have died. Dude, dude it's, it's so insane. Within oh, five I minutes, I was hook, line, sinker, full all the way in. Like I, I, there was not another movie this year that just that rapidly like just sucked and me right into the its line world. Between like legitimate real movie yep. and like that kind of heightened grindhouse, yes, subblock ninety nine thing that we all love, yes, and it it never errs on the side of of dishonesty as right. a result. It, it it's yeah. very consistent with a tone that I don't think I've seen before. It feels like a a like low rent exploitation movie to some extent. But it doesn't like mm-hmm. it. It also has an it's like uh, it, art house grindhouse. Yeah, and it's got like a Scorsese up all night cocaine yeah. movie mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like, what, it, and the, oh, it's the, after hours. The yeah, not comedy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the shots are so close up. That yes. It's, it's, oh yeah, the camera stuff it, is yeah. like I, I, I love the way the camera gets used in this. The performance. It's the best score of the year in my yeah. opinion. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I love Hands the score. Wild Tricks Point Never. The, yep. I love that. I name. love that name. The, I, I just, I really, I love the way it looks. It does look like a pop tart, like, like crazy, crazily so. By the time we get to the third act, it is much like uh, Brawl and Cell Block '99, another Dante's Inferno story, yeah. where a character is just going further and further and further into these worse and worse layers of their own hell, uh, as represented by it getting pop tartier and pop tartier and pop tartier as it goes on. It just becomes more neon and crazy and otherworldly as we as we move into Some the, of the finale. things they come up with for him to have to do dude if you describe them to me on paper yeah. i would picture a trauma movie yes yeah but it's not that nope. even a little yep. it all feels right. real and never at, at no point did i ever go all right you're right. stretching my believability this is a little much and even when it gets to points where it just should be doing that yeah it never took no. me there that's really yeah. impressive and I mean, yeah he's an incredible like i think i was reading one review of it that described him as just He's Robert Pattinson in this movie. I think his name is Connie, right? Connie, yep. Connie Nikos. He's a great little Greek dude. He's basically just like the the world's scummiest and greatest improviser. Yeah. Like he just has to pull shit out of his ass left and right to figure out how to get yep. his brother out of jail. Well, well and you that, get that you know. sense that's that's the life they live. Like I actually right. yeah. do feel like they are brothers. Yep. And it's heartbreaking yeah. because Connie, like, yeah, he's a he's not good. But he's he is taking responsibility for his brother, even yeah. if what he's doing has gotten him in trouble right. and gotten himself in trouble. And his brother, who's disabled, obviously sees his older brother as this guy who, like, I have to listen to him. And in a way, like, yeah, his brother actually is his only hope at this point. Right. And it's... But you know, yeah, well, the end of the movie suggests otherwise. So, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, throughout the movie, I, they're able to maintain that you, well you enough. You kind of buy that, into this that you myth. you stay protagonist with yeah. him, right. even though he's... 
undoubtedly not a good person. Well, and that's what I that in my review I kind of said like the thing that's remarkable about this movie is like I never like Connie. Not mm. from the moment he comes on screen do I, I really like Connie. Second, I wouldn't yeah. trust him for a second. He's a scumbag through and through. And every single choice he makes in the movie is worse than the last. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just worse, but, like, reprehensible, too. Like, they're all awful things. And he's doing it in the name... He's taking responsibility for a fucked That's up action. That's the thing, did, though, yeah. is that, like... So I shouldn't be on board with him at all. I, I should never at one moment in this movie be on board with him. He's just a deplorable person. But I am on board with his goal. Mm-hmm. He, like, he yeah. put his brother somewhere that his brother does not belong. And it was his fault. And he knows it. And now, by any means necessary, he needs to right that wrong. Mm-hmm. He's taking responsibility for his actions. Now, that does not mean I like the way in which he takes responsibility for his actions. It's enough to keep you on board for a movie. But it's enough. I'm on board with the goal that it's like it carries me through the movie. He's the protagonist. He's not the hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Yeah. And I that was just remarkable to me that it that it did pull me into that world enough to like really make me get on board with this and basically root for him. Even though I hated everything he was doing, mm-hmm. you know that's interesting because I'm mean, hearing you talk about it is almost more interesting than the experience I had watching it. Like I, I like this movie a good bit, but it it didn't it kind of under it sort of underdid it for me. It felt, yeah. it felt a little bit undercooked, I think, for me. Okay, um, but I I kind of got the sense watching it that everything he was doing was was so selfish, but yeah. it's almost like his brother is the excuse is the perfect excuse yeah. he needs to basically do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And so like take advantage of people, fuck people over, use people left and right. And then like, you know, he's having, it, it's almost like the title is an interesting one. Cause it's like, it seems like he's having a pretty good time. Right. You know what I mean? But, but this is the only time he really knows how to have, but I kind of, I kind of get the impression from the way his character is portrayed that he, I don't, <sighs> How do I say this? It's not that he... I don't think he is having a good time this night. I do think he would do and has done... how he has a good time. A lot of these (laughs) times, a lot of these things to have a good time. And so what I think is on this particular night where he's not trying to have a good time, but he does have like a thing he needs to accomplish... He's literally doing the only things he knows how to do yeah. to accomplish yeah. it. This is it's his also a great double tools. meaning because he has to make good time. He's right. running yeah. out of time. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I always yeah. like that. But I also think, too, one of the reasons you're on board with him as a protagonist is that you share in his sense of... There reaches a point where you go, okay, there's no level to the depths of which he's right. willing to go. There's no floor that he can hit. Right. And I just hope that this last ploy works so that right. we don't have to go there. And it it actually sells me on the concept that he does begin to feel the same way. Right. Where it's like, I know this is getting bad, but I'm on this course. Yeah. And so... I gotta see know, it through. He's doing the same thing as Vince Vaughn in, in Cell Block 99. Yeah, it's like, I was I, thinking about I have that. made the decision yep. that nothing matters but this one goal. Yep. So I will do what I do to get that goal done. We're already this and far. So I think there is a point where where he realizes... At the same time as us, like there actually is no bottom, right? And he yeah. will go there, no problem. Yep. Please let this work. Yeah, but Please. yet I think yeah. one thing that really sells the movie for me is the last, the last shot of him in the. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, in yeah. well, I, I don't want to spoil it too no, much, but right. like yeah. we see him, we see him basically coming to terms with what yes. he's done in like a long, unbroken take of just you basically just see like his head just kind of go down slowly, yeah. and 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 you get the sense that he has some regret. I think I think it's a very mournful, mm-hmm. um, kind of filled with regret kind of stance that he makes. But also, you could read it as though he's he, he's either really regretting what he's done, or he's really regretting that he hasn't 
uh, accomplished his goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of hard to tell. And then the very next scene, which is the end credits. Dude, is, this is where this is movie incredible. made my list. Yeah, and like it, it's an amazing it scene. It suddenly yeah. became a very emotionally impactful yes. movie. And, and it had not yeah. been up. Like it was yeah. a good movie that I was on board for. And yeah. I couldn't believe the exactly. energy of it and the execution of it. The final scene that the credits roll over. Yeah. The credits roll over that final scene. That movie suddenly took on a whole other yes. layer because the oh man, I guess I don't really want to spoil it, but the 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 game yeah, that is being right. played, the the dialogue, yeah, the dialogue that she is saying, like these are yes. your choices. You can yes. make these choices. They're move your choices to this to side make. if you've done this thing. Cross, move to that side if you've done this. And, thing. and she's literally saying like crossover, like right. cross over to the other side if you. But it's your and, choice. And to I love cross that, that line. That's like you such don't have a, to do it, what yeah. everyone else says. Yep. Yeah. It's your choice to cross the line. And it also yeah, served. Yeah. A, it pulled the lens back to the point where we're in this world that, like I said, is not heightened, right. but is very unique to its denizens. Yes. And so when we pull back, nice it's use like, of denizens thank in you. a sentence. Thank you. Den- Denizen Washington, star of the Book of Dan, Dan you've got Perfect. three gold stars on the board for this episode so far. I'm rocking. I yeah. do what I can. Andy, but you need to catch up. It pulls, I, I, it pulls back the, uh, the lens to the point where you are suddenly reminded that this world that we were enveloped in is such a small pocket yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that, that puts everything in context in a way that, that puts a neat button on it with, without... Literally putting a new yeah. button on it, you know. Like, well, he's kind of like not the end yeah. of the story, but it's the end of this tale. Well, it's almost like he's, in a way, it, it is really, really similar to Vince Vaughn's journey in Brawl. But he he does obviously, you know, spoiler alert, he falls short of his mission, mm-hmm. whereas Vince Vaughn doesn't. But I think really. he does complete but an arc with that moment. He, yeah, he does, right. and and I kind of wonder, I don't know, that contrasted with the next sentence where basically you see. That you know his brother is in a, let's say a different position than we kind of imagined he was in, yep. and a different position like like a different position than probably Connie imagines that he was in almost definitely. Yeah. Um. When you hear like he's locked up at Rikers Island, you think one thing, and basically the the final scene suggests you know that that his brother is kind of his own person apart from Connie, mm-hmm. which I think is what the, the best well, part ne- of that. And neither of them saw yeah. that until then. Yeah, and yeah. and I don't know if Connie ever really sees that, you know, mm-hmm. but but his brother, we can see that his brother is able to kind of detach from Connie at least just a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. which is remarkable considering that his brother is like, you know, is theoretically the one with the problem who needs to be saved. Yeah. But you kind of see, well, he doesn't need to be saved. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, I, and definitely that song, the Iggy Pop yeah. and One on Tricks Point Never song, to me, makes that whole movie. I, I've been listening to that song pretty much on repeat ever since I saw that movie. And, it's, yeah. and the lyrics to the song are yes. so perfect for the uh-huh. movie. And the pure always act from love. The damned always act from love. Um, the truth is an act of love. Yeah. That's love. And for a while, I thought like the pure was one person and like the damned was another person. Right. But I kind of realized that Connie is the pure and the damned. Like, yeah. His motives are pure because yeah. they're just unbridled adrenaline. Well, so his, and he's also damned. His right? brother is also the pure and the damned. Right. He's exactly. literally the inverse of Con- his damned is Connie's pure and his mm-hmm. pure is Connie's Perfect. damned. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It, I, I really loved this movie. It was, I just. It fucking rocked me, basically. Like, I was having literally such a good time watching it. And then in those last few minutes was just, like, kind of, like, almost, like, wrecked by it. Like, oh, my yeah, God, like, this oh, movie's, it's like... it's a real movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, really about... A yeah. li- and this was, like, kind of the movie where I was already starting to put together this 
thing about 2017 being about choices and personal mm. responsibility. And this was like the movie that like just took that and was like, oh yeah, that is that is what is happening this year. Right. That this is what this year has been about. I thought that my one complaint about it, the thing that kind of got me off of it a little bit was that there's just a lot of plot in the movie. Uh-huh. There's a lot of how do we get, you know, characters yeah. from point A to point B and then yeah. to point C. Yeah. And I thought the movie kind of grinded a little bit on those gears. Oh, okay. sure. Kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. But sure. you know, I, I definitely want to see it again. And there's no doubt that Robert Pattinson gives He's one of the year's best performances. Oh, yeah. He's you know? great in it. Yeah. They do a shot in the movie that that resonated with me where it's it's a transition from location to location where it pulls up to a bird's eye view yep. of the town and does sort of the Grand Theft Auto 2 point of view. Totally. But what it also invokes is the whole like rats in a maze kind of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if the one thing we're talking about this year is, you know, responsibility and choices, then number two would obviously just be the idea that there are structures that exist yeah. that Stuck need in to be system. reworked and, and shut down and... The people that he coordinates with throughout the night and, and, you know, meets throughout the night are also folks in considerably difficult situations. It's very yeah. clear. And the reason, you know, it, that security guard at the, at the circus thing, like, that is, that's yeah. the most it's, fucked up thing I've seen in a movie it's this heartbreaking. year. His ultimate fate. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's brutal stuff. But, like, that's a guy who is also just trying to survive. Yep. And so that shot when it pulls out to this rats in a cage converse to this shot uh, at the end that I said pulls the lens out wide to remind you that this is just a pocket yeah. together show you like, this is just a small pocket and this yeah. is what happens when it is ignored. Yep. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and uh, there's all types in that pocket and they're all going to get different characteristics attributed to them as a result of just circumstance. Yeah. And it's, it, it, there's such a weighing of, you know, yes, a lot of our responsibility is how do we react to circumstance, but that doesn't change circumstance yeah you know circumstance change comes from a a lot of more factors than just internal it's it's pretty incredible stuff i also love how like honestly you know if you've been to new york if you've like driven there from philadelphia you know that like a lot of new york is just like you know like expressways highways driving around like massive boroughs that like never really end like Mm. brooklyn and queens and stuff and and this movie really captures that yeah yeah. it's like it's like actually new york is basically like a big ass, extremely crowded suburb that has skyscrapers, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah. like, and and it's extremely crowded, right. you know, and and it it makes New York seem like a major pain in the ass, yeah. basically, a which, major which I pain love. in the ass. <laughs> he pops out, it's like, what are y'all doing? Oh Perfect. man, major pain. How'd you get in my ass? Yeah. <laughs> I also got to say, anytime that Jennifer Jason Lee shows up, Dude. that movie gets a star added to it. Oh my god, I am she also in a Gaga such an interesting character in this. In like when she a lifetime into Twin Peaks, of I like, was ready to shit. Oh my god, I love her. I love her. She's so in a lifetime of like playing super pathetic characters this yeah. might be the most pathetic yeah, yeah. and that's not hot sucker proxy she's great in that movie i've never seen that oh dude she's good in that. it's for the kids yeah <laughs> i love that yeah it's for the kids. you know for, for the kids, kids. <laughs> for the kids all right well my number six Please. is call me by your name oh which i just this is saw a so hole on my list credits moment that really oh did good it. time have one no? Uh, when we were talking about in Good Time, how the credits roll over oh, the closing yes, scene. Yes, yes, yes. The way yes. the credits rolled over this Good closing point. scene Good point. shattered my I thought soul. You were, I thought you were talking about a 
a the fact that this movie is dedicated to in loving memory of Bill Paxton. Yeah, which if, it is. if that movie was, you believe enough, that the power combo of Stuhlbarg's monologue and the in loving memory of Bill Paxton oh. was like a bullet of ice through my soul. And, it was beautiful, yeah. and I'm glad you told me about that because uh, I, I wouldn't have looked for it if mm. if you hadn't. Um, and I looked it up, and apparently the one of the producers of the film was a really good friend of Bill Paxton. Wasn't everybody? Yeah, I, I mean, he was a friend of the world. I think man. he was. So Game this over. movie, uh, I just saw it Wednesday night. I, yeah. I waited about like a year for it. Like I had started hearing about this movie in January when yeah. it premiered at Sundance. I've been hearing about this all year. And, like, yeah, I was like super buzzed. It's about. still a hole. My, li- I didn't get to see it. Yeah, yeah. well, most people didn't. Yeah. Right, if you live in Philadelphia, because it just opened at the Ritz on right. Friday, which was less than a week ago, and uh, so I was kind of afraid that it would be like the Tony Erdman of this year, where it's like, here's a movie I've heard about for forever. And by the time I actually finally get a chance to see it, I've already heard so much about it that I basically know what to expect. And it pretty much checks those boxes. But mm. fortunately this movie, like I almost don't want to say too much about it because it's just, it is, it really, it was still like really different than what I was expecting. And this it is, is a difficult cut for me. It is a, one of the most beautiful Ooh. movies. Definitely. Like, just so gorgeous. Like, I mean, I, well, let me back up a little bit. So <laughs> it is just a great movie. Um, It's so obviously like it's it's like a queer story. It's about Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. who are. Uh, Can I ask a question? Who, is Timothy Chalamet the same kid in Lady Bird? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the that's the kid okay. that she falls in love yeah. with in Lady Bird. He okay. said Helvier. He's also in the movie. That's him? Yes. No fucking. That's whoa. The, that's the kid. That's not like Lucas the, Hedges, that's like the but cool that's the, the second Yeah, I cool thought kid. he was really good in Call Me By Your Name, yeah. and now that rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So he's just like uh, he's just like a New York kid. He's like twenty two, and he's just he's basically already like one of the the greatest young actors around right now, and he's so good in Call Me By Your Name. I think basically a lock for uh, best actor mm. nomination. I would say. At the I would Oscars. say he's getting a nomination. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll win, but he's definitely a lock for at least a nomination. He was so um, good. So yeah, so it's uh it's like a a queer coming of age story about this like Jewish family in northern Italy, and the there's a seventeen year old boy named Elio who's played by Chalamet, who basically falls for this twenty four year old uh, visiting graduate student. Uh, played by Army Hammer, and he's visiting because uh, uh, Chalamet's father, Elio's father, played by Michael Stuhlbarg, is uh, is like a professor of archaeology, mm. and so they have like a, a very charmed life. Like obviously, you not know, not just semi charmed. <laughs> it's not semi charmed. It's fully charmed. It's fully charmed. And, and, and that's <laughs> do, part do, do, of, do. and that's honestly part of the. I would say at least fifty percent of just the joys of watching this movie is like putting yourself in their world it was like kind of you're sort of staying at their villa with them while you're watching it and they they basically spend the whole summer eating apricots <laughs> reading books literature. discussing literature reading german poetry and this is correcting set, each other's yeah. historical inaccuracies exactly <laughs> yeah and like it's so wonderful it's said 1983 so it's like long before the internet and uh you know they pretty much have nothing to do but like read and hang out with each other and ride their bikes around and you know, and it doesn't hurt Play that volleyball. it's in a beautiful, beautiful place where it's like sunny, twenty four hours. You know, an not amazing hours, score but, that matches oh the setting God. like the spot on. The music is incredible. I've been listening to the soundtrack for like the last couple of days. Um, I thought this would be like yeah. a punishing movie because it's it was really a queer not. Narrative, it's really but instead, not. Instead, it's it's actually quite joyous and yes. and the conclusions it reaches are they're are not what really, you would expect. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're, it's not a. It is a a movie that. Is heartbreaking and sad, but also 
it just as much as it's heartbreaking and sad, it's also extremely joyful and extremely mm-hmm. happy and extremely optimistic about like what life has to hold for mm-hmm. people. And uh, I was just really blown away by it. And, and it's, if I hadn't just seen it, it might be higher on my list, but I, it was sort of like, it haven't, it hasn't sit with me you long enough. You got to digest it a bit. Yeah. yeah like, agree. like honestly, a few weeks from now it could climb yeah. up to my top three films of the year. Yeah, but yeah. as, as it I'd stands like to for read now. The book. Yeah, I, I feel like too. I want to now because I well I made the joke that this was the reboot of the Merchant Ivory cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, because James Ivory adapted the book, but and I, he I also what, he wrote uh, wrote and directed Remains of the Day, Maurice, and uh, uh, there's Room a with brand. a View yes. and uh, Howard's End. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a feeling of what a Merchant Ivory picture is. Yeah, and in hindsight, it's become stuffy. And in that, this isn't a Merchant Ivory picture, but James Ivory did adapt the book, and it speaks to all of the same themes and it's yeah. the same kind of thing forbidden love class yes. you know exactly intellectualism europe a hangout movie with leather-bound books <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing if this was not the 1980s there'd be parasols yeah everywhere yeah. as far yeah. as the eye can see yeah, absolutely wheat fields things like that <laughs> but it removes the stuffiness from that brand and this year i watched the restoration of maurice which is the first merchant ivory movie i've ever seen i don't think i've ever seen any i've of always these. gone i know what Me they are actually, yeah. and it turns out the i know what they they're are kind of like the, uh, yeah. they're sort you of like the miramax are. period pieces before Mir- miramax yeah right yeah that makes and sense like, when you go i know what they are you're right yeah but they are good yeah and like i i thought maurice was excellent yeah and uh but this is kind of like a hip shinier version yeah that isn't novelty hip or shiny and <laughs> still is the same level of classiness and all that but all the stuffiness has been removed so exactly. it's like the stuff that I had to fight through to enjoy Maurice on a thematic level, on a performance level, that that only that only felt like baggage because it's dated, not because it's bad or ill fitting, has been removed and and modernized. Exactly, that's impressive. And, and that and you really hit the nail on the head there because what I really find, what I'm really kind of apprehensive about a lot of those merchant ivory type i haven't seen those movies but those types of movies that are kind of set in like victorian england etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. i'm i'm just like i don't know what i'm bored because i don't know what they're saying and yeah. i'm bored because <laughs> i don't really get why what they think is important is important because i'm not i didn't live through that time so so it takes those kind of conceits and puts it in our world as mm-hmm. we understand it even though it was like 25 years ago and uh and or 35 years ago shit um <laughs> fuck oh i'm 33 oh no <laughs> damn and it, oh, so it i makes, ride a razor yeah. scooter to work now though guys <laughs> it, it really is like a modern Butch. adaptation of one of those narratives and and you know i i went in expecting kind of a stuffiness and like oh i'm sure i'll feel like pressured to like not pressured but this will be one of those movies that you know I say I really like, but I kind of find it sort of a chore. Yeah, but it, it's really not like it, it is. Truly, I was sort of anticipating that. It it's is so. change, truly but it's very watchable. It yeah. is it's very enjoyable. such a joy. It is. It is so. It's funny. It is beautiful. It is charming. It is. The music. It is, is so a good. joy, man. I'm not. You're selling me on yeah. it hard. I'm really. Like, and I gotta say, no joke, Mr. Hammer. 
Welcome to the island. Yeah. He... Welcome to the island. Fill out an application for Cabana Boy. It's <laughs> actually incredible. just a, a, a formality. You got yeah. the job. He, he, he's incredible in this movie. He's so good. Army Hammer. He had a good year this Friend year. of the show, Jacob Harrington, reminded me that for a while, Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. Yep. Oh and um, in the George was, Miller directed Justice League. Yes, he was attached to that, and he was attached to when it was going to be year one with Aronofsky. Oh, interesting. Uh, so he was going to be Batman for a good long while, yeah. and the whole time I was watching this movie, and Jacob pointed it out, and he's right. I was listening to his voice, and I was like, this motherfucker needs to be Batman. <laughs> but also I'm watching, I'm going, don't Batman this guy. Yeah. He's better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he was Batman, he wouldn't be able to you know, yeah, do he this. He could be the Lone Ranger. He couldn't yeah. be Oliver, you yeah. know, and yeah. he is perfect as Oliver. He is Oh, he's so. When you good. find out, I love him. Why it's called what it's called? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and, like, and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful, good. and it really yeah. plays into the themes of the film. As like you know, there's this kind of motif of of the mirror and of love mm. seeing yourself reflected in another, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the title is basically. Call me by your name, and I'll call you by mine. Almost as if it would be as if what you're. What are we really looking for when we? when we get together with someone right. or fall in love with someone other than seeing kind of a reflection of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and that's well, exactly what this movie is fail, about. It's because people look for, and just in any bonding fails, it's people look, it's like, I don't want, I want you in my life, not because I want to control your life. I just want to let you into mine and mm. I want to experience yours. It's, we're not, we're not altering the course. We're sharing the course. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that's when relationships work and when yes. people bond and it works. And when they fail is when this image of myself that I'm seeing is not one that I approve of mm-hmm. and uh, you're not meeting those needs. So bye. You know? yeah. And it's like, well, you know, obviously it's, it's probably more complicated than that, but, mm-hmm. but it's, there is such a freedom of expression and emotion to this movie that uh, I haven't seen in like a while in any other movies. And, I thought it was gonna like be hard for me to watch because yeah. you know, and and it really wasn't. It was uh, it was a very liberating um, viewing experience. I would sure. agree. What's your number? It was six, a hard Dan? cut. My number six. Wait, I think I know where I'm at. Yes, my number six, and I I, I imagine I'm gonna keep this short because I know it's coming up. But my number six is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, we Blade will, Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner. It is. Perfect. Uh huh. It's absolutely perfect. Uh-huh. I don't know how else to, how else to put it. I agree. On a script level, yep. on a on a special effects level, uh-huh. on a performance level, uh-huh. on the on the fact that it's it's a sequel on that level, yeah. on the fact that it is a reboot, that it is a continuation of a long dormant series, the fact that it is a new director putting his visual stamp on an old everything about it works perfectly. It's unfucking real. It's unreal. Yeah. Uh, I, to misquote Andy's review. Yes. If Roger Deakins does not get the cine- cinematography Oscar, that award is meaningless. I agree. It's the best work I have ever seen. I cinematography agree. style. Harrison Ford had every chance to phone it in. He is he so deserved to phone good it in. in this movie. He didn't phone it in. He's so good. Uh, it is a big, bold, yeah. aggressively non-populist movie that yeah. is totally its own thing because it needed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not a box office success, but it is a huge creative success. Yeah. It's a sequel that's better than the original. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel that does not retcon the original, but recontextualizes it to make the original a better movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about Blade Runner 2049 that doesn't work. The special effects are the best I've seen in years. Some so of the best good. I've seen ever, and the movie never leans on them for effect nope. for even a second. Nope. They're, 
this was my it took a lot of reworking to get this one out of my number one spot. But uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine is is a perfect movie. Yeah. It's, it's like perfect and it it shouldn't be. No. Reboots suck. Everything Long about it. Long dormant sequels tend to suck. Like everything, everything about, about it is going against On it. On paper. And it's just yeah. a great It's the most pleasant movie. surprise of the year by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I I was just like, eh. You know, if I like it, great. It probably won't be that good. And mm. it far exceeded any expectations. It's perfect. Had. It's perfect. Everything I said about Dunkirk in terms of just being like everybody was at A-game technique, this too. Yeah, this is a movie that was made perfectly. I get the sense that every down to the best boy, down to the gaffer, <laughs> everyone had a vision, and they all completed their vision and, and and exceeded their vision. Yeah, and you can see it in in every fiber of this movie. That's really impressive for a sequel reboot yeah. to a fucking what thirty five year old movie. Thirty five year old. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner twenty forty nine. I, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, yeah. but. It's perfect. It's so good. It's perfect. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, now I would actually say it's not perfect, but that's, that's what okay. makes it. That's what makes it great. Well, I would say that that is woven that's into what makes the it, fabric of yes. its perfection. Andy, right. have we you ever seen that. a miracle? <laughs> I have. It was called Blade <laughs> yeah, Runner exactly. Twenty Forty Nine. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's just you know, I know Penis Villanova wants to make Dune, <laughs> and I don't, I have no particular love for Dune. Right. I, I'm a fan of the the. Things I like, I like the Dune movie. I, yeah, I don't know what it's about. I don't give a shit. It's crazy, cool but cool. I understand that Dune is a huge undertaking. Yeah, I think he can do it. Yep. I don't want I, him to do I it. I want him to do great. his own fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, but I want you know more arrival well, style stuff. Well, he's but gonna make it. If that's out what of, opens me up to Dune. I'm in. Well, he's gonna make it based on the book, not based on the Lynch mm. movie. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? oh, absolutely. So it's like, I I I think. It'll be completely different in almost every way from the Lynch movie, which I'm so. really excited by. I mean, because like that Lynch movie, I mean, that's a crazy weird. It's movie. crazy, yeah. and and it's definitely a David Lynch movie though, yeah. which is what, kind of what makes it oh, great. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, um, it's you know, super enjoyable. It, it's like what if David Lynch tried to play by the studio rules and like adapt the work that wasn't his own? Yeah, um, you know, you you pretty that's that's what that's Dune what is, yeah. you know, and it's that's why it's such a spectacular failure. But that's also why it's kind of great on yeah. its own. Um, but so I'm really excited to see Denis Villeneuve because I think he's probably a guy with like you know who's more malleable than Lynch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think too, and I think he's yeah he's more interested in 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 engaging the viewer, whereas mm-hmm. Lynch is more interested in challenging the viewer. But I don't think his engagement would be at the expense of a challenge, right? Uh, earlier this year, Train Spotting Two, T Two Train Spotting <laughs> came out. T Two Train Spotting, and that is another movie that did a similar thing where it took a dormant in my opinion, masterpiece. Yeah. And just tried to reinvigorate it and give it another go around. It's pretty close to perfect. Yeah. It's, it's probably about number 15 on my list. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it was a tough cut. It was on my list uh, the first half of the year because there's no reason a sequel to a masterpiece yeah. should be that close. No reason it should and, work. And you know, this one edged that, that brand slot out of my thing because I think it's better than the first. Sure. But it's the same kind of thing where they just managed to get all the right pieces. Like I, I know with, with uh, Blade Runner, they got one of the screenwriters of Logan, right? But they also got the guy who co-wrote the original, That's right? Hampton and so, Fancher. yes, and so, and that that was the same thing. The same people behind Train Spotting, from script director, whole mm-hmm. cast, was back for Train Spotting too. And so, I think it just had a lot of that same energy. Where, like I said, everybody had their own idea of it, and it all seemed to be a very workable idea. 
and everybody exceeded their own expectations from the bottom to the top of production, and it just shows. It's so good. There's a coffee table book of just the art of Blade Oh, Runner. I want to get that. I Wait, never get coffee. No, of uh, the new one. No it's all way. About the same. Oh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a book mine. in widescreen. I'm buying it. It's at Barnes & Noble, and I've gone there a couple times and just sat there and read it because yeah. I don't want to spend like, it's like 70 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to buy that book. One of these yeah. days. One of these days. Yeah. And I don't like coffee table books because they are just physical PowerPoint presentations <laughs> evolved beyond them. This book needs to be on my table. Yeah. Because I can go to a museum and and I love looking at art and all that stuff. But movies are my thing. They're yeah. the ones that I know how to work. You could take every frame of this movie and put it up on a wall at a museum and I would go. Yeah. I think I literally said yeah. in my review of this Your movie, review was awesome. I was oh, so glad you. I did not have Appreciate to review it. that because I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I think I said, uh, I, I literally think every said in my review, every frame, every frame feels like the most intensely beautiful painting you've ever seen. Yeah, like it's true. That's, that's, it's I, true. The amount you know of what? art, the amount of, uh, of just design energy and design yeah. work that went into this film and the is unfathomable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. funny and it's action packed. Yeah. It actually it, it delivers on what disappointed me about Blade Runner when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was because I misinterpreted what Blade Runner was. We talked about this yep. on the episode. I thought Harrison Ford, Ridley Scott, Philip K. Dick, yep. pew 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 Indiana pew. And Jones in space, go. Exactly. And, and it's it not wasn't that at all. At all. Yeah. And this one is true to that. Right. But it does like there's some good action sequences. Yep. And there's some really good set pieces that, yeah. that fit that. And but it never leans on him. It's not that movie. Yeah. That's cool. And as I sit here thinking about like the whole world of Blade Runner, from this one to the original, honestly, the movie that's leaning much larger in my mind is 2049. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think it's better than the original, but I think that it's 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 sort of retroactively changed the original so much. Yeah. And that's See, and that's never cool. feel essential to the story. Yeah. This feels essential it to does. the story. 100%. It does. You know? yeah. And we said this on the episode was just the best sci-fi is the one that captures your imagination but don't put it in a cage. Yeah. It captures your imagination. You go, wow, what is that? But then then you imagine then you start running beyond it. That's not easy to do. Yeah. And it's actually been happening a little more often. Like I thought they did that with Last Jedi yeah, quite as well. Me too. This is this I think takes a little more work from the viewers. Yeah. It's not as spoon fed and, yeah. and I think is stronger for To it. its benefit. It, yeah, it's why I yeah. kept something like this on the list, whereas I didn't much consider Star yeah. Wars, even though it's very, very good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. This this movie rules. Yeah. I, rules. I played in this world in my head a, a lot since yeah. I saw the movie. Yeah. We'll oh, yeah. talk about it a little more later, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to give my number six, and then real quick, gentlemen, I just want to put this out there. Should we take a break after number six, we come should. back for the top five then? Perfect. And we Let's can all get it. a bathroom break in and that kind of thing? That's a great awesome. idea. Awesome. Awesome. So, my number six. I literally watched it this afternoon, and it broke right onto my list. Whoa. I, Tanya. Hell yeah. Dude, I'm, so, fucking I'm so happy. Edged out by Triple X <laughs> ever <Holy> so closely. <laughs> mo- this is the movie that ultimately pushed Triple X off of my list, man. I, yeah. uh, Dude, I'm so happy it made your list. That's so uh, cool. Uh, this movie really blew me away. Like I, I, So I had heard, like, oh, it's like a dark comedy. And I was like, oh, really? The Tanya Harding story they're going to do is a dark comedy? That's like kind of interesting. You know, I was like, that, mm. that like hooked me. I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'll watch that. But like that, it's not that. That though. does not yeah. describe what this movie is. The, no, the, not at all. A the format of this movie. I guess we've kind of seen this done before. Yeah, but it's, it's like not brand new. The real people, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it, it's it, not brand new. But, but it's still. It but it feels but it's unique cool. in some way and really cool. It, it's basically, uh, uh, you know, it is a biopic. But it, it this is what I this is what I said to Dan. I said it really feels like a Coen Brothers movie about like a real thing. 
Mm-hmm. It has that kind of like just the way because it's all actors. We never see you know it's so even though there are uh, interviews with the with the people. It's the actors playing the people that are being interviewed. Yeah. We, you know, in the credits, they give you the reference points for that. But the so it, it is this interesting kind of it is a movie world that is contained within itself. We never break out of the movie world of it. And and the director, to his credit, Gillespie, who I had only seen um, his Fright Night remake before this, yeah. which, which I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pr- that's a pretty. I do like that movie, yeah. Considering what he pulled off, exactly, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, suggest like future it does, greatness. It does yeah. not suggest that he would make this movie no. because the I really think the brilliance of this movie is like. It does look and feel like a Coen Brothers movie. Like it has this sort of like almost like Scorsese seedy underworld yeah, that sure. we're looking at. You but know? it's still like freewheeling in front of. Yeah, it. Like I don't feel. Yeah. I don't. I never felt guilt nope. for laughing at it. Nope. And a Even, lot of its mo was trying to make us feel guilt, but it, it packaged it in a way that was digestible and fun. I I, I literally yeah. can't believe I'm going to record this sentence, but it is it just literally like my experience with the movie. There are scenes in this movie where I am laughing while she is getting beat by her husband. Yeah. And it yeah. is not because it's funny that she's being beat by her. That's like not the humor mm. at all. And it doesn't cheapen it the severity doesn't. of it. it. The, yeah. the, the, the gravity of her being beat by her husband is there the entire time. Yet, there's something about not just these characters, but the setup of the movie where I never truly know which of them is telling the truth about any event that I'm seeing. Yeah. And they I, give you that title card that tells you exactly. I just that, yeah. have to believe that I am, I am, I have to believe in their personal experience right. of these events, right? Well, and it calls into yeah. question because we were all young when that happened. Yep. And what I knew about that event is what I was told by yep. the powers that be. Yep. Yeah. I, I had no I, way to digest so it. So I, no joke, and I, I no joke pretty much for, for many years. Just assumed, oh, Tanya Harding, she broke Nancy Kerrigan's right, yeah. leg. I love I they li- address that And they do address too. that. Yeah. I literally thought that that was yeah. that. Because, you know, as a child... Well, in, I was like 10 I years old. In, I was in second grade, yeah. I think yeah, 10. I was, I was born in 86, so I was like 8 years old. Yeah. And uh, I, all I knew about this was like the little glimpses of seeing Nancy Kerrigan holding her leg on the news and then yep. hearing my like family members and the adults around me talk yep. about and it. Everyone had and, an opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yep. as a kid, you know. My mom was obsessed with the story. I we, remember oh, yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And America we want to imitate yeah. the yeah. adults around us. So yeah. we're just going to be like, so we're going to also view Tanya Harding as a punchline. Yeah. And, and, and by the end of this movie, like, one of the great compliments I can pay it is that I felt like a huge asshole. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I know. And that's the point, you know, yes. that the, the movie wants to make you feel yeah, like a big asshole, it but it also doesn't like want to make we you quite at fault. Yeah, being kids, it doesn't. But right, it, it doesn't totally want to make you feel like it doesn't want you to, that that you should feel bad, but it wants you to be like, yeah, I'm an asshole for well, laughing at this. It wants and you should think about yes, the way you react. Exactly, to it yeah. wants you to recognize your contribution to to right. stories like this. Yeah, um, and, and how that. Sure, your experience with it is just as an outsider, right? And so you can make it a punchline, and then maybe that's okay, and blah, blah, blah. But there is still a real person on the other end of mm-hmm. it that probably does feel attacked by that. Like, you, mm-hmm. they are your yes. victim to some extent then, you know? Uh, and I was... That really hit home because the movie does make that point directly, but it makes it with still, like, 20 minutes to go in the movie, mm. and it then proves that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, do, it doesn't just say it, 
it then goes out of its way to kind of go like and 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 look for real like you are kind of complicit in some of this. So, Almost every re- yeah. negative review I've read of it yeah. focuses on that being that the negative moment. thing, yeah. saying that the movie is abusive to its audience. Right, and it's just funny because all I read that is like you're just mad because it's right. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. called you out and you got. Caught. I love that part of That's it. Me so too. There's, me too. I assume we're talking about the line where she basically yes. looks. She's looking point down blank the barrel after we've all. She's looking at the cameraman. She's looking at the camera. She's looking at us yeah. and yeah. looking at us and saying, you know. And you, you were all my abusers too. Yeah. And I was sitting there, I kind of like my jaw dropped yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And I literally looked around at the audience. Yeah. It, I just literally was like, we are. Like, yeah. it, I swear to this. God. Yeah. I was alone in my house. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was alone watching this movie and I literally was like, as Sorry. that <laughs> as those lines were happening, I said to the no one around me, Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh fuck! Like I literally just yeah. started talking out loud yeah. to the no one around me. I saw this at the film fest, and when that moment happened, my first thought was just like, "Everyone's gonna hate this movie." Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And and because yeah. yeah, she was right. It, but it I was great. I love that it spelled it out. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, like, like I've heard criticisms that it kind of uh, that it didn't need to spell it out, yeah. but right. I think it takes it's brave by doing that. Yeah, I do. You know, why not? And you it know, earns what, that. It doesn't, it, ha- it doesn't use it as it's a novelty. So it gets earned. You there. It's so yeah. When you see everything that Tanya Harding, that like the character and I assume the real person has yeah. been through in this movie, it is so earned. Uh, and yeah. the fact and that it doesn't amazing. dance around the fact that she was legitimately a tremendous athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She was the best ice skater yep. in the world by a huge margin. Yep. Yeah, and That's I love really where incredible. it slows she was down to remind history. you of yeah. that. Yeah. Of like, and the way they shot the ice skating drives Dude. that home, it's really good. Uh, Margot I mean, Robbie it really did. looks like Margot Robbie is yeah. doing a lot of that skating. And I think she is doing a lot of it except for maybe some of the yeah, triple axle yes. stuff. Yeah. 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 But she's doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and honestly, I would say they're the the four main members of this cast are incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. The acting it, it's it's Sebastian one of the so best good. ensembles of the year it, for it, sure. Absolutely. And and you're right. It's like the four main leads are just like really, really great. But I especially I loved Allison Janney. I, I think give her She's an incredible. award. I give oh, her yeah. an award oh, for my this movie. God. She's real. A character so good. that when I was watching it, I'm like this is heightened. There's no way this happened. And then they show the real yeah. footage and she's talking to and the fucking bird. I'm like, she could have she heightened yeah. that more. They, yeah. they, they, lu- they lucked out really hard she yeah. is, with great footage. She is so great in this. I thought she was wonderful. It, But by the way, what it really made me want is a movie where uh, she and uh, uh, his name's going to escape my mind now, Chicory, get to start co-star oh, with each other. Uh, Sean? Richard Jenkins? Uh, Richard, oh, no, Jenkins. No, Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where her and Richard Jenkins co-star in something together. Oh. That would be like remarkable, I think. One of my favorite people, though, was the guy who played Sean. I think yes. his name is... Uh, I forget. Oh, oh, I, would, I was calling him Bobo Paul Walter. Okay. I think his name is Paul Walter Hauser or something like that. Mm. Um, but on, I actually tweeted about how much I did his performance on Twitter, obviously. <laughs> he was and great he, in an episode he, of It's Always Sunny. And he retweeted me and thanked me so oh. you guys could probably give him some love and he'll Dude, he'll, he'll appreciate it nice. bobo john candy was one of my favorite parts he of this was movie. so good I, I don't think he opens his eyes once in this movie <laughs> yeah. he looks He's so incredible. much like john candy it's but then unreal. when you see the guy who he plays oh. talking Dude, the same way he does like sweater. you're not a secret yeah. agent and he's just like coldly denying it no i am no nah, it's you just get yeah spot on yeah. Spot he on. plays a juggalo and it's always sunny and in that episode, I just assumed he was a relative of Danny DeVito that was working the job. <laughs> yeah. But he was really funny. But yeah. I'm like, he's just DeVito. He's great. Like, zoomed yeah. in. He's kind of like yeah. one of my favorite discoveries of the year. Like, yeah. I 
would I will watch anything movies. else that he does. Well, he's, the other highlight great. for me is Sebastian Stan because right. I am like an on the record. I don't really like Sebastian Stan that much. I've not seen him in anything I liked. I think he's like I every time I see him, I just think he's super bland. Sure. I thought he was amazing in yeah. this movie. He, he a, used him right. They found a way to use him. Uh, he obviously did. I mean, like, you know, you see him in the Marvel movies and he's a big, beefy guy. He obviously, like, went out of his way to, like, slim down a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, because he looks, like, kind of sinewy and, like, a little, you know what I sure. mean? Like, he, yeah. he he's kind of, he's, he looks like a pretty typical, boring, like, white dude. Yeah. You know, he looks and, like one of us. But, <laughs> like, even his voice, like, everything about it was, I was like, I literally had to ask you, Dan, like, is that Sebastian yeah. Stan? Because everything about what he's doing in this movie is not really recognizable to me as Sebastian Stan. Like, and he is so fucking funny in this movie, even though he plays like a, just a deplorable shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, he, and he I, sells you on the fact yeah. that this situation that, I don't want to say was innocent enough, right. but definitely snowballed beyond yes. anyone's belief of what, right. what they were involved in. He plays a guy who you totally believe would get. He's like a Connie, but not as yep. not as aggressively dangerous yep. uh, off the bat. He's dangerous because he's dumb, not because, because he's, he's like a planner yeah, exactly. or anything, you know. And because he's got this ego where he doesn't realize right. he's dumb. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and as I break the mic, yeah, uh, he. I I thought he was like really remarkable in this, mostly yeah. because I just like I'm not. I, I generally kind of like see him on screen and go like, oh, I'm watching nothing. Yeah. Well, I think what it the movie does so incredibly is that it it makes everybody so human including yeah. him yes and yeah. that's you really can't distance yourself yeah. much from him because like from the guy from he the might ver- not have yeah. been in olympic circumstances right. but i've met that guy. right from the very beginning of the movie you you know you're like oh like he seems like a sweet guy and then even all the way through to the end yeah the movie never lets you forget that he's just a human being mm-hmm. right yeah. and that is that is it doesn't let you create any distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the movie's major accomplishments, even with Alice and Janney's character, even with the yep. mother. Every single person in this movie is a human. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it definitely gets you to laugh. And and speaking what you were saying, Garrett, about, like, the Coen brothers, Scorsese angle. Yeah, yeah. So, I obviously, this movie, like, has a lot of that in its DNA. But, yeah. But, honestly... Martin Scorsese and the Coen Brothers could never make this movie. They could, yeah, right. They would never be able to make. Well, they could, but they would never be able to make this movie and have it be so deeply empathetic. I agree, yeah. and and they that's what I love about their own it. Brand. The, no, no, the humanity no. that is at the heart of this movie is like yeah. uniquely this movie. Like, like it if, reminded me a little bit of Bernie, yeah. but oh it yeah, doesn't yeah. As, that's but a good. Like Bernie, was, it's a good comparison point. Yeah. It is a different yeah. beast, and yeah. they did use some of the real people and all that. But it was the same deal where like. The, the the whole trick of Bernie is that they took a character that that did something disturbing and deeply humanized him, yeah. made him likable, while also creating like a pretty typical Jack Black vehicle that right. shines. So yeah. it's like right, right. it had a different mo, but it it sort of had the same function where you're just going. You know, I didn't know the Bernie story right. prior to it. I think is what is the big difference. Yeah. So it's a little more cartoony, a little less from reality, a right. little less accusatory towards me because it didn't need to be, but. I would compare yeah. it. Yeah. And I think if you had seen this movie directed by like Scorsese or David O. Russell or like people like that, you'd you'd come away being like, Yeah, like I you know, I feel bad for these people, but they're all pretty unlikable and pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you come away from this movie thinking like, Man, these like Tanya like I really circumstances, feel circumstances, man. I really feel for Tanya Harding. And and you know, and he's an abusive prick, but I but I see that Jeff Galuli is a human. Yeah. And I'm wondering I know how, how he, he got, got that there. way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering how he got there, but I don't deny that he's 
you know, unlike me mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. human being, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, I loved it. Oh, it's God. it's it's probably about number eighteen, number yeah. twenty for so me. That's, that I was a heartbreaking cut. I as really well. loved this movie. Yeah. It was a one of the things of that I loved about it is the way that it openly said, like, listen, these are dubious interviews. Yep. We don't know how true they are. Yeah. But it's yeah. not saying don't believe them. Right. It's saying you've been told by third, fourth, and fifth parties yep. your whole life what this yep. is about. And if the people who experience this have dubious stories based on their experience, can you imagine how divorced yeah. from truth the stories you've heard are yeah. that are based on no experience? Yeah. And so it... uh it pulled a similar trick as Logan Lucky did, mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, we got the good hick jokes, but it was never poking fun at the hicks. Right. And in this one, it's like, it, it let us know, like, we get why this whole thing was entertaining to you. Yeah, yeah. But fuck you a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, right. Yeah, but but also saying, like, but you were a victim of the fact that your only access to this story was not the people who experienced it. It was the people who talked about the people who yep. experienced it and reported to their editor and blah, 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 and all that. And so it spoke to another system that, like, we we have to treat as truth and our learning has holes poked in it you know mm-hmm. and like that's that's important stuff yeah. it allows it to be a movie about perspective too yes, you know exactly I mean? exactly um, and and I, and I really like that about it it that actually was one uh, that it, this was another movie that like hooked me almost immediately as soon as that title card came up that said like um these are like the the unbelievable but totally true words, mm. uh, or unironic. These are un- these are the unironic interviews. They, they say unironic and conflicting. Yes. They let you so, know right away that yeah. these are Heavily conflicting, conflicting but unironic interviews with these people. And I yeah. love that it sets itself up that way. Yeah. I like that it is. Here is the thing: is it's like it is it. In that it, sense, truth is not objective. Yeah, and to because some extent... this was not a singular event. Right. There's a million perspectives yep. that created it. And to some yeah. extent, this is a biopic, right? Yes. But, like, it ultimately, like, really gets outside of all those biopic trappings by not being about the definitive story of oh, Tanya yeah. Harding. Yeah. It's instead, like, the definitive experience that Tanya had <laughs> the Tanya and experience. the definitive experience that uh, Jeff had and the definitive experience that Sean had. You know what I mean? It's like... Right. And for that, I so the one thing that I kind of grappled with after this movie was that I I came away with it sort of still not really knowing to what extent to kind of quote unquote blame Tanya Harding right. for the, the question that I still came up with was how much did she know yep. and when did she know it and the movie doesn't the movie sort of answers that a little bit too much I would say it mm-hmm. almost it almost suggests that. She thought it was going to be one way, which was that they were going to make threats to her. Right. But she was completely surprised when she was like blindsided. Well, and they also made it clear that like veiled threats like that were commonplace amongst the you know it's just part of that culture. And I think she took it too far. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that the movie, I I think that it leaves it open for interpretation of like the unreliable narrator, but also the movie you know so empathizes with her that. I came away with it thinking, well, this movie thinks that she basically had yeah, nothing to was do with innocent. it. I, yeah. I, I and, agree with And, and yeah. I don't necessarily know that that's really true. Right, I know. So I, I grappled only, with that a little but bit. That, I agree with, with you, you 100%, but yeah. I also think like as a functional element, you almost right. do need that because you do. with a movie that is going to attack its audience, you do want a surrogate. And, and, know, I, and, and I thought and you after... You have to make an empathizer. Exactly. You know, but I, I think you're right. But I And I thought that after all was said and done, though, like, you know... It still wasn't fair that, for example, she got, you know, her skating career completely revoked from yeah, her. Yeah, that moment and, like, was that really moment tough. with her and pleading with the judge yeah. was 
one, it's one of the like yeah. kind of dustiest scenes of yeah. the year for me. Yeah. Like, well, it's, like, and it is true. Like, even if she had f- totally known exactly yeah. what she was doing, she's pleading to do jail time so that her skating career doesn't have to be over. Like, no matter what you, no matter what she did, her punishment was harsh. Yeah, and was no harsh. matter what she, yeah. no matter what she knew, what she did, like. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't deserve it. Yeah, and it, it calls into question the idea, and we struggle with this nowadays. Like, at at what point do we divorce the art from the artist? Yeah, you know, we sure. struggle with that there. But even when you look at football, like I know people who positively hate football because of the fucking kneeling thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like those people, th- are it's weird. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> and they're wrong. You know, like yeah, yeah. on the one sense, I do get the whole idea, like where it's like. You know, if, if your boss tells you not to do it, it's a bad idea for you to do it, and you, you know all that. But sure. fuck your boss for telling you not yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. You know, and so then it becomes like, at what point is is she right to go? This stuff doesn't matter. I'm here for skating. Judge right. me as a skater, which is the fight that she's fighting right. and ultimately loses. And you know, I, I don't know what point I'm making because I definitely come down on the side <laughs> of. Well, I think the, the irony... people who kneeled, I, I kneel with you, even yeah. though I don't have a, a yeah. platform with which to kneel. Yeah. But then, conversely, here it's like, let her have her skate. You know, it's, yeah. it's a weird yeah. separate. And the of irony, course, her actions do right. affect the sport. It's but yeah. you know, it, but that's a cool thing to study. Is really the point I'm making. Totally, and like the irony of the film is that it's not, you know, it's it's a sport that where you're not just judged for how well you skate you're judged for she's how judged you by look her, you're her, judged by yeah. your dresses you're yeah. judged by basically you're judged for how rich you are yes. more or yeah. less yeah. and and it's ironic that her family that her mom chose that sport for her to compete in mm. considering that it's a you know, privilege contest and she is, got to the top by contest. being fucking good and, and that's what yeah, i that's i wild. said in my review is that she's kind of like an anomaly she's a yeah. she's a to to reference the last Jedi, she's like a, a bug in the system. Yeah, and 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 the system though, in the end, demands that she go back down where she came from, and, mm-hmm. and that's what's really heartbreaking about mm-hmm. it. And I'm glad that we have well, this it's movie an indictment to kind of, of us as part of it that is. system. Yeah, it and is. I, that's something that I think personally I've had to learn to recognize and still struggle and work to learn to recognize. But I think culturally, we're all trying to recognize like. You know these systems are so huge that they're hard to see, and sometimes harder. You know, depending on your your position within them, but like you are part of it, and so you have to function responsibly. Yeah. And this calls into question that very act. I just want to point way that out it's huge yeah. that we've like talked about this movie for a long time, and that shows how good it is. And it's yeah. only on one of our lists. It, <laughs> it was yeah. a heartbreaking cut. It's, yeah, it's real good. It's so cool. I love Man, it. it. I love it. It sold me on her, how tremendous. Tremendous of an athlete yes. she was. Yeah. And I, I saw this at the film festival. Mm-hmm. Another movie that was there was Borg McEnroe. Oh, yeah. And where did they you connected. See that? I did. Oh. And I liked it quite a bit. I'm a big Shulabu fan, and he's great as, as John yeah. McEnroe. The other guy, I forget his name. It's like. He, he's going to be the bad guy in uh, the new girl with the dragon stuff. Movie, perfect. Apparently. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. The girl with the tennis. Villain. The girl with the tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. The girl with the tennis ball. The girl ball, with the John McEnroe tattoo. <laughs> but either way, it was one of those where tennis to me, I don't find exciting to watch. I get why it's exciting. It also is the literal story of Seven Days in Hell. <laughs> yes, that's true. what it's based right. on. Um, so I don't get why it's exciting, and they made it super cinematic. Yeah, and that was cool. the same thing with with uh, you know ice skating, yep. figure skating. My whole life, like, my family watched it whenever it was on yeah. the Olympics. My sister loved it. Mom loved yeah. it. And I would get into it because I could appreciate the craft. But it, it never was – the art of it was lost on me. Yeah. Like, I, I understood that it was valid art, but I just yeah. couldn't yeah. process it. By filtering it through film and specifically the way this was shot, 
it suddenly I loved the way it doubled down on yes, it is an art. But my original attraction to it, in that it was just a, a great physical feat, was tripled down. Yeah, and and it occurred to me how tremendous of an athlete one must be to figure skate. And for her to be that good, yeah. like that is no small. Yeah, potatoes. the movie doesn't forget that. It doesn't yeah, forget right. that, and, and that is key. Yeah. And also, it's funny though because, like, no, like none of us know jack shit about figure skating right. and about like what it takes to yeah. really do that. And and yet, I could while you're one. watching the Olympics, like who doesn't make themselves into a fucking oh, judge yeah. on that I panel? Like, eh, I, yeah. meh, meh. and it and it and it's such a weird sport in that way because it it there's it, no objectivity. It invites. Eat so much astronomical levels of judgment, yeah. mm-hmm. and that is just such bullshit. You yep. know, like it, and it's not fair. It's not fair to the people when who are actually doing it. When she had that moment where she, her her skate was laced improperly, mm-hmm. I remember being a kid and watching that, and everyone around me feeling away, me feeling this way, partially because of my reaction, and partially because just being told to as a kid was this bitch pulled that shit yeah. and is now whining about her skate not being tied? Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. This movie made me feel so bad about that and got me to the point where it was like, that's a legitimate complaint and it wasn't just the lace. It was a lot of things building up to it and is why that lace wasn't able to be tied properly. Yeah. She had a legit complaint there. Yeah. And I was absolutely wrong for bringing all that other baggage to it and thinking, fuck this yeah. bitch. Yeah. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow. And it made it an easy pill to swallow. I yeah. knew I was dead wrong. I, but it also is condemning that reaction mm-hmm. of just, I'm mad and now I know everything about it. Yeah. People are like, do you have? Do you want more information? I don't need it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the tough. I yeah. fight that reaction every day, and I hope <laughs> I'm getting better at it. But you know, I think everybody has it. We yeah. all have to learn it. And this movie, like, commanded that lesson out of you. That was like, yeah. you better know more before oh, yeah. you come with an opinion, because me. you're gonna sound like an asshole. Yeah. And Lord knows we've all done it. I, yeah. Rub my mouth. I'm gonna brain. cut I Tanya talk off there because we're not here to review I Tanya. <laughs> we you are. Ju- we yeah. literally just reviewed I Tanya. I know. <laughs> oh my I God. literally. I the only reason I said cut it off is because I thought of four other things I want to say about oh, it yeah. because of your points, and I was like, I can't yeah, do that. We'll just talk yeah. about this movie for the rest of the night. It's wow. a I really it's didn't so think good. that it was gonna be this movie. It's, it's so kind of cool. Yeah. It's so yeah. so. Good. I really regret cutting this now because of how much it's resonating me with me even now. Right. It's like I, yeah. I, I was. I've been thinking about it all day. And and the more I, I think about this. it, I just like ah oh. shit. And it's so entertaining. Yeah, it's yeah. like such a good entertainment. Too. I have way yeah. more to say about this movie than like a lot of other movies on my list. And it's like, not, like I said, it's like number eighteen, number yeah. nineteen for me. Yeah. So I, so well, you know, a year from now, if I could remake my list, that would. Well, this is also like a fresh reaction yeah, too. Yeah. You know, I don't That's know. Maybe in a week, I won't. Maybe this you're reminding us of our fresh film festival. So I came out of it hot, and then I saw fifteen more movies. Right. Yep. <laughs> just yep. moved on. Yep. True. Uh, you guys want to take a quick break Let's for ourselves? Break. People uh, listening will be yes, literally indeed. right back right now. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so we're back, but you didn't know we were gone. Yeah. We can continue with our number five. All right. So did we this... put a John Denver medley in that break? We might have. We'll see. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> oh, if, oh, maybe not a medley specifically, but I'll see if I can whip one up. I sure hope sure. it was sunshine on my shoulders. <laughs> I, my today favorite. I was listening to John Denver and there was a song that I had never heard of called Homegrown Tomatoes. Oh. And he's just singing about the joys of homegrown tomatoes. Now, there's two things that money can't buy and it's love and it's, it's homegrown, homegrown tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> I always remember reading about, you know, the thing that breaks my heart about John Denver is whenever he's singing about like being in nature, you know that he's feeling it with every ounce of his self. Like oh, I, yeah. I read that he like had a, you know, a son of kind of a troubled childhood, like an unhappy childhood, but that the one place where he 
could feel happy was when he was in the woods and okay. nature and like and yeah so of course he's sing- i mean like what like white person yeah. like, <laughs> who's gone camping a few times can't hear that and think like yeah wow like i totally know exactly what he's talking about like interesting that his something music really got used 17 times this year and always in context yeah. of like well, shootouts and apparently things. it was the first time it was made it was right. made available, yeah. right? Uh, I think that's the yeah. So the, it the was licensing free fire, free fire, alien covenant, covenant Okja, yep. Logan Lucky, yeah, uh, Kingsman was, Two. Yes, I think that's it. Is that it? I have five. There might that's be one more. But I think There's probably at least five. Yeah. I like the the one piece of trivia that came out of Logan Lucky that I liked was that uh, "Take Me Home, Country Road" was written at a time that John Denver had never been to West Virginia, <laughs> but he loved the song so much that yeah. he was like, "I really like this," and yeah. yeah. I've partied at Dub VU, and that is their theme. <laughs> Dub VU, West Virginia University. Ah, nice. Everyone's drunk, and they start. Take me home. I heard I'm that's drunk. like a major party school. We went because my friend went there, and it was yeah. a major party school. And honestly, it was just we just went and like had some beers gotcha. and chilled. It, it wasn't anything right. crazy. I'm sure like homecoming's probably wild. Right, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. went because it was a thing to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of West Virginia, hit me. My number five is the Florida Project. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That was, nice. a, that was a fake segue because uh, it really wasn't a segue. Nuts. Well, give me a moment because at this point I might as well reveal that my number five is the Florida Project. Whoa! Rematch, baby! Guess what? The same thing happened last year with Hell or High Water. Fuck, that's right. Isn't Shit. That cool? Yeah, that is cool. So, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. This is... This was one our of the most heartbreaking spots. cuts. I can imagine I can't this is so cut difficult it, for you. Well, you know what it is? It was just the mood I'm in. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm into stuff that, because that's not suited to my taste. Yeah. But there's no denying that I was yeah. blown. I, I, it's phenomenal. So, I was blown uh, away by that movie. Spoiler movie. alert, Dan, but remember earlier in the show, I was talking about there was a movie where I kind of kept it high, even though. I'm not into it right now, but I know at the time I was blown away by it. Well, it's the, it was uh, talking about the Florida Project. It's another one that we shared together. So, yeah. That was a good night. So I, yeah, I know. I and, can mostly agree with that too. Yeah. Like a lot of this movie for me being this high on my list is like this was one of the like Mother. This was one of the more affecting right going and, and I, I love and it sits with me. Yeah, you know? exactly. But like, but I think I've I've kind of lost it a little bit mm-hmm. in my body, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But that's I you think know. ultimately why I cut it because right. If I saw it a second time, it'd probably be a lock. Right. Yes. But having seen it once, I've just been flooded yeah. with so much and and we've we've had such a personal experience with that movie yes, on this show. That oh, I thought about yeah. cutting it for that reason. That, that yeah. I, I almost thought like I knew it was going to come up again. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt that this movie is is just phenomenal. Right. I think that. Sean this will be my guess. When it comes down to the Oscars this year, yeah. just because of politics and everything, I bet the best picture race comes down to Florida Project and Get Out. Yeah. I would bet I money be surprised. on it. And be I'd surprised. be happy for either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. And it is a marvel of a film because of how it was Nick made. Fury. Because yep. of, I mean, <laughs> Nick Fury brings together Willem Dafoe. No, yep. Yeah. So it is truly an incredible movie for, for who it represents and who it shows and yep. its use of, like, non-professional actors yep. and, and like people from I Instagram. Existed. Me yeah, neither. And These movies seemed to always have that yeah, about yeah, them. But and, yeah. and I had no clue. I would have never guessed in a million years that like that, you know, there was a hotel full of homeless people who have to pay more in rent per month than I do. Yeah. Uh like, you know, I living in a credits okay. big purple yeah. painted yeah. hotel outside of Disney World. You know, I the yeah. magic I, castle. I, I even love that idea that there's a that there's a business yeah. In aping Disney yep. shamelessly yep. and exactly. being nearby, yep. and I totally get that. That makes perfect sense. And like, but that's also yeah. part of that exact system that creates 
but, the unspoken for American yes. homeless. It is and, that capitalist yeah, exactly. mentality. And even like when there's that scene where the couple comes and they're on their yeah, honeymoon from Brazil there. and mm-hmm. they end up there and it's like, well, it makes perfect sense that they would fuck that up. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. hotel probably is almost depending. It depends on that likeness. It's like the asylum films there. version of yes. the yeah. Magic Kingdom. It's yeah. transmorphers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing I said about it in my review is that, you know, a movie like this could so easily be about a quote-unquote uh a genre exercise in quote-unquote miserableism yes you know but it's just you know the the song that plays over the opening credits is celebration There's by so cool in the gang joy there, and warmth it's full in this of movie. life it, it makes it makes life seem like an incredible thing which it is and it partially because it's told from that from the childhood perspective yeah. like it's almost like the movie takes place from the, from the ground from like the ground level and everything that happens in the in the adult world, like mm-hmm. it's sort of like you as a viewer, you're kind of uh, rising up a few feet to like see what's happening. And then when Brooklyn Prince and her friends come back on screen, you're like back down to their level again. Mm-hmm. And and There's that's what's so remarkable from about reality this movie. that's beautiful about being a child. Yeah, but it's also tragic about being a child right. because you ultimately have to shed that. Yeah, and yes. watching this girl being forced to shed that early mm-hmm. is is heartbreaking. But she's such a worldly little girl that it, that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. such a solid narrative. You know that, and you, it's just like part of her life. You know, yeah. you know, you you basically know that she'll bounce back. You mm-hmm. know, and and the movie doesn't. You know, it it hinges on that, but it doesn't like slow down to really. Well, I I when I think about the movie, I don't even really think too much about the end mm-hmm. because oh, see, that's uh, interesting. The ending was guys, so even. I, I I've never realized the whole idea of that detachment. From, I've never from... been more overwhelmed by something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I just felt so many emotions from the moment. I don't want to spoil it too much, but 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 the the ending of this movie like really like overwhelmed me in a way that no, I I like I always sit through the credits of movies. I sat through the credits of this movie because I absolutely had to. I, I could not get up out of my chair and walk out of the theater if I wanted to. I like needed to sit and just like. See, I thought the ending myself. was kind of abrupt. Oh, really? Yeah, when it happened, and I, I found the whole thing ended very quickly. I mean, it was it's a it's a decent it's like two hour movie, yeah. but but uh, the ending just felt like. You know, it kind of felt like it ended in the middle or something like that. To Interesting, me, yeah. At least, but I think that I, I've seen this reaction from a lot of people who are blown away by it, though. Yeah. So I, I want to understand it. You know, it was just like a culmination of everything that the movie was sort of like. Because, like, my big thing about this movie that I, I think is like so interesting is uh, so there's that there's that old saying, "Home is where you make it," mm-hmm. right? Um, but because they're children, it's like home is where you make it, just because like. You just you're a child. You have a con- you have no other choice. You have no other choice. Your concept of home is whatever is around you. That's mm-hmm. it, right? But I do think there's another layer to this movie, which is an interesting thing that this movie is doing anyway. Is going like, hey, from a child's perspective, like anywhere can be home. Mm-hmm. You know, like regardless of the circumstances, that can be home. Yeah. But I kind of think what this movie is taking that a step further and going like, you know, they're living in the Magic Kingdom. Wherever your kingdom is, it's magical. Yeah, like whether you're a child, yeah. whether you're an adult, what it, whatever your circumstances that you are having to survive through, because that's a lot of what this movie is about. Is like some people are just surviving. That is literally mm-hmm. what they're doing. That's still home, and Kinda there's like still Dunkirk. beauty to mm-hmm. be found there. Yeah, there's still magical people and moments and and moments of of beauty and true inspiration yeah. and and yeah. just because. You know, and it's like just because your your life circumstances 
would make someone else, me, for instance, who lives a more privileged life, not think much of it. That doesn't mean there's not much to it. Right. You know? And, like, the, I love the part where, you know, Willem Dafoe talks about how much the lavender paint job costs. Yes. Because it's like, you can picture that hotel without that lavender paint job. And it's just like another hotel with some, like, castle-looking turrets on yep. top. Mm-hmm. But it's all about the fact that they chose to paint it purple and yeah. pa- and chose the color they did and do it. That's what makes it into the Magic Castle. So yeah. it's it's basically like, you know, and, and that's how Sean Baker makes his movies. Like, mm-hmm. he gives them so much color. He gives them so much... He he really makes oh, them. They into nailed a painting, every shot of the sky you know? in that yeah, movie. Yeah, dude. Uh, the sky beautiful, is awesome. And like, I can't believe that he could make a movie on thirty-five millimeter look mm. as beautiful yeah. as a movie he shot on an iPhone. Yeah, like he's he's a, a a genius. Like he's such a great filmmaker. You guys, like, I mean, it was super cool to have him on your show. You know, thanks. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, great to us. I think at least on a thematic level, because I wouldn't compare them. I mean, there's there's no. I'm not in the business of ranking poor decisions, yeah. But to compare it to Good Time, yeah. Uh, and I forget the mom's name. Oh, oh it's but you get the sense Moody? she. Lo- um, sure. You mean Mo- oh wait, you mean the mom who's like mom, broke? Brooklyn Prince's mom? Oh, 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 the, the, the main Florida character. Project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah um, is it Mooney? No, Mooney is the kid. Mooney's the kid. I forget what the mom's name, but oh, I know either the, way. The yeah. actress's name, I believe, is uh, Bria Vinate. Okay, so Bria Vinate, she's her character is she clearly loves her daughter. She's clearly the victim of circumstance as well as her own poor decision making. And as we see throughout the movie as her situation, I wouldn't, I mean, it gets more desperate. You can see her mitigating the idea of like, you know, I I still have to be this mom. I still have to be this role model and I know how to do this. And this is how I'm going to make my money. This is how I'm going to, you know, get the, the commodities that I need and things like that. And what's cool about that is it, it, it doesn't judge her and we're not there to judge her, right. you know, and, and yeah, it doesn't call into question the fact that she has her daughter's best interests in mind, right. but yeah. it does call into question the fact that with so many things working against her, who could blame her for making yeah, some it, of these decisions? Her choice it, makes perfect really, sense yes, in the movie. It sense. makes about just as much sense as, as any, as any like any decision you made in like mm. the Godfather, you right. know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it makes as much that sense as like, that. Anyone could get there. Yeah. You know, like you can get to that. And and a good person can be ruined by circumstance. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it doesn't judge her. It doesn't like let her off the hook. But it right. doesn't, exactly. It doesn't judge her. And, and Sean Baker is not interested in making judgments. Mm-mm. And he's also not, you know, positive ones or negative ones, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's but he's interesting in feeling for where they're coming right. from. I think that's why know? the ending was so overwhelming to me, because it's such a non-judgmental movie. Yet there are consequences mm. to those actions, right? Exactly. Like, like he, th- there's no judgment on those so, actions at all. He's not so non-judgmental that he's like a harmony Corinne, right? Exactly. Like it's it's it, he's not judgmental about those actions. There are still consequences to them. right mm. and, and choices, it, right? And it leads to a very heartbreaking moment with a truly wonderful, special little girl. Mm. You know, oh, she's so good. You know, and, there's and, no way that that. Like is is she real? Right, <laughs> you know I know. Like, yeah, it's well, one his of those stories about her and his Q and A were oh, really they're cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the idea that like, whenever I see like a Dakota Fanning, where it's like, there's no way you can know this pathos unless like everyone you ever met died in front of you. Like, right. there's no way because as a little kid, I couldn't even have understood or fathomed how a movie was made, yeah. let alone how to create this false reality within myself convincingly. So I still can't do it. Yeah, that is insane for a girl who's what six. Yeah, it. <sighs> it 
that can't be it, real. And it it's real. It's not possible. It's like, not possible. I'm almost positive. I feel bad for her because I can only imagine her life is one filled with 24-7 tragedy right. to get her to the ability to create that. It's, But, but her know, life's not a tragedy. Her not. life is a miracle. And yeah. she's having a blast. Yeah. yeah. And so are we. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the cool. thing where, because the ending I did think felt abrupt. It almost felt like didn't know where to end it, so let's go here. And maybe but that was with, by design. But the know? thing is, with time, it won me over because it occurred to me that, like, what that said to me was, this girl's going to find Disney World wherever she goes. Yeah. Whatever foster family, whatever, wherever yeah. she lands, if she can hold on to her childhood magic, she's going to be just fine. Yeah. And right. when that came to fruition, I realized that not only was I not put off by the ending, but but I it's like my favorite thing about that yeah. movie. It really yeah, and, works. And if you think about it, like obviously there's the movie Girl Interrupted. You yeah. know, it's mm. like it's like the movie is interrupted. Like yeah. her just like that's what trauma for a child is, is when your typical, normal, healthy developmental path is interrupted. Yeah, you're and 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 what would interrupt her except other more than her mother being like yeah. taken away or being taken away from her, her mother. Her stability is rocked yeah. and it doesn't and, look like stability to us, and she but has, that was yeah. stability for mm-hmm. her. And she has to go where she goes. And yeah. and yeah, I love how it's it's really not captured in like a in in such a ironically magical way. Right. right. It's just it's it's done really quickly. Yeah. And it's like she it, it's almost like it's not romanticized, which I think is pretty interesting. Well, my, my favorite line in the movie is when she takes her friend from the other building that she like meets in the beginning of the movie, and mm. they kind of like become besties over the movie, a little redhead. Yeah. She takes her out to that field where they go look at the cows, I think. Right. Is this, straight, is this ringing a bell? Yeah. They're sitting on a tree that's like, like it's this weird tree. It's like falling over, but it's this big old oh, tree. Oh, right. I remember this part. Sitting on the log. And uh, uh, the little girl, Mooney, I guess we've decided is the Mooney, girl's yeah, name, right? Mooney. Mooney says to her friend, you know why this is my favorite tree? Because it fell over, but it's still growing. Mm. That is what the entire the movie thing. is That's about. The to entire me. film. Wow. That's the whole thing. That describes her mom. That describes her. That describes Defoe's character. Like, that is what that yeah. movie is about. So what you're saying is, um, to put it simply, that uh, life uh, um, uh, finds, finds a way. way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved the Floyd Project. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 I, I couldn't get it off my list. Another yeah, heartbreak. It just yeah. fucking and now, rocked me, man. And whenever reasons, I moved a movie, another movie in front of it, it yeah. just felt me too. Except for the ones that I did yes. choose to put yeah. in front of yeah. it, like Same. it felt wrong. I know. You know? I, I, I feel literally... like a real shithead for not putting it on. <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was a tough cut because there was just a lot of things that I think spoke more to my tastes, yeah. even if they weren't as good, because I think it's just objectively better than a lot of stuff on my list. I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, the that yeah. was the bargaining I, chip. I, I was like, yeah. I'm going to get to, yeah. to, to suck you know you'll be able for a while. It's, about it. we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's, yeah, we're good. So what's your number five, then? Yeah, what's my your number, number five, five um, I think I know what it is. I just want to make sure that it, it ends up being matched with my list. It is Mother. It is not mother. Not My sure. number five is the shape of water. Uh, I knew this was coming up on your I, list. I knew eventually. it was going to be on your list too. Yeah, I loved this movie. I I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. At most, I've always been able to to jibe with eighty five percent of what was on screen. Yeah. He always never got me, and I I always assumed that it was my resistance to fantasy in you general. I mean, he never always got you. Yeah. Okay, he never so always got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he always got, got me, but never 100%, I think, <laughs> yeah. is the better way to go. Beer yeah, is fun. <laughs> and so 
I thought my resistance to fantasy just as a brand, because yeah. I'm just not into it, was what did that for me. Right. I knew that what he was doing was good work, and I just it wasn't wasn't my flavor. It was a good time. And the Shape of Water, yes, it was. <laughs> for for a movie that is that is arguably his most fantastical, yeah. really, really resonated with me. Yeah. The fantasy was woven into the narrative in a certain way. All of the surrealist touches were were done in a way that weren't gaudy. And so it just it, it it's just everything I love about movies wrapped into yeah. one. It's a monster movie. Yep. It's a big sweeping romance. For a minute, it's a musical which just ripped <laughs> Dude, the I breath from moment. my lungs and that, that part made me cry. It was hard to cry having just exhaled yeah. every oxygen molecule in my body, but it just kept happening. Luckily, you magically got gills and survived. Ex- exactly. And it was, you know, it's a monster movie, a romance, a Cold War thriller. It's a little bit yeah. of a steampunk ode. Yeah. All of these things it's that speak to my piece. flavor. It's a period piece. It's about movies. It's about storytelling. Very much. It's yeah. about eliminating ego, eliminating toxic masculinity. It's yep. about breaking down all of these structures that are well-oiled machines yep. and and becoming that loose screw in the machine. Every character, short of the villains, go through this arc of don't touch it, just just fade into the background and everything will be fine. And everybody goes through the arc of no, it's actually our responsibility because we see the injustice to take action to yeah. it. Yeah. And that is that is that's everything that twenty seventeen all of the punishing things we've went to on a global level, that's what it speaks to is you know, even if you can only do a little doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do it. Fuck up the machine, yeah. break down the structure, and just the fact that it's an adorable, great little sci-fi yeah. fantasy just yeah. worked. I was over the moon for this ten seconds into it, yeah. and it just kept snowballing throughout the entire thing. And just man, Sally Hawkins is so good. Yeah, Stolberg oh, yeah. is so good. Even the, his character. This is another great my, cast. Stolberg is so everything. good. Yeah. I, I loved watching. Uh, one of the best things about it is Michael Shannon's a villain. He's he's a cookie cutter villain, but they use him to. They, you know, his family is that Jello ad. Yep. They layer that through there and show that what sh- what looks like a perfect, uh, perfect familial unit is actually broken. Why yes. is it broken? Because this guy is fucking poisoned. Yeah, he's fine. Right. He loses his hands. He yep. loses his car. His sexual advances are rebuffed. Yep. Everything that is typical, just I'm a man, is taken from him, and he he explodes because of it. <laughs> and. On the other hand, we have Richard Jenkins' character, who obviously has had a turbulent past. Yep. We know that he was an addict of some sort, but we also know uh, that do he we? got... I don't remember We that. do. He, he talks about how he doesn't drink anymore. Yeah, he says something. But yeah. when he, his job, they don't have him at his job anymore, and on the surface, they're saying, well, it's because he had the addiction problem, but it's also, no, you yeah. go, it is because it is the 60s and you're a gay man. You're a gay man, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's also saying, like... Yeah, no shit. He was an alcoholic. Right. He was dealing with some stuff. Of course, it makes perfect and sense. So it just layers all of these themes into one fully functional, yeah. completely satisfying, heartbreaking, exciting, adventurous, terrifying, gross, and ultimately heartwarming narrative. Yeah. I, I thought everything it about sh- it worked. It for me. showed the the actual injustices of mm-hmm. the of like life in the early sixties or late fifties mm-hmm. in like an extremely powerful way. Like I, you know, but it did it without really sort of like i mean i think it's the subtext of the film mm-hmm. and and they really handled it beautifully because i feel like they could have easily you know made it really hammy and kind of like on the surface but yeah. like but it's really it informs the story and, they decided and, to get deep and and because of that <laughs> it's a water pump yeah and because of the oh because of that it's like a portrait of the past that 
feels more real than a lot of movies it do. It eliminates that like, nostalgic like sheen that. a little bit. And it bit. does, but also still getting you to indulge in the nostalgia. Yes, like, absolutely. Like, it obviously is in love with film and music from that era. Yeah. And it directly tributes it in that scene you were talking about, Dan. But it, but it also reminds you, and yet this era that you are so wistful for it was literally like kind of a horror film yeah. for, for yeah. some people. Like, yes. you know, so, so I love that it did that. And, and, and I think like in, in, when the movie ends, you're basically left with, you know, four people who don't belong in that world, mm-hmm. who aren't accepted by their world. And they're battling the one person who is, even mm-hmm. though and the one person who is accepted by that world is the villain. And he's, and he's rotting in this system that yep. is supposed to benefit him. Physically. Been designed he's li- to benefit he's him. actually literally rotting mm-hmm. when you look at his hand. Cause right? he's, <laughs> he, he's, he gets, you know, he gets, uh, emasculated by his boss who gets presumably emasculated by his boss it's it's every it's the lessons from this movie are the kind it's a great movie for 2017 it really really is it's a real indictment on white men which is great with white straight this is the movie that i think guillermo del toro has been trying to make for his whole career and finally in my estimation nailed yeah and it's just it's just so good i like that movie a lot Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go for it. Well, I think that brings me back to my number four since we already tackled your five. Yes, my five is already there. So if you have... Yeah, hit it, Dan. What do you have to say? Tell us. I don't know. I guess it's gone. I just... I'm sorry. No, no. It's not... I I don't even know if I had anything important to say. I just can't... If my list was about good movie-going experiences, this one ticked every box that I require and I didn't expect it to. Right. I knew it was going to be good. I thought it was just going to be like a handsome Guillermo del Toro yep. movie that was going to be all that stuff. And then to just be devastated yeah. by it and imbued with with sadness and hope. And it was funny. A, a cat gets eaten. Yeah. It's just uh, that, everything. See, that part fucked me up. That part but fucked I think me that's up. because but You know what I loved owner. about that moment? <laughs> I was is... like, if that happened to my dog, I, I would... I would just like just go walk off a fucking cliff. But what's great about <laughs> that moment is Richard Jenkins has this great moment yeah, he where does. he obviously loved that cat and he finds comfort in the fact that this gill man that ate his cat is also a victim right. of circumstance because he says you can tell he's devastated by it yeah. and he's like well you know he's, he's a wild animal we brought him into our home and that's what he's got to eat and that's then what happens and he, a he scene or two later you remember there's um, a shot of the gill man actually like on his knees like kind of caressing the cats and, yeah. and kind of learning that they're not for him to like exactly. eat and use. They're there for him to. And form had Richard a Jenkins been like, with. "Fuck you, man! You ate my cat." Yeah, it yeah. would have just set that cycle off. Yeah, yeah. I also liked this movie opens with Sally Hawkins' character masturbating in the tub. Yep, and it's not Multiple sexualized. Times. It's not. It's. It's part of her routine. Well, anytime a woman is sexual in a movie, we have to sexualize right. it. And this was just like, no, she's a woman. She's horny. Yep. She masturbates. She's a person. Yep. Yeah. And that's all it spoke to. That's really bold. I and love really that. cool. And I the whole that. the whole movie you know? did that about sex. It's yeah. like yeah. the most sex positive movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly. It didn't yep. sexualize any of the sex, but it didn't make it any less romantic. Yeah. Right. It didn't turn it into just a, a you know, a, just an act. It, they kept the romance of it, but also, you know, spoke to the idea that, like, we it, are we yeah. are creatures that that are essentially at our genetic level designed to procreate. And you're going to be it, horny. Yeah, yeah. It's human. <laughs> you're going to be and horny. They didn't turn it into it's funny that she's right. masturbating or ooh how hot is this? It was just don't masturbate. She does yep. too. That's yep. it. You know. And that's I think so in the cool. beginning, I was like, I think when there was that scene of her masturbating, I was probably like, <laughs> you know, like in the theater, like. <laughs> 
you know, but yeah. but in reality, but then, but then nobody around me was doing that. And then by the time the next thing happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, she's she's masturbating. She's human. Yeah. And and I love that it, it sort of demystifies sex in a big way. Mm-hmm. But it also like but it doesn't do that without. Uh, but it still romanticizes it. Absolutely. You know? It's like Would romanticizing sex and demystifying it, like mm-hmm. making it as straightforward as possible, like capturing the beauty and the the mystery, but without making it seem like something that's really that scary. Right. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, yeah. on an animal level, yeah. roman- romance is at its most basic just a romanticiza- romanticization of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, we are meant to mash our peepees together, but we've turned it. <laughs> We, but we've turned it into love and family, and we've yeah. created yeah. these these we stronger things the out of romance. So the fact yeah. that it it kept that, but still reminded us that like you you get a boner because you're an animal. Yeah, you know? it's like, still an it's, instinct. It's a thing yeah. that's just and in just it. like just like the creature. You know, his boner mm-hmm. comes out. We don't the know how thing. exactly. Well, they they do the pantomime. Right, they with do it. they pantomime it like so. It's like a dog, I guess. And then right. my favorite line in the movie is when Michael Shannon, which in a conversation that he's the only one who speaks in the women's or in the bathroom that the women are cleaning. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, it's good conversating with you. And neither of them said a word. But he refers to his uh, his uh, cattle like brother. Yeah, yeah. He calls it a dingus. He's like, <laughs> that dingus over there. So immediately he's embracing the phallic nature of yeah. everything he does. And what is his nickname? He for calls it? it an Alabama howdy do. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And he says like that. There's my Alabama. He's like that. Right. There dingus is a blah, 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 blah. I and, call it my Alabama howdy. Do. And he could literally just be talking about his penis. Yeah. I feel obviously. like the next twenty minutes of the movie I didn't watch because I was repeating <laughs> Alabama, Alabama How to do, do in my head just yeah. so it could get into my review. I yeah. didn't want to lose that, but Alabama yeah. How yeah, to Shape do. of Water, man. I think Sally Hawkins is probably a lot. She's for best actress nomination. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's so she's really, I hope really that really Richard Jenkins is like a little Dude, bit. Of a he should be nominated he's, every he's year so for playing good. Chicory two years when ago. When he's like ninety years old, they're going to give him a lifetime achievement award as character Bone Tomahawk. Oh yeah, consider Chicory. Our campaign did not take even a little. Nope, but. It's there. <laughs> I keep right. hoping they'll nominate him for an award for his role as Chicory. Maybe this year. Did you hear that interview with uh, Tommy Wiseau? Where oh, someone yeah. asked him what his favorite movie of the year was, and he said Fantastic Four. And yeah. they were like, that didn't come out this year. He's still like, the it's best still movie. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah. I think in that world, it's totally cool that yeah. we, like, if, if they're just like Lifetime Achievement Award for his portrayal as Chicory yep. and Bone Tomahawk. By it. the way, I got to give some love to Tommy Wiseau. That was probably my favorite movie going experience of the year was I saw him do a Q&A at the Ooh, Bourse nice. in April, and that was it was really surpassed my wildest dreams. It was <laughs> you know what's fun. crazy? If someone in January said, who's going to have a seat at the Oscars this year? Yeah. Kevin Spacey or, or Tommy Wiseau? I'd be like, fuck off. Why are you even asking me this? Yeah. I was dead wrong. Yep. You were dead wrong. Yep. He's yeah. going to be there. Yep. He's gonna he be definitely there. will be. There's no question about that. What's your number four, Andy? My number four is Mother. Ooh, oh, nice. Here she yeah. is again. Here she is again. Um, Yeah, and I, I don't want to add too much more to it. To it beyond just to talk about like the the allegory nature of it mm-hmm. like and i think really for it to work at all you really have to tap into it as an allegory yes like i couldn't imagine just watching this movie and think that the stuff that was happening on screen was just like happening quote-unquote naturally that's which, actually the most that's what the story of the movie was that's the most remarkable punk rock thing about the movie he, yeah aronofsky keeps saying like oh i wanted to make a punk rock movie the most punk rock thing about it is that they put it on three thousand screens which right. means my aunt is going to go see it because it's got j law in it right mm-hmm. and she is going to attempt 
she's not I don't know how because I think the movie is almost heavy handed with it but like she's not going to understand the metaphor mm. and she's going to spend the whole movie trying to figure out it's like such a what's the A to B plot you cannot if you don't see it as metaphor what what even is it nothing yeah what even is it it's more metaphor than it is like a, an actual real story right mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what makes it so brilliant yes. and, and that's what I loved about it and like and once I got it, I really couldn't take the fucking Same. smile off my face. Same. Like I, I was sitting there on the Roxy, shout out to the Roxy once again, and just thinking like, man, like I, like my smile, I literally couldn't wipe it off my face for yep. like the second half. I would say I have and, like a bit yeah. of a religious background, so like Same that's here, a yeah. lot of where my interpretation of the metaphor right. came from. And so once I locked into that, that this was about God and basically yes. the unwritten about wife mother yep. whatever yep. you want to call god, her if god is the artist if, yeah and who is who was his muse if god exists like yeah. so much if a father exists so must a mother right yet we don't have a story of mother mm. this is the story of mother yep. which is the being that literally <laughs> supports and yeah god to be able to do the things that he does and like he's not yeah. capable of doing them without someone to clean up after him and yep. take care of him and make him feel loved and you know and she's a mother that we recognize, like from today. Like she, yes. she is a burdened, yeah. you know, woman yes. who has like she's literally an artist husband movie. who just cannot like bring himself to really pay attention to what's happening yep. around him. Like that makes perfect sense. Like that's yeah. exactly how it would be. Yeah. Like like God is a brooding, spoiled artist who basically completely oh, he's told that he's great all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and but he, he would be able it. to take care of himself if he tried. Right, and and when he's finally successful, he he like completely forgets his wife and completely falls apart like yep. that's exactly how it would be yep. and that's definitely how i saw the movie i also saw it as like another environmental story because yes, i had just yeah. seen noah um that's you what know I was his name noah's aronofsky so came out directly that, yeah. and was talking yes. about how yeah he wanted to make an it environmental parable it's yeah. like yeah. yeah well god creates the earth and guess what the earth is now a crazy fucking house full of like uninvited house guests who yeah. overstayed their wealth. As yeah. somebody who you know? every once in a while will suffer from uh, we'll call it social anxiety but it's more in the name of just losing control of what yeah. I have control over. Yes. Anytime that there was a wave, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, the, the wave, I was just like, oh, get, get, get out of my fucking yeah. house! Yep. And yeah, when that second wave it. threatened to come, the, the I was second ready wave. to die. It yeah. was unreal. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, the, it's such yeah. a good relief when the first wave leaves. They're yes. like, all right, she can deal with yes. this shit. And then as it starts, oh. Yeah. And, and she <sighs> has no idea what she's in store for. Right. And that's what is so amazing about, like, I, and I would say that um, I've never seen a movie with more insane, like, cor- choreography. Mm-hmm. And by yeah. that, I don't mean dancing. I no, just yeah. mean the physical movement of bodies on oh, screen. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a movie like that. And, did a, and from what I... Are you about to talk about the rehearsal? What I was saying with the... Uh, there's a shot that Aronofsky used to be branded by, which yeah. was the shoulder-mounted yep. right. you know, in front of the... They used that here, yeah. but it was less present director where it wasn't jarring where it's like oh you're showing me a gimmick but they use like he's he's smoothed the edges on that effect yeah to create this locked shot on j-law as there's just calamity happening around her but it stays locked and it evokes that same horror but it's it's more painterly and more artist like and he's just it's a really great were so stress inducing i'm gonna get into it more later that was so (laughs) fucking fun though they were yeah I I've just never seen such a symphony of like just moving bodies. Yeah, like, yeah. and apparently they did. Uh, they practiced rehearsals for months in like a big empty warehouse. Whoa. 
and that just makes that just comes through that makes screen. sense yeah like it's like these you know there's no way that those people weren't all there like really doing that right like actual <laughs> choreography yeah. it's so organized in its chaos yeah there's yeah. A, a on reddit that i follow called dense gifts and it's just gifts that have so much going on in them that as it loops you discover something new every time because there's just, it's just so dense yeah and this that is was a, a dense 90 thread. minute dense yeah oh this is a 90 minute dense gif uh when i do watch it again i know because of just what's going on yeah. there's going to be a million different i found waldos of just yeah. craziness it's yeah i can't cool. wait to see it again but i'm gonna wait a little while yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. yeah i feel like i i need like to before, continue yeah. digesting this movie yeah. for maybe a decade and yeah, then right, I'll yeah. another one yeah when mother two comes out i'll revisit yeah that. i would say at this point hands down it's my favorite aronofsky i mean oh without a doubt there's no other one that i've liked more so I, and, I, and I usually like his movies, even though he's not really my thing. Mm. But, I like his yeah. movies a lot, and I don't actually think this is my favorite, but it was one of my What's most your favorite? F- affecting movie experiences. Either Noah or The Fountain, I think, actually. <sighs> Noah is so good. Noah's great. Noah's really Noah good. is like vastly underrated. Yeah. Noah's like really great. Yeah. I remember I saw that David Ayer movie, Sabotage. Oh, yes. Great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then that ended, and I was going to sneak into Noah. And as I was walking, I received the text remind, uh, telling me that Paul Walker had died. Oh, God. And then I went and saw <laughs> Noah. I'll never forget oh, that day. My oh, God. God. It was, and it was one of those where my buddy texted me. He was like, RIP Paul Walker. And I was like, what? He was like, car accident. I'm like, well, Noah's starting. Yeah, yeah, we, have, yeah. we have a conversation yeah, yeah. to have later. That's funny. And so I'm watching Noah just like, this is amazing. And God, what? Yeah. Fucking, mm. Actually, well, that I would say it's me. Aronofsky's best though. I, I thought yeah. Mother was his best hands down. Yeah. I, you I, should listen to him on on uh, Marin's podcast. Oh, WTF? That's a great, yeah. great. Interview. It's really good. They yeah. spend a lot of time looking for Mark's cat. Oh my Buster. god! I love how when when Mark goes into the distance yeah. and and you hear him like it, it's soft because he's away from the microphone, but you hear him just like Buster, you you motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. Like he's but every every once in a while you hear Aronofsky being like, I hear something. Is that Buster? Yeah. <laughs> They're on a mission. It's to, so to find good. That's really funny. It's a really good interview with Aronofsky that is every ten minutes interrupted by Is that Buster? Yeah. They're like just searching for Mark's and cat. They just keep it in. That's yeah. so great. It's so good. But yeah. it's great because Aronofsky is all in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, totally because yeah. he gets it too like he'll be making a potent point but yeah. if there's a chance buster's back like they get yeah. like that's your that's your family dude yeah. like you want that cat back yeah yeah it's so funny it's real good oh my god oh, really good well, what's your number four dan my number four is brawling cell block 99 Fuck baby yeah. and and actually I mean, what honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of uh i'll say that it's my number three. Oh, okay, okay. sure that makes sense yeah that's like, right pile on then we'll talk about your number pile four on. let's after do that. I watched yeah, so this at a moment movie. where I was just feeling like burn the world downy, which, which happens sometimes. Yeah. And I was at home at my parents' house, and I love my parents. I love hanging out with them, but it's a very tense situation. But you wanted to scrape their face on a prison floor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would never want to do that. But like, I think it's one of those like my dad and I. We have ideological differences that he'll never know about because I just don't want to. I don't want to fight with him. <laughs> yeah, I why? love my dad. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Pick your battles. His ways, so, and I love him. It's great. Yeah. But sitting there, it's it's a very tense thing. There's Fox News on the tv my dad's spouting opinions about whatever and like you know I, i'm always listening and and, and it was also at a time too where just like you know as much as i hate that i think on the other side of things we can be real assholes too right yeah and in a world where there's big earth-shaking stupid, consequences stupid assholes well and the thing is there's, there's a there's big earth-shaking consequences and we're all content to bicker because it's cathartic as yep. opposed to reaching a solution and that's that's unfair but i think it's not 
it's not invalid. Right. And so I was having a flare up of that. <laughs> so I was just like, I want to fucking break some shit. I want to be loud. I want to be angry. And yep. then I watched this movie and it just purged those demons. It it focused all of that in there and entertained me. It got my violence out. It got my anger out. Yeah. We talked about it before that it's a very strong thematic thing. Yeah. It was exciting to see one of my new favorite filmmakers next chapter. Yeah. It was exciting to see an actor I've been rooting for to come back, yeah. make his comeback by doing this like off like this is his taken. It's just way better yeah. in terms of oh being a God. quality movie. It's but he is now better. rebranded and I hope that that takes. Yeah, and me too. It just everything about it worked for me. It came at a right moment. And I, I'm totally so, like Zoller. Like Zoller I'm, I'm is in, fucking dude. Zoller. dude. Me too. He's the man. He is yeah. so good. I, so something funny is that I just the other night I uh Actually, the last movie I watched was Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, okay, yeah. with uh, uh, with Arlie Vaughn, with uh, with Andrew Garfield, and well, obviously is directed by Mel Gibson, but Vince Vaughn, Vaughn Lee Ermey, is Arlie, in it. Yeah, um, and 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 he literally like like watch everybody should watch Hacksaw Ridge. After, I liked that movie quite a after bit. After watching uh, Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine, because oh, yeah. honestly. It is like you see the formation of his brawl character in that. Oh, interesting. Because he's like a tall, violent, angry, mean, murdering son of a bitch, basically. Yeah. And it's just like he's so good in it. And yeah. it, and it's like it and so it makes like brawls feel like less of a major leap. It just seems like this is sort of like maybe his thing now. Well we he got stuck in in the Vince yes. Vaughn thing for yeah, a while, he where he fast talks to you and he says, "Don't call yourself Mike Pancake," and then they do, and then he explains. And I'm just going to be like the straight guy, like I'll, yeah, exactly. So Vince Vaughn is my dad's favorite actor. Okay, and that's which, totally which makes it. perfect sense. Right? My dad likes Vince Vaughn because he came out with like some libertarian leanings, and that's conservative <laughs> oh, enough for pops. God, yeah. Pops right, is right. in because he's not one <laughs> Don't of them be a flaming Hollywood be liberals. A libertarian, you know. Yeah. But it's he sees yeah. that as a he pumped the brakes on all actors are a bunch of dirty liberals. You know, that's yeah. how he sees it. Sure. And so yeah, he's a he's a dad actor. I just it, it really just came at the right time, and it's just yeah. so entertaining. We saw uh, downsizing the other day, yeah. And I I didn't love it, but I love anytime Udo Kier shows up, yes. and he shows the fuck up in uh, yep. Cell Block ninety nine, yes. and it, he he's like a Werner Herzog in that he is now aware of his of his yep. thing, and so he's just milking it in his old age. Yep. I fucking love it. Yeah. Everything about it. Don Johnson too. Don Johnson's Everything great. About it. Yeah, and that like movie Clark just Johnson, heavy too. fucking metal. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Who uh, who like directed and was he was in the Wire. He directed like a lot of in and uh, Homicide and stuff. Mm. And he shows up for an incredible scene. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of like one scene like amazing performances in this yeah. movie. And oh I'm man, I'm enamored with good so dialogue good. because yeah. the hardest thing I can ever try to write is good. Di- I can't mm-hmm. write good dialogue. It's so difficult. And so when a movie and just has Zoller this like river like flow of death, well, he's a novelist first, yeah, that and makes his, sense. his his movies follow the the you know the structure of a novel. Yeah, uh, I think the the third act turn and all of them speaks to that. Totally, it's it, I love watching good dialogue. I could that movie could have been ten hours long and never gotten to where it got to. Agreed. and I just would have been slurping yeah. it up like candy. Yeah. I just I love that. And, and when it takes that movie. left turn into the like ultra violence, that that's what makes it so shocking. Is yes. that you weren't really prepared for it. You but, forget about his proclivities yeah. as this violent filmmaker. And, and it maintains the same like great storytelling, but mm-hmm. it but it just brings in a whole new level and and I really do want to talk about the fight scenes because in my oh, mind yeah. I there was a time where the two major like brawls, quote unquote, were on YouTube and I just I I rewatched them multiple times and I <laughs> 
I want to caution everybody, do not watch this movie while you're eating something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because no. there's a scene where it's just like, oh, God, I, I, I can't. No, I can't swallow my food. Like, and it, <laughs> and this is, this is disgusting. And it's not the movie isn't gory in terms of like there's not a lot of like blood in the movie. Yeah. Um, there's it's just there's about what flesh. happens. It's <laughs> yeah. a fair amount and, of and and how it's flesh. happened, but how it's treated. Yeah. You know, because most of the fight scenes are, you know, there's not a lot of cuts, right? right? Like the camera kind of it really stays pretty steady in like one point of view for about like you know, a few seconds at least, right? I know you guys hate uh you what I don't the like the cut, yeah, I don't like the shaky cam. There's a shot where he it takes is... like half a can of mace to his face. Yeah. And it's a great freeze frame where he's blocking one punch, holding another guy by the neck and just eating a face full of mace while trying yeah. to still fight. Yeah. I, I can I could draw you that right yeah. now and it would be reasonably close yes. because it's just so well framed. It's such a good moment. And and, and uh, the, it's still the punches thing. that are coming, like I, I know nothing about fighting or fight choreography but everything that happens seems real yeah mm-hmm. every everything that happens like that's what is actually happening on screen like and Zoller just really shoots the fight and it to think about like obviously the work that they put into blocking that but also to make it just feel so extremely naturalistic it it is a true work of art yeah. And like it doesn't make me want to get in a fight, but it also makes me feel like, oh yeah, I could totally, I could totally do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could totally block. Well, like, you see, like he makes it look easy, but like that's a Jackie he's so Chan good. thing. It's all about good choreography. There's no realism to it. It's just about the yep. art of the choreography. That's become distorted to where we pretend to have that choreography and hide it in the cut. And so to but, see but something the film, that there is no cut, right. and it's not about the 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 ballet of the right. of the choreography. It's just like about the. This is winning a fight by attrition, mm-hmm. and it's just breaking down their offense. It, it's, their it, there's choreography and beauty in the simplicity yes. of the movements. It's and not like, about the technique yeah. so much. Yeah. as it's about you know the the poetry of the flow of the scene. And and it's definitely like you know I I think that it's obviously staged, but it kind of makes you it tricks you into believing that it isn't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is which is the best thing you could say. Well, about like a I fight love scene. a good Jackie Chan fight. I really love a good Jackie Chan fight. He's oh, the yeah. best. But if two people fought, it would never ever. Even no. if Jackie Chan fought Jackie Chan, <laughs> it would. If they made the two, the sequel to the one, <laughs> it was Jackie Chan this time. It would never. If two people really fought, it would never look like that. Right. You know, yeah. that's that's designed. This like it's reasonable to believe that it would look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it totally. And I. It's just so good, and I, I think and also Zoller who, writing the music, but then passing off the playing the music to the OJs. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty great. Holy shit! Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. and I, he's a heavy metal musician. Yeah, I think anybody would like this movie. I, yeah. I, I think if you're really squeamish, like see it with someone who's already seen it, you can like cover your eyes while yeah. you, like some certain shots happen. But like in general, though, it's just it's a movie for people who love movies. Yeah, and a Seriously. movie about a guy who just has to beat his way into a worse prison to yeah. kill someone in that yeah. prison should be 75 minutes long. Oh, this is two yeah. and a half hours, yeah. and it never drags for a second. No. And, and, and I really love not. how his mission seems... The movie never really confirms it, but his mission seems to have basically been a complete red herring. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, they never come out and explain that. They just kind of lose the thread. Right. And expect you to figure that out. That's just, like, a little example of how well, this movie is on something like a novel. Else. You know, yeah. it fits yeah. that novel structure. Yeah. Right. I so, love that movie. So that was Dan's four and my three. What's your, your three? Four, so my four is Get Out. Uh, nice. Which we call, man. have talked a lot about this year. We had a very good episode on Get Out that you can check out in, uh, in our feed. Uh, I don't really have that much to add to the conversation about Get Out other than just 
I had the best fucking time watching this movie. I had the best time talking about this movie. I talked about this movie for longer to more people than I have any other movie this year. It's a movie that, like, even probably, like, a week ago, I had, like, a new revelation about, like, oh, yeah, that's what was happening in that mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. It just is, it's, like, masterful. And it's from a fucking first-time director, basically. It's it's Comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what speaks to the strength of this movie? The, the fact that everyone keeps it in such a high regard. Like, that's a movie that you should know nothing about the plot going yeah. in. And it's the kind of movie that invites so much discussion that you'd think by now the plot would be common knowledge. But I've met so many people that went yeah. to see it for the first time and did not Still know. Still don't know. And the fact that everybody's subconsciously agreed to preserve yep. that experience because it's so good yep. and so important, that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. I it's like a great that. movie. It, that is a great movie. It's so I mean, a tough yeah. cut for me. It's a great 2017 movie, too. It, is, it, just, it, it is speaks the, to a lot. So oh, this is this year's t- Mad Max. This is, it's the, one this that is the movie yeah, of yeah. this year. Like, yeah. it's a, like if I like this definitely isn't my favorite movie of 2017, but it is the the movie of 2017. Yeah, yep. I would agree. There's there's nothing even really close. To I would it. agree. It's, yep. It's it encapsulates this year in so many ways. It had to be on my list. It stuck with me like all year. I still think about it, especially him picking Cotton to save his own life. Yeah. It, it just holy love fuck, it. you just blew my mind. I I, <laughs> I fucking love it. It's yeah. it, I, I love. Although this Although I movie. still don't quite know how he gets it in his ears. That's okay. Oh no, because they they do explain it. it, it, it that movie is so thorough. Yeah. yeah, because in order to get his hand out of the thing, he reaches down at one point, and okay. it becomes clear that he can reach his hands with his head. Ah, they illustrate that clearly okay, so that it, it makes sense. Later. I mean, yeah. I don't think that they would they they would not like lose that. Oh thread. yeah, yeah. I, I so I this is once again I'm eating my words. This is a movie I've seen twice now. Yes, and uh, have you seen it twice? Yeah, no, okay. not yet. I've seen I, it I, one and a half times. I saw it. middle right, to the end. It is really. I liked it a lot the first time, and I really loved it the second time it, yeah it, that's what kind of, it's probably my like 13 or 14 yeah and it is really good like yeah. it is and it's an amazing movie to watch when you kind of know it, it's kind of like how i imagine mother might be where mm-hmm. where you know what to look for from the beginning now and yeah. uh, and having done that it was just so great especially watching how knowing where allison williams character yeah goes, yeah, knowing know. where she goes yeah to watch that movie again from the beginning is incredible i shit you not you probably remember this but there was literally a scene where she the first time we see her what is she doing she's shopping for donuts she's looking in a display case all bright-eyed and smiley picking out her donut like what what is what do i want to get today just yeah. like she probably did yeah, to right. uh daniel yeah. kalua yeah yeah what's yeah. his name in the movie uh, I don't chris chris yeah. just like she must have done to chris like she's yeah. literally she's picking out her her black men and women yeah. the, the way that she's picking out donuts in yeah. a like boutique donut store in brooklyn it's, it's so good it's, ne- it's never so trust good. someone who uses bing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never no, red true. flag yeah. red flag. so i loved it i, th- I, I think loved, it's, it's i left that off my list just so around. i could talk it's about other things because i figured yeah. it, it'll get talked about yeah. what i love about that is is one it's it's going to do great things for horror in that it's it's horror with substance yeah it's very likely going to get awards love, but Bloomhouse Productions could very likely have an Oscar by the end yep. of this. But it it says to the world once again that like, yes, you do have to fish through a lot of bad horror, but it's just as valid a vessel yeah. to get a social message out as any yep. other thing. And it is already has a big advantage in that too. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, horror is to me like the ultimate genre for for 
sending a message. And it, well, and it know? always very quickly gets reduced because mm-hmm. like slashers become the shitty morality play they used to be, where it's just like, oh, you're a slut, you're dead, you're jacking yeah. you know? and they so it becomes this morality play that is now outdated. Right. And so to bring that notion back in a way that's fresh, relevant, and correct is is important. And also, this is the kind of movie. Uh, once again, I use the the ubiquitous my dad. Uh, this is the kind of movie where it has lessons that that of course he could he could learn, and it is good enough to sneak them by him because he'll just think he's watching a good horror movie. Sure, <laughs> yeah. it's one that wears its lesson on its face, but doesn't pound the lesson into you. Right, if you're an idiot, you can go into it and go, man, what a scary movie that that poor guy. And it might take a couple months, but yeah. they're gonna seep in. That's a yeah. that's how you get and, it done. And I know that it's teach a movie... me the lesson. Don't tell it to me. Right, right. It, yeah. it taught me. Yeah. And it, and it's a movie that I know has already because I know like members of my extended family who I wouldn't would never seek out much less a horror movie uh, than like a horror movie that has like a real like social consciousness to mm-hmm. it. Um, have have seen this movie and like and been. You know, like not totally sold on it, sort of skeptical about it, but like how, but I think it's a movie that clearly like has stuck with people. Oh, yeah. Even mm-hmm. if you don't really, and these are people who aren't horror heads at all by by a minute, you know. It's just and, so and clever so, and smart. But, but the fact that they're even seeing it in the first place and they feel compelled to do it is amazing. And that speaks to like what a major moment this movie had this year. Yeah. You know? Like a big, big way. Yeah, it 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 deserves to be on my list. Oh, yeah. There it it, it deserves to be. Yeah. I mean, this is... It's going to be nominated for Best Picture. I think it, must be, it yeah. might win. I hope so. And even though I think it does show signs of being a first-time filmmaker, I don't care. Right. Um, yeah, it's know, a very... It's, it's a straight-ahead story in a way. Like, mm-hmm. there's... Yep. There's, well, he got Twilight Zone out yeah, of it. Jordan Peele's doing yeah. Twilight Zone. It's all Zone. there on screen, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's amazing. And someone tweeted that the new Twilight Zone, if he does it, the host should absolutely be Lance Reddick. Oh, and I hope that I that becomes true. I or Tony it. Todd. Yeah. Oh, no, but I'd like Lance Reddick because Much it's better, a little yeah, less right. novelty. True. You know, and, and that's the beauty of this, is this movie could have easily been a nouveau black exploitation, and instead, it, there's no novelty. It's right. earnest, it's honest, it's real. It's just a good movie it's great. Yeah. that ends up being potent, important, and, and just yeah. and correct. You know, yeah. Like yeah. It's, and it's going to stick so, around for a long time. Yeah. Remember when we saw it? We were sitting next to Andrew Jeffrey Wright. Yes. And the first thing he said was like, do you even know what this movie is? Yeah. And we were all like, no, we nope. have no clue. And then when it ended, he was like, wow, that was like really good. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. just very earnestly was like, what a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I, and and, and I, I remember, and two to speak on just, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a white dude. And having seen the movie, you know, I, I found it to be like a, a, a startling movie, a great movie, but I wasn't you know, it didn't scare me legitimately. Mm. And I remember, you know, just kind of at one point peeking around me a little bit. And I saw it at a, at a movie theater where, you know, there were, there were much fewer white people than there were people of color. And I just was like looking around and seeing people like the, the fans who came to see the movie who are people of color look were legitimately, they looked completely petrified. They're like, I did this yesterday. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) this is basically life trying to be, I get nervous when I'm around white people. And so the movie puts you in that headspace, almost like Wind River maybe mm. got people to feel like what it might be like to be, you know, like, uh, you know, a victim of patriarchy, mm-hmm. like, or what it might be like to this be prey. This gave me the same feeling exactly. of Under the Skin, where in Under the Skin, I came out of that and I was like, oh, God, it's so much easier to be a dude. Yeah. Because this whole thing was just a, they flipped the script. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they just flipped the script where it's like, 
if I get in a car with some lady now, I'm going to be reasonably sure that she's not going to kill me. Right. And uh, that is not a reality for 50% of the world. Yep. Right. And so this did that same thing where it's just like, if I go to a party that's just mixed up with people, I'm fine. Yeah. I do, why does that affect me? You might even reward yourself. You know I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, you're meanwhile, like, oh, for other people, I'm a white person. And to you, it's, it's, it really captures that complete, like, white detachment from from the reality we don't need to reckon with that so yeah. we don't have this we don't have the we don't even know what devices are needed yeah. to reckon with mm-hmm. that and this brought them to the table and, and kind of like Aitanya did it mm-hmm. it it basically looks you in the eye and says like yeah like this is you you know like these aren't these aren't clan members these are people who like fetishize right. and enjoy black culture yep and mm-hmm. and and yet will never cross over to like sort of really you know, walk in their shoes. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It is it brilliant. Yeah. It's, it, it's a brilliant it movie. Remarkable. Brilliant is the yeah. word. Uh, I think that brings us to your number three. Yes. Dan. My number Damn. three. Well, I mean, I think we said everything about it. My number three is Okja. Uh, um, nice. I love that movie. I never press play on sad animal movies yep. and we went and I'm glad I did. It just, it's what I love about movies yeah. all in one. I it's knew this one was going to remain adventure. on your list. Yeah. It's, it's just so good. And yeah. It's the kind of movie that I would never have watched once, and now I just want to watch again and yep. again. It's yep. funny. It's it's tragic. It's Paul Dano's so good in it. Well, I think that's the key, and this is something that we talked a little bit about in the first half of the year, is the idea, and this speaks into the personal responsibility, is that there are no villains in this that right. are understandable. Right. Um, everybody comes at it from a different angle. Yep. Um, you know, arguably Jake Gyllenhaal's character is the most villainous. Most villainous, yeah. And whereas I, I don't agree with him, right. I get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano's character is essentially good, but he does beat the fuck out of someone yes, who ideologically disagrees with him. Yep. And but I get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't paint him as a bad guy for it. No. But it doesn't it doesn't say that he's forgiven for it either. Right. And that goes throughout the entire board of characters. Mm-hmm. Um and it goes throughout the entire system. The uh Tilda Swinton's character. Yep. In the invention of the super pig, her her intentions were good. Yes. She wanted to create a sustainable, mm-hmm. uh, delicious, and in you know low carbon footprint creature. And then we watched how the system perverted that notion mm-hmm. into something worse. And then she's stuck in a situation of: Do I continue this to keep with my intentions, or do I realize that it's broken? Yeah. And every character has this this journey of just you you know. What are the fruits of my intentions, and at mm-hmm. what point do I cut and run? And the fact that every character is properly motivated—I'm I'm good on, on on my beer for now. Uh, <laughs> the fact that every character is properly motivated makes it a much more substance to the movie than just good and bad. Yeah, and that's a trend that is happening more and more. Agreed. And Oak just just did it in a way that was delightful. Yeah, yeah, I I loved that movie so much. It it, it it's one of the most unique 2017 and it movies for sure. Me. It's yeah. another one that I knew what I was getting into yep. going into it and was dead wrong. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 probably my favorite experience in a movie. Yeah. Is when I know what I'm getting and I am completely wrong. That's why Triple X made the list. Yeah. Totally. You know, I knew what I was getting and I didn't get it. I got yeah. something better that I could have never expected. And yeah. Okja did that. It's, yeah. it's just a blast. Too. I'm into it, that. It really is fun. It's so good. Uh, that's okay. So okay. So okay, this is my J. number three. You're number three. Okay, Ja. Uh, okay, so I struggled with whether I was going to put this on my list or not. Uh, and yet it made it to number three. three. But yeah. it made it to number three uh, because I, I saw it and I had a relatively good time with it. We talked about it on the podcast and I was pretty like middling on it, but I liked it. Uh, I know what it is. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it. I kept thinking about it. I 
kept growing in my estimation. I know what it is. And then I saw it again. I don't know. Do I know what it is? Wait. I saw it again, and I was like, this is not only a gr- like a legitimate great movie, it it, it it like it surpasses a lot of like I have no clue. It, it surpasses a lot of what has come before in this series. Alien Covenant. No. No. Oh! Wait, is this where Triple X ended? No. <laughs> this is Star Wars: the Last Jedi. Oh, how did I? That yeah, was I had, a lot that more was not obvious even on my radar Alien at all. Yeah, because and I, I because I was I'm excited tra- when I am, you said that. I hoped he was. Gonna yeah, be like, I, it's I one of my honorable God, mentions. It was, yeah, yeah, it, right. This movie literally like. The more I thought about The Last Jedi, and then when I finally saw it again, uh, like, this movie does so many incredible things, I think, that, like, A, speak to the big themes of movies in 2017, B, like, take a series that is near and dear to my heart and return it to the dreamers that sort of made it the thing that it is. Like, the reason Star Wars is what it is today is because the very first movie establishes this idea that, like, you too could wield the force and destroy a Death Star and save a princess and swing a laser sword around. And every single (laughs) single movie that came after it whittled that idea down further and further until until it needed to be something in your bloodstream that you could access it until you literally have to be a Skywalker or otherwise what's the fucking point? Yeah. Uh, this movie returns Star Wars to the dreamers, which I think is, as a big longtime Star Wars fan, is a big, beautiful thing that it does. But I think, like, more importantly, like, the really big thing that it does is it returns blockbuster movies to filmmakers. This yes. is a movie that was made when we knew they were going to make a whole trilogy. We knew from the from the get go there would be a trilogy. Uh, we were at a point too where Star Wars. We just all made peace with the fact that like it's going to be good, but it's going to be products from here out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. this transcended that. Yeah, yeah. But my point is like we knew it was going to be a trilogy from the get go. They made Episode Seven knowing there would be an Episode Eight, there would be an Episode Nine, and we and live now, in a world a 10, now Eleven and Twelve. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we live in a world now where it's it, it, like everything is a universe. Everything is predetermined, preplanned by committee. The studio comes in, makes all the decisions. And by some fucking miracle, they, even though they did plan a trilogy for this, like there was like a sort of outline of what this trilogy was going to be. They literally let Ryan Johnson make a huge movie for a ton of money that is clearly his movie that almost intentionally disregards the movie that came mm. before it. Yeah. He, like, they, it, this is a huge, big blockbuster movie that is completely filmmaker driven. It does not feel like it's got the fingerprints of a studio or a writer's room. Or anything on it, like it really yeah. feels like a huge budget I movie. If he got the note though to just like a vague note, just saying like, cut the ties. Yeah, you know, and I don't I, know. I, I, just cut the yeah. ties, but make it accessible. I like to believe probably not. Yeah. I I don't think I would like to, but, but even so, like if that was just the general yeah. guideline, he still like yeah. took that to a new level. Yeah, well, it's know? interesting because like he definitely made a per- very personal mm-hmm. very original star wars movie that actually if you look at movies like it's it's not too far off from like looper like right. it's it's another movie that is you know that is very concerned with like you know the role of children in a world that is dominated by violence yep. you know and the role of like the next generation yep. and how they will react to yep. and receive and respond to violence mm-hmm. and like and it's amazing that he, they they liked his 
his movie, but like you hear these stories about Phil Lord and Chris Miller yep. getting fired because I know. of their vision of Star Wars. Like that's, so, that's so like the extra layer of this one that's which so is interesting. interesting to yeah. me. That like they did let a filmmaker make his own movie within the context of all these other moving parts, right? That we know are actively like kind of working against some filmmakers to yeah. like just be creative and have mm. their vision. And and they the fact that Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of the Star Wars, you know the of the Disney uh, versions like said, Hey, you know, we're willing to give you the keys to this yeah. and, and this is radically different and we trust you. Yeah. And, and, and before it's even released, we're going to give you a whole nother trilogy. I know. It, it's pretty mind blowing. And I really do hope that they stick with that. And I hope is this that a new hope. Uh, well, no, apparently they're going to make another trilogy. Oh, I think it is. A new <laughs> well, actually, I, just resist. <laughs> uh, I really hope that like they, listen to like <laughs> you know the people who really love the movie and not the people who like complain stupidly mm. about yeah. it because like it is the, uh, it is so many of like the superhero things yeah. is that it's so fan response yeah. that it, it ends up being a movie of band-aids yeah. and, but I'm amazed that in this climate of like fan pleasing that they made this movie I know it's you know, it, I it's really cool. think it's like remarkable and it then the other thing mind is that people are upset by it yeah, I feel like there's too. there's a little bit of of just look at me in that yeah, yeah, yeah I, totally I mean, I, I I love Star Wars. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm cool with them changing it however they want. Yeah. I have no, you know, there, there's nothing precious about yeah. any of it that matters that much to me. Um, but even so, like, I feel like if I was hardcore, this would have just worked. I, yeah, it, it's it good. Just works. It's really good. The, yeah. And and the thing is, so then you know where I really started to come around on it as like actually one of the best movies this year is as I started to hone in on this idea that 2017 movies are about our choices mm. and how they affect our path and uh, our personal responsibility when it comes to ma- having made those choices and the consequences they might bring, I truly think of all the 2017 movies, the best visual representation of that is Ray in the Cave. When Ray goes into the cave yeah. and she has the dream where it's that where yeah, she snaps... Right, right. And she oh, she lifts her hand. It is not a pure mirror image. It's not that when she raises her hand, everybody else simultaneously raises their hand. Mm. It's that the ray all the way at the end of the line raises her hand first, and it goes all the way to the ray at the other end of the line who raises her hand last. Every Damn. decision, and she's in the middle of it. Yeah, every decision. Wow, means cool. something. Yeah, right. And what does she want? Why is she there? The whole reason she's in that cave is because she wants to know who her parents are because she believes that her importance is only relevant because of who she is. Yeah. Because of who she is because of her parents. Who she hopes she, she is, yeah. She thinks it's a legacy thing. She thinks that she could only be this important because of something someone else did. Yeah. And what is revealed to her at the end of realizing that this is all the impact of her own decisions is there is no one there. It's her Man, own reflection. You just blew my mind. There, yeah, cool. there are no parents. There's it. no yeah. legacy. It's she defines it yeah. herself with her own actions and her own decisions. Why is she special? Why is she important? Because she is. Yeah. Because she made choices that make her special. And, and because she's really good at it. And like, and I, I think that that's ultimately the true through line of the movie for yeah. me. And like, I, I, it made me realize honestly. I don't think I'd ever really understood this before, but it made me realize that I've always had a problem with like chosen one narratives. Right. Oh yeah. And like, you know, okay. When you're watching a kid, you're like, I can be like Luke Skywalker. You get to be an adult and you have kind of like the same life as everybody else. And you're sort of like, well, I thought I was like Luke Skywalker, but I'm like, you know, 
like I'm Uncle Ben. Jo- I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm Joe Skywalker. Uncle Owen, sorry. Yeah. I'm Uncle yeah. Owen. Yeah. And like same you know. thing as Uncle Ben, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the re- Reno, Ben Kenobi know. though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there you go. go. Um, that's who I thought you were referring that to. That guy who Luke only knew for about four hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm Obi Wan. To yeah. be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that the movie, the way that it dismantles that chosen one narrative, me too, is amazing. Yeah. And, and it's just really what the movie, I think, needed to do. To yep. it's what the series needed to do yep. to remain relevant because the last thing I want to do is see a movie just you know do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like if Ray's parents were like the kenobis i mean jesus christ wouldn't yep. that be disappointing and, and what does that do except yeah. scratch Nothing. the itch of us to go oh neat yeah you know like oh my god i called it like, yeah. who cares yeah. that you yeah. called it that yeah. doesn't make it a good and movie. i love how they juxtapose it against kylo ren who yes like, with her she she is hoping that there's some sort of lineage mm-hmm. and has to find strength in that there is none yep. and he is a product of lineage and wants to burn it all they down so that it. he can be yeah. his own thing. It's a yeah. burden to and him. And to do that against it, it's, show, it means very yeah. good. And that's another one like Okja where it's like, here's a guy who... You know, what sucked about the prequels is that Darth Vader was better when we knew less about yeah. him. He was just evil. I like that. Yeah. And so instead of giving us prequels, we're just now developing a... I don't agree with this villain, but right. I get how he got there. His motivations are not empty. They're not evil. They make sense. Yep. But they're not retrofit uh, making sense the way that the prequels tried to do with, with uh, Vader. Yep. That's yeah. really strong villain work. And, 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 yeah. and also, they're just great together. Adam Driver is incredible. Uh, in this Kylo movie. Ren became He's my favorite so character good. by the He's end. So Me, too. Me He's too. just amazing. His He's delivery yes. of the fire everything yeah. you have at that. Uh, that I, was I incredible. Oh my God. His, Blow that, that hunk of junk out of the sky. Like, his that is physicality so throughout this movie oh, yeah. is amazing. Honestly, one of my favorite shots in any movie this year is when he risky businesses out of a Star Destroyer <laughs> yeah. because he's trying to figure out where Ray is in his little force stream. Yeah. It's but so She good. has that moment like, hey, cover up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone oh. put a comic book Woo. online, like a, like a short a like four-frame comic, comic strip. Where <laughs> what they, did you they, say? Uh, they, like a four-panel oh, right. comic strip yeah, on I thought Twitter, you said something else. And it was something where... where it had that picture of him without his shirt, yeah. but then it devolves into it lowers down and he has the four blue oh, yes. milk titties and, and Luke. Oh, I got saw a that. Yeah. It's, it's Dude, weird. he looks amazing in high-waisted pants. I wish I looked that good in any pants, let alone yeah. high-waisted pants. For a man who looks pants. like a discarded Muppet, yeah. he hunked out in this movie. Oh, dude. Well, he, he hunked up. He earned his place on my island. <laughs> He's not on my island, but oh. I'll tell you what, like he can hang. Him he in those pants? Yeah. He can, has we'll, to... We'll run the train next to each other. He just yeah. can't be in my He train. has to be in yeah, those yeah. pants <laughs> and probably serving me drinks, but he's on my island. Fair right. enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's he's fine. a really interesting <laughs> character. I wouldn't have thought that he would be so right? perfect for yeah. this. And I think... I, listen, there's a million yeah. reasons I right. love this movie that yeah. I could just sit here and sift through true, because true, true. I literally true. have not stopped thinking about it's this so, movie. It deserves so to be on my list. I just figured, you know, we did an episode. I think it's legit. That's the thing, though, is like I almost regret that episode because I spent that episode hemming and hawing about like... Huh. It was good. And you went on a journey, I liked man. This and I, but then I spent two weeks like n- I could not stop thinking about you it. Gotta go see it again. Well, I, I did. I uh, think oh, you did. raised oh, it. So, yeah. And it was the second viewing that was oh, like. Yeah, I did. Soli- I saw your letterbox. You, it's bu- you bumped it up to a five. It as just like this is incredible. Wasn't your yeah. first viewing like three out of five? I think I gave it four, viewing. but it was a very tepid like. Right. I don't really know how I feel about this yeah. yet, and but which is uh, you know understandable. It's like whatever, but like it one. It, and that my big review, my big thing about the my my review the second time seeing it was just like, I realized like this is my experience with Ryan Johnson every time. Mm-hmm. I like the movie, 
And then three weeks later, I realized that's the greatest fucking movie I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my he life. Built His movies special. just like they need to. I said they need to marinate. They 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 need to just sort of like sit in you, and you need to ruminate on them. And as you do, you they kind of open themselves up to you in ways that they yeah. don't necessarily in the moment. And that's no slight on them because in the moment they're just they're dense. They're yeah. like yeah, doing just so, so many. Much to it's a great movie. It, it definitely would have been on my top ten if I had made her, if I had decided to put us it on there. I, I was going to have the same referendum you guys did on Star Wars and Marvel, and yeah, yeah. and then after I just like at a certain I'm point, glad, I was like, that dead. speaks to the quality, man. It's it, a damn. Not good movie. only is it that good that it I'll deserves it to be way. there, it speaks to those themes of this. It's year not the so objective well. best Star Wars movie. No, I don't not. think. But I think it's my favorite. It, it's like you know, way up there. I like right now I like is. Jedi. I like Empire and Jedi better in terms yeah. of like what's the better movie. But if you plunked all three of them down on a on a table yeah. and said, "What do you want to watch now?" I'm probably Definitely. always going to pick Last Jedi. Yeah. Unless I just watched it, and even right. then, it still might. It, be it's you such know. a. It's just so goddamn well made. It's and really it, good. It is so exciting. I've seen it twice now, and yeah. and the second time I was just as thrilled with the film. Yeah. Making. I was me the too. First. Yeah. And, I remember leaving The Force so Awakens cool. and just having this great feeling where I was like, oh, one of my favorite things is back. Yeah. And it actually, I had the same thing with Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Yep, me too. But I came out of it like, oh, one of my favorite things is back. I came out of Last Jedi. I was like, one of my favorite things is new again. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really and, and if special. Anything, I didn't I know remember, that feeling existed. And I remember there being a bit of a feeling, this sort of feeling I couldn't get rid of after The Force Awakens, which is like, one of my favorite things is back, is back and like... It's and I feel like they're just basically trying to sell me something. Yes, yeah. you know, like I loved the new characters, but all the nostalgia yep. part of the Force Agreed. Awakens, like you know, I I as much as I love it, I'm like, but I feel like I'm supposed to love it. Yeah, and with the Last Jedi, you feel like this is a movie that I can wrestle with. Yeah, it's, and completely. It's literally that moment in the Last Jedi this, that this was isn't brand cheap. management. You know, yeah. it didn't feel like brand management. Yeah. There's a moment in Last Jedi where Luke says that was cheap in reaction yeah, right. to being shown I know. something from the original that movie. That was yeah. brilliant, and that, that is a kind of. I actually really like the Force Awakens, but that's a little bit how Me I feel too. about the Force Awakens. Me it's too. Like, this is a good movie with like great characters, which yeah. is the biggest gift that movie gave us. Is this just new and cast? We needed that movie of just great, to get we it. Absolutely, we needed it. We absolutely. did need it. We did, but it's a little cheap. It's you know it's a lot playing it's on like our that brand management. Yeah. That was cheap. Oh my god, you're gonna give me that thing again. Yeah, and and yet, I think in order to be successful though, Star Wars needs to be about itself. Yeah, absolutely. Because it can't yep. pretend that it doesn't yeah. exist. And I think I think actually, Last Jedi again. It's like that. I it is kind of brilliant. But now we're talking about brilliant within the context of Star Wars. It does walk that line so perfectly well of allowing Star Wars to be new again. While still paying tribute to its legacy and still yeah. being a part you of itself, you have to acknowledge that it that what has come before is extremely yeah. important. Yeah, and like, and it has to. And I feel like when I watch the Last Jedi, to me, it's just as much about. It's still a piece it's of about the whole. Star, it's about yeah. Star Wars, yeah. as much as it's about what's yeah, happening. Maybe even more screen. so than any other Star Wars yeah. movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it starts that's to call great. into question the idea that none of us wanted to say, which is like, are they just always at war in this right. unit? Like, is yeah. everybody warring? Yeah. And this this called that into question, but also like reminded us, like, we would also live in that world. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. war. Exactly. War there's war, always war, war. Uh, in our yeah. world. Too. Matt Singer may have wrote oh, yeah. the best review of The I Last Jedi. I it's one sentence long, and it's, may there never be star peace. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. Much so love true. to Matt Singer. Yeah, yeah he's he's got a way of uh, making things very funny. Yeah. He, yeah. Matt Singer, if you're listening. We, uh, and you are. Uh, we I love, love you. you. And yeah. honestly, you're one of my like favorite film critics. Yes. Oh, without Agreed. a doubt. Agreed. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. 
super yeah. cool. I so, find that I really agree. Like, I find I see things from his point of view. Yes. Even, even if I don't agree with him, it's cool. Yeah. Um, that so was my, my number three. All right, cool. My number two, because uh, my number three was Brawl and Sublock 99. Uh, number two is a ghost story. Oh, that's my honorable I missed this cool. one. This is well, a I'm miss. glad we get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I am too. Um, so, Ooh. so this movie, this movie is a movie. This movie is a Ooh. is a serious. <laughs> this movie is a serious movie. Like, yeah, it, it is so good. And actually, the first line of my little review I wrote for my Cinderella is well, first I say eats a pie with a fork for five minutes while sniffling. Like, yeah, I wanted that to replace my review. But then the next line is, but seriously. And it's like, it's really the movie I saw this year that got me the deepest, if yeah, that makes sense. Like, I would agree. Like, honestly, it got to deep places that I couldn't even. It was like, it was me watching the movie, but it was also like the ghost of me. Or it was some deep, deep version of me I've never met. And I may never will. Mm-hmm. I may never will. that I And I, I might you. never. So, and it's like. It, it, his movie kind of blew me away and it surprised me because at, at first I was, even when it ended, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I like, I liked it a lot. It was great. I did not see it uh, rising to this high on my list. And at one point it was my number one. Nice. But uh, you know, but then I was kind of more honest with myself and it really shouldn't work at all. But I think it's something about the absurdity of the premise that, really doesn't let yourself kind of create distance between mm. yourself and the themes on screen. So so for those of you who don't know anything about it, it's Casey Affleck and Rini Mara play like a young married couple in Texas, and Casey Affleck dies in a car accident, like basically outside of his house. And he wakes up in the, quote unquote, wakes up in the morgue with the bed sheet that is covering him and walks around for the rest of the movie as a ghost and he's wearing the actual bed sheet with eyes cut out. So he looks like a child's version of a ghost. Mm. Right. But so effective, you know, it is unbelievably effective because, and I was thinking about it this way, like what if this movie had used some special effects to let like a celestial invisible looking Casey Affleck walk around the house. It would be, it would not be good. It would be hokey. It it would be hokey. You'd think this would be hokey. You would think this would be hokey, but this is the serious thing that makes you not be able to like forget it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because it sidesteps those expectations that you are, that you are forced to grapple with what the movie is about. And what's the movie about? Well, it's about, you know, like basically the universe and life and love and grief and like, time itself like mm. like it's really a, it's it was very tree similar. of life but a little bit more genre that is exactly yeah. what i put oh, like saying, oh, i was sorry. i was in no that's great i was i'm glad you got there because that's exactly where i got to which is that this is the tree of life but you know like 90 minutes long mm. and you know with a ghost basically the, i don't want to say too much but there's a shot of uh we'll say uh of a of a of a being falling from a building that i can yes. see perfectly when i close my eyes that haunts me yeah but uh, I'll say the line and I'm going to butcher it. But the whole, you know, like, who are you waiting for? Oh, my God. I so, forgot. Uh, so, yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. That's a deflation. That this movie whole... was one of a, a, another tough cut. This movie is kind of that scene to me. I don't think they're coming. Yeah. That broke me in, in ways I wasn't expecting. And, and it's really like we talked already about the mirror. In fact, the mirror has mm-hmm. been a big theme of all the movies. So, like, Ray looking in the mirror, looking for herself – like that's what this that's what you as a viewer are doing with this movie like you're basically like this whole movie i spent just kind of staring myself in the mirror you know and and just seeing 
you know what comes up but i'm kind of i don't really know what i'm looking for exactly it's it's an amazing movie i i i I can't really adequately describe the experience, to be honest with you. I'm hurt that I didn't put it on my list. Because now that I'm really thinking <laughs> yeah. about it, like it's really phenomenal. But I'm glad yeah. you put it on yours so we could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I'll I don't ask have you much this. more to say about it. This is one thing that distanced me from it. And I don't, I'd have to see it again to see how I feel. The one big monologue at the party where the one guy is going uh, off about that. Bonnie Prince Billy. Did we'll, that we'll feel a little too much to you? Because it felt I, a little too much to me. I don't even remember it. Fair to enough. Honest, this thing I, I, ultimately leads to not much in the plot, and I just wonder if it could go or if yeah. it served as a tonal break. I, I don't know. I think it serves as a tonal break. I think it serves as like this is something that the character is like witnessing, you know, mm. and it's like I, I think it was more of a a weird little tonal break. Yeah. That's exactly. For that, I forgive it. It's like, I think I was, was like, relieved to hear some words. If yeah, that makes exactly. Sense. I think it functioned for a for while. That. This movie is, is and like, it is well written. Yeah. The thing that got me about it was I felt like it was trying to explain itself to me, but I was already on board. And I think that's where I was like, you don't need to do this. But in terms of if it was another 20 minutes of like just punishing silence, that could have hurt it more. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, if if that's what it took to get some words in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Like it it took a lot of risks and it it didn't it didn't turn away at the last minute, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, so. I, I loved it. Rudy I, Mara's awesome. I was too. surprised. Oh my god! The whole so the she, a lot of people talk about the pie scene. Brood. Like <laughs> yeah. Brood. Oh my god, dude! But the the pie scene is the big one that people talk about. But to me, I was my I was floored by an early scene. All it is is just a long unbroken take of her and Casey Affleck like um, sleeping together in bed, just like literally mm-hmm. sleeping, like cuddling. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know the and exact they're facing shot, yeah. each other and. It is holy. I was in awe of that scene. The the acting that just the physical, silent, quiet acting like that is what it is like to be, you know, to be close and intimate with another human being, like, mm. you know, and in in a in a loving way, in a in a way where you are specifically partnered with that person. It is, it's incredible. It's like the best, like it's the best, like portrait of like a couple. That I've mm. seen in like a nonverbal. It'll way. scratch that upstream color yeah. itch a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I w- and actually, I think um, that guy. What's his name? Um, From upstream color. Yeah, what's the director's name again? Uh, Kareth. Shane yeah, Kareth? Shane Carruth. Yeah, whatever. I think he um, helped out with this movie a little oh, bit. Oh, that, mm-hmm. well, it makes sense too because Casey Affleck plays a guy who makes like like yeah. Sonic Journey music. Oh, yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I and I. I basically hated Upstream Color, no, but no, I appreciate it. It's a hateable it. movie. I love I, it. Though. I could. I was angry at that movie. <laughs> but but um. So this is kind of like takes. This I think accomplishes what Upstream Color was trying to accomplish, but in a, in in a successful. It's a little way. more concrete about it's, it. It's even much more successful. Yes. It's good. And I and actually, you know, I think you just triggered something in me, Dan, which is that it it the concept throughout from beginning to end is conc- is extremely concrete mm. while the themes are extremely abstract. Mm. And I think that that's why it works. Yeah. Boom. It's cool. Done. There's Boom. an arc Done. following just the piano that lives at their house that is 
it's really beautiful. Yeah. I love that movie a lot. Oh, man. What's your number two, Dan? My number two is Good Time. Good nice. Time. I oh. fucking love Good Dude, Time I, I love so that much. I love it this much. Uh, it's so good. I just, when I left that theater, I stood in the lobby with like 20 other people that had just seen the movie. Yeah. I'd never met any of them, and everybody was just like shaken. Yeah. And so everyone just kind of started talking about it. But it was weird. Like, an older guy came up and he was like, So, what uh, What did you think of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was all these people that, that I, I feel think like were. I feel like whenever I see a screening at a Ritz theater, there's always like an old guy or two who comes up to me and is like, Oh, yeah. So, what did you think of that? Yeah. But this was like less that whole, like, I just want to talk about movies with somebody and more that, like, I think I saw something special, but I, I yeah. don't know. Like, I saw a lot Help of fucked up stuff. Help me contextualize this. Help me figure this out, because I think everyone wanted to say they liked it, but no one wanted to, to be afraid that they advocated it. Right. And and it, it it's really a hell of an experience. Yeah. And it's a movie that scratched my grindhouse itch, but it wasn't at all heightened or empty. No. And the, the bookends really, you know, like you said when we were talking about yeah. it, the bookends really sell it. Yep. And it becomes real. Yep. And it becomes this extremely empathetic portrait of two seemingly doomed individuals. Yeah. Uh, but it also, there's a dark humor about it. It, yeah. it unravels, I compared it to After Hours. Yep. Not that that guy, he's more of a, a Ben Stiller character yeah. where if he could yeah. just explain himself, yeah, it would be all okay. be fine. Yeah. But you're still just watching and then suddenly there's a, perver- a perverse thrill in watching it unravel Yeah, because you reach a point where you go, well, I, I want him to succeed, but if we're going to go down this path, let's see how wild it gets. And it, it pumps the brakes at the exact right time. Yeah. It, it progresses at the exact right rate. It, it's just an incredible movie. And I've, I've not seen anything by the Softy Brothers. Yeah, I me will neither. hunt down more. Yeah. I want to watch Heaven Knows What. Yeah. Because yeah. this just really sold me. And it, it's, it's a movie movie. And you're going to watch it 48 really Hours. It really is a movie movie. Oh, hell oh, yeah. I'm going to watch 48 Hours. Which they're doing a remake of. With Kevin Hart and The Rock, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Actually, no, I saw one person on Twitter say Tiffany Haddish and Willem Dafoe would watch. Whoa! <laughs> would I was watch. blown away. I was like, "There's no one yeah. else that could In. possibly be because yeah. yeah. Tiffany Haddish is like our new Eddie Murphy." Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I, I've I've not seen Girls, Girls Trip. Trip. Yeah. I miss Girls Trip. Too, and I didn't but I saw see her hosting gig. So on I SNL saw the hosting great. gig on SNL, and she is the real fucking deal. Uh, she I'm is gonna so funny. I'm gonna watch Girls Trip. That was yeah. one that. I didn't see because I saw Rough Night, which was okay. It's the same and then plot. I figured except, it was like the you know, same thing. And I just needed time or whatever. And then, lo and behold, my my white choice was the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as, it, as it usually is, as it, as it frequently is, yeah. you know. Um, except in cases of death at a funeral. But even then, that's more <laughs> that's more American <laughs> versus go. British yeah, as opposed to yeah, white versus yeah, black. Yeah, uh, but versus is the wrong term for that. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, good I time rules. Good time is just. It's Dude. a really good time, and it's not a, a no, very good yeah, time. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's really phenomenal. Well, you know, it's someday so I swear we're all gonna go to a place where we can do anything we want, mm. and we can pet the crocodiles. That is an actual line from the Iggy Pop song. Oh, nice. <laughs> I thought that was a line from the movie. Yeah, where it was, no, good, no, no. Where it was like uh, that... Pattinson talking to the other guy and doing a "Oh, we'll see the bunnies, George." <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, did I miss that 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 thematic connection? But oh, oh glad but it's that's and that kind of sums up the movie. You know, mm. it's like yeah. It's a it's, thrilling it's movie, great. and but it's it's not one without substance. Yeah, and you can take it with substance, you can take it without, but like you will take it with you when it ends, yeah. and that's it. Just it, it jacked me up. I loved that movie so much. It, I didn't like it, I, but I loved oh, it. It's so good. Well, it's so you good. Know, the, really the best score of the year, Barnett. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It, it the is pure good. always act from love. The damned always act from love. Like. Yeah, the pure and the damned, like that's the movie. It's true. That's yeah. Robert. That's every person. But the in thing that movie, about Oakja yeah. is what I love about all those characters is, I know how they got there. 
yeah. don't like all of them. I don't agree with all of them. But yeah. like, I know how you got there, and I, I think uh, if, if I may wax poetic, <laughs> uh, no, but it, and even with a good time, I know how he got there. I hate yeah. what he's doing, but I know it. I think that's something we should all try to remember in mm-hmm. interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. with anybody. Whenever we argue about anything, is like if we can understand how someone got there. It'll help us understand how we got where we are and yeah. maybe come to to less uh just less explosive means yeah. to reach an agreement. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Totally. Reach an agreement. Yeah. Cool. Good time. Good time. Good time. My number man. two? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes. All right. I I loved this. This is okay. so good. I mean Guess th- what? Guess what? Oh, do we match? It's my number one. Yes. Oh my motherfucker. Yes. So, dude. so and because I'm next. Oh, I'm, I'm yes. so excited. Please. That, yes. yes. I okay, so I honestly, so we had a we did a great episode on this movie. I think it was one of our best so episodes I now know this what your year. Number one did you do it on twenty forty nine? We did it on twenty forty nine. Gotcha. We that actually was a great we did an episode on Blade Runner, and then very shortly after did an episode. You were on Blade Runner. I was on Blade Runner, Runner yeah. and then we did one with uh, Jacob Harrington, buddy of gotcha. ours. Yeah, uh, it was another great episode, and it um, this movie just. As Dan was saying earlier, it is like a perfect film. It just is incredibly gorgeous. Uh, the performances across the board, including people like Harrison Ford, are are just top notch. The mm-hmm. set pieces are incredible. It, everything about it is great, but the story and 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 the really deep, rich thematics of this story, yeah, like really rocked me. I, I like I walked out of the theater from this one. You know, like Mother was a great in theater experience, a, a, as was this. But, like, I got out of Mother, and I was like, yeah, checklist, A, B, C, D, that's what mm. that movie's about. Like, here's the metaphor of that movie, which was great and incredible, and I liked it. But, like, boom, 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 that's what it was. Yeah. I I, ha- I really, like, swam through all kinds of thoughts and emotions about Blade Runner 2049. It, 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 there were things that it made me feel in the moment that I had to then reconsider afterwards there were things that I didn't pick up on in the moment that once I was reconsidering things, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. This is like a whole, this movie's doing a whole thing that I didn't even, it just like didn't even register with me. And yeah. I just like, I had such a roller coaster experience with this movie and not of like it being like, Oh, yeah. that sucked to this is great. I, I was like immediately in love with it, but it like, this is the only movie this year. I, I gave f- four, mo- three movies, three or four movies, five stars this year. This was probably the only one that I was just like five stars immediately. Uh, yeah. And now how do yeah. I give it more? Yeah. Like <laughs> how do I pile Ten more stars, on yeah. beyond this clicked that? immediately. Yeah. yeah. It was it it's, was it's perfect. It it's really so is perfect. Yeah. It's it, perfect. See, but once again I'm gonna stop you there and say <laughs> it's not perfect, but that's what makes it perfect. You know, it's like Yes, exactly. It, I think someone on uh, on Twitter, I think Todd Vanderwehr from A V Club was saying like like Titanic is flawed in the way that only perfect movies are, you know, oh, and, and it's kind of yeah. like Blade Runner twenty four nine is is flawed in the way that only perfect movies are, and and I don't even care how it's flawed because guess what? It's like it's so incredible. Yeah. I could not just I could not look away. This is a movie or bring myself out of everything this world. working against it. it. Yeah, and it, it would have been deeply impressive. And, and if they it fucked was it up. Enough. To be honest with you, like they they kind of fucked up their whole rollout of the movie being oh, yeah. super spoiler phobic. It's yeah. almost like I'm glad you guys did, you know, because I'm glad I went into the movie yeah. really knowing next to nothing about it. Same. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't know if that was that important. You know, right. though, you know what's like, great, though? I kind of like, love it because we're not going to get Blade Runner 3. Right, yeah. This yep. is a perfect yeah. one-two punch. Yep. It's and, a and delayed it, and, two, but... And it has a lot in perfect. common, though, with, like, 
but it has a lot in common if it is the last movie like you said like it still has a lot in common with like the last jedi and how it kind of plays mm-hmm. around with mm-hmm. yeah our obsession with what came before like yeah. I, I wrote my review that that it's it's basically like you know it takes your nostalgia for an old product and turns it upside down but by doing so it kind of leads you down this rabbit hole like says hey come check out your your old favorite fun thing that you used to love and it's your whole childhood and then it kind of immediately puts you in like the analysis chair and asks you you know why you're so obsessed with it yeah. right you know it's like yeah. hey like you're you know why do you love this yeah. thing and it kind of unpacks it and then puts it back together it's another movie that's dismantling the chosen one narrative exactly mm-hmm. and 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 Kay's character like i i love that in the end, like, and he's a lot like Ray and that he understands. He literally realizes that it's his choices that yeah. make him special. He's mm-hmm. not special because he's he was not born special. special or because he was designed but yet special. He thinks for a minute that he might be special. Right. right. But again, because he thinks he might have been born or designed special. Yeah. Not because of anything he does. Yeah. It's in the end that he realizes it's his actions and his choices that yeah. could make him special. You know special. what's so fun about and, that yeah. movie? It drives that home. And if they decided to retcon it and make him special, it would still work. Yeah, it would. Yeah. The fact yeah. that they left so many ambiguities, yeah. but still closed off everything that needed to be closed off, that's yeah. like, yeah. it's a feat of writing well, that I don't oh envy you had the job, and they nailed Hampton it. Hampton Fancher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and I I think that's exactly right. Like, for when, when you start to consider that he may be human, basically, mm. yeah. that's when, or at least half human even, or, or human by virtue of the fact that Not he may built. have been born. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and is that what makes... And also that that whole subtext of yeah. reproduction. I was I was so into that. Yeah. Um, that, that, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I know. Um, and the fact that they make him... The fact that you're so deeply into that statement for a little bit yeah. and thinking like, oh my God, like this is a story about someone who disco- who thinks that they're not real and discovers that they're human. I that's incredible and then like and then it turns into a story about someone who who thought they weren't human then thought they were humid and then spoiler alert finds out that they are not human right definit- pretty definitively but, it but is, now possess the personality right. characteristics yes. that is what defines yeah. how we humanize ourselves and, and, you know, like and that's but it's like once that's he, what Blade yeah, is all about. exactly yeah. Yeah. and and it's the difference between who's really real the robots or the humans you know and and what is it that makes you human? Mm-hmm. Is it your actions or is it what you're born with? And and it's funny because I'm watching Mindhunter right now, mm-hmm. and it was oh, like I want to. I want. I yeah, might start it's that good. This Honestly, you should. I'm now a big now true that all this stuff fan. is done, I know it's not true, but I think it'll scratch. But it asks the same question of like, is it what we're born with or is it the choices that we make? And I think mm-hmm. at the time in the 70s and 80s and in popular psychology, I think people, it, it the Mindhunter kind of addresses this idea that in the common knowledge it was you know, kind of, we assumed that we were born the way we're born, and that's it, basically. Mm. And it's not really what we do that makes us who we are, what we experience. Um, but uh, but I like how this movie kind of, you know, it turns that up on its head, because in the end, he realizes that, like, like once he finds out he might be human, at first he's afraid, but then mm-hmm. he finds out that, but then once that's taken away from him again, it's like, well, I can't live without that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I've experienced that, that's not something that I can just turn away from. Well, and he also spends some of the narrative truly thinking he's like a chosen one. 
and then has to come around to this idea that like, oh, I can still be special, but it but it is through my choice to right. like take this action. It you is know? through me. Yeah. And in that way Which and which you could also then say is a parallel to what does make us human. Maybe it's just making those choices. Yes. Like maybe he does activate some sort of humanity in himself by just making that, that and, choice. And he and he desperately needs it. Like yeah. Like he 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 needs to be human. He yeah. needs to do something to affirm his humanity. Right. But it's it's kind of what you know. We can talk about oh we're human because yeah. we were born. But like, is that different than being built? Right. It's the same thing. Right. Like, What's the existence is not something that we choose. Right. It just happens. Yep. It, it doesn't matter where you're connected. Well, what do you do with it? Yeah. That's yeah. good shit. It's really it's so good. good. It's a great movie. movie. And, that movie, and it's yeah. like the deeper we get into 2017, the more it rules. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, a, <laughs> and they even did the same thing that we did with Ray's parents and who is Snoke, which yep. was we're gonna find out if Deckard's a replicant, <laughs> and the answer is <laughs> who fuck you. Fuck the answer is fuck you. you Actually, Why matter. are you even asking that yeah. question? And and I and I love now. Uh, I saw this the first time I saw the trailer for Blade Runner. I love now that we live in a world where when Dave Bautista shows up in a trailer, yeah. my brain goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's great in this. Yeah. Isn't what one he's scene? so good. He's yes. great, and he's great. And then that uh, love the the girl. I, yes, I don't, Anya de Armas. Oh no, no, Sylvia Hoax. Sylvia Hoax. Sylvia Hoax. Hoax, Hoax, Hoax or she's a great villain. She's so she's, good. But she's another villain too. She's also going to be in the next girl with the spider thing. Oh, she's perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> on her. Yeah, on, girl on, with the mystery book. The girl with the mystery book. Yeah. 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 Nice. The girl with the posthumous novel. Yeah. R.I.P. That sounds awesome. Sorry. Um, actually, real quick, I, I want to posit a theory Please. Uh, about this movie, which is that, um, so I wrote this in my review today. The film has been criticized for having two-dimensional female characters, despite having progressive aims, and I can't disagree with that. But if this is a feminist film, it's a feminist film aimed at male consumption, one that tells its male characters and its male viewers that the future essentially does not belong to them anymore. And if they want to be a part of it, they must be allies they must help to lift up. They must listen, or they can just kind of step aside. After all, all the best memories are hers, hmm. right? Which yeah. is like, yeah. you know, when you think about it, that's it, very well written. To yeah. me, it's like this is what the movie is about. It's about being a guy and thinking that it's all about you, only to discover that you are one one being in this universe, yes. and you're not the chosen one. No, like, you're it's a not piece all about in a machine. You. You're a piece in a machine, and if you really want to make and if you really want to be something bigger than that, you have to do something to like earn your. You have to do something positive. Yeah, to like stop, help. Stop the pretending world. you can be defined by right. circumstance because yeah. Yeah. they're not prideful yeah. circumstances. And, and, and that is what the movie is all about. And that's why I'm even getting emotional just talking about it because it's like it's very especially in a, in a year where there were so many terrible men doing so many terrible mm. things yeah. and a, to and see just like abusing yeah. power, you know, yeah. abusing power, structure. and thinking that they've that they deserve it oh, for no fucking for reason. reason. Yeah. They've earned it for no fucking reason. Yep. Here's a movie that says, actually, you know, we all want to, be- there's that scene where she says, you know, we all want to believe that we, you know, are the chosen ones, but, but we're not, you know, mm. and Ryan Gosling as K, he doesn't, he's not like, no, it's not cool, man. He's yeah. not like posting on- flying car fest. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't do that. He like oh, fucking broods about it and does something about it. Yeah, yeah. And and be, and he's actually taken that advice to heart. I, I I haven't. So I get like why you can say that the movie is like sort of a little bit shallow in terms of like it's 
its social aims. But to me, that was the thread I bought into. I do not know if it was intentional or not. By the way, See, I it, bet that it, it was. blew me away. I think it I think it was away. because yeah. I, I think that's. I wouldn't say it's on the surface, but I, I immediately read that out of it. Yeah. You know, partially because it's in the cultural consciousness right now. But I, I think it's absolutely one of the intentions. I mean, even if it's just broader to the fact of, you know, even if it's not as specific as as you know, men 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 v women. I'm doing the verses. Uh, yeah, but you, it's but not it's just about the idea it's of and, just like Dan. if you have power that well, in terms of this, if you have power yeah. that you have not earned, it is your responsibility to wield it as opposed to you know, to wield it properly as opposed to greedily hoard it. You know, yes. and, and that's that's a tough lesson that we're all learning. And and yeah, and, and it's good. You know, and that movie puts laser beams in it. <laughs> I know. Really, that's, it, that's it's incredible. Movie, you know? It's also, I listen to the album by Hans Zimmer mm, at mm-hmm. work all the time while I'm like doing my work. It's beautiful music. It's incredible. It, it owes a lot to the Vangelis score, the original, but it also like kind of does its own thing. Um, and, and it's pretty, it's, it's simple, but it, and it recalls the original, but it also does brand new things. And, and I just love it. Like I can hear it now with all in my head so that's my favorite movie of the year it's so good i am could not be more amazed at like the fact that we got such a good blade runner sequel mm-hmm. i'm with so, you there you yeah. go what's I'm your number you. one dan my number one is mother oh! oh okay guess what this was going to be this was in my number one slot for a while as I <laughs> yeah but this was in my number one slot and it's pretty much been cemented there for a long time, and I just mum's been the word about it yeah. because I I, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Did you know? You no were pun that? intended. There you go. But over the last few weeks, I've been tossing it with good time. Yeah, and and I think that's where I stand. Is like they're my favorite movies yeah. of the year, but I give Mother the edge because we had a very great experience watching it. But the thing I with, think you told me after we saw it that it was your favorite movie of the year. So yeah, far, it, so. it like blew me away immediately. And I think it's because I. It's been a while since I've seen a movie that its main MO, besides like, yes, there's a lot of thematic weight to it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, you can bring whatever you want to, and it's yep. valid. We talked about that. But never has a movie been so physically jarring. Mm-hmm. It physically jarred me. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I'm not a believer in violence, but sometimes I I think why satire works so well is because it has to punch you before it opens you up. That's why I, Tanya, works so well. It it punches you in the gut, and then it cradles you and says, here's some information you needed (laughs) to hear, but I couldn't get you to shut the fuck up for a little bit. (laughs) And uh, You cunt? That's a line from that movie over and over (laughs) again. I know, seriously. Mother shook me up hardcore. Yeah. there were so many points in that movie where I, I thought I was going to have an embolism because I was just like, <laughs> get out of the fucking house. Dude. And for later, you know, later I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Aronofsky's themes and they all work. Yeah. I had yep. put my stuff into it. I yep. mean, it is about the ego of the artist, ego in general, yep. gender warfare. Yep. It's about the environment. It's yep. about agency over one's possessions, agency over oneself. Mm-hmm. It's a biblical parable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all of these things, but at, at its core, it is meant to just be like, fucking wake up yeah. about whatever it is you want yeah. to do. Yeah. It, you know, it is just exactly. to wake you up. And as I sat in the theater, just affronted by this movie, yet enjoying it. Yeah, it was every 
that's my favorite type of music. That's my favorite type yeah. of book. When I was yeah. 15, that was the type of movie that I chased. But this was more artistic than those movies. Did you yeah. think that this would be your favorite movie of the year? Like back in the winter? No, not at all. I had actually, I, d- I, didn't, I didn't know, know. it was even coming out until like a couple weeks before it came out. And then I thought, oh, that'll be cool. I really like Noah. I like what yeah. Aronofsky You're like, oh, yeah. does. That was my feeling too. It was like, oh, yeah, like. He's a good director. I'll yeah, we like that movies. Again. We like Aronofsky. Oh yeah, you know? he's good. Like, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. completely. This was the. This was I his shape of water. This. In that, this is the movie I think he's been trying to make forever, mm-hmm. and it was a refinement of his technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned before, with the shoulder-mounted camera, he used that throughout the the, the entire movie. Yeah. But it was never that jarring uh, present director. I know. He yeah. wasn't a very present director, but he wasn't unpresent either. It, it was a very mature Aronofsky, with very. I don't want to say immature aims, but the aims were, you know, fuck you, old man. And, yeah. and I love yeah. that. And so as I'm sitting there feeling affronted by it and enjoying it and looking around at people who are having similar reactions or visually similar reactions, but with negative connotations. Yeah. And then I get out in the, in the in the lobby and I'm overhearing people going, man, that was the best thing I've seen in ages. And other people going, worst movie of the year, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. And that's how you know it's successful. Exactly. Just like Bright. Yes, you know, Bright is not great, but I enjoyed it because I don't know what the I fuck people were expecting. I can't wait from to it. see Bright, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. What? Yeah. What? The, it is 100 <laughs> percent the movie it uh-huh. says it is. What did you expect? Orc Cop meets Will Smith. Yes, like there you go. It's that I don't know what people did. People <laughs> expect it to be fucking good. Right, that blows my mind. I know. Yeah, it's it is what it is. But I think that um the thing about Mother too though that that uh that really spoke to me was like you know how i obviously i'm stalling for time because i forgot what i was gonna say that's all right but um oh man what was i gonna say what were you just talking about i was talking about bright <laughs> uh, no, uh, no i was talking about how help it all. was meant to shake you up and it's yeah it is a refinement of aronofsky's technique exactly. but it's also you know half the people loved it half the people hated yeah. it and it's a gamble and it had a lot it's of money thrown at it it has Javier Bardem doing incredible. It, that cast is stellar. It's so good. Uh, J Law is great, good. and I think she's phenomenal. But sometimes I think she gets stuck playing quirk, and she, well, she has to, to do that. She here. has to like be herself. She's like herself mm-hmm. for the first hour, and then she's like, "What would it be like if you know Jennifer Lawrence was like?" assaulted at a dinner party mm-hmm. that she was hosting. But like she got... basically plays that character. Oh, yeah, it's and incredible. she kills it. Get off the sink. That's not supported yet. Yeah, oh, that yeah. killed me. Yeah. And then the sink breaks. It made perfect oh, sense. It killed me. But, yeah. you know, you've got Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer and yep. Domino Riley yep. gleason and all of the yeah. people that everybody I, loves. Domino Riley. He's great. I, so, to be honest, the, it took me about an hour to fully engage with the movie. Oh, yeah. When I was walking home, yeah. I usually listen to a podcast. I couldn't put on anything yeah. because I was just like just tugging at the yeah. strings trying yeah. to figure it but, out. But once once it like took over, holy shit, was I mm. with it? And and that's why I'm just excited to see it again. Experience. But it was one of I'd probably say this movie, and I was trying to remember which other ones, but along with the films War of the Planet of the Apes yeah. and Downsizing, which I, I heard and I was like, these three movies are movies of the year that all say that basically as humans we're more or less invasive species on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really like we're fucking everything up. Oh, and, we act like we a are, virus. We, we are really uninvited do. guests, and or you invite one of us, and we bring, you know, about three hundred more of us, mm-hmm. and we are a virus. We're pests. We're fucking everything up, and this planet was not meant just for us. Basically, mm-hmm. like like we are guests on this planet, 
and we are treating it like you know we own the place. Right? Oh yeah, and and we do it yeah. in the name of oh, but our creations. I want to go fast. Right. right. I want right. to you know it's, exactly. Yeah. And and that's why I loved it. That's really one of the and that along with the biblical aspect, which I think are related. That's well, that's really Aronofsky's always had a biblical thing yes. going on. Yeah. I mean, ever um, since I, I for the first movie of his I saw was Pie okay. when I was in high Me school. Too. Is that right? Yep. It's a great Love like, that movie. It's a great introduction to weird movies yep. when you're like mm-hmm. a teenager. Especially like numerology is something that I would go to like college and be like, oh, this is actually very interesting. Yeah. And unlocks like, it's all black these. and white. Yeah. It's cool. Like, like, yeah, but it's legitimately like a solid film. And, and yeah, it like makes perfect sense that he would like the line from pie to mother is pretty yeah. is pretty straight. Oh, yeah. And, and I think, too, with pie, it, you know, it's it's about characters that are concerned with putting a science onto something that that isn't necessarily sciencable. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, that's that's the struggle with faith always is yeah. is how much is faith and how much can you do that? And mother kind of removes the the whole trying to figure out the uh the the facts of it and more tries to reckon with trying to figure out the feeling of it. Yeah. Which is yeah. often not explored in, you know, pop religion. And you know, and you could always just deny the whole religious thing and just still have that experience. But you know, I, what I liked about it is what I liked about Old Boy growing up. It's what I liked about Twin Peaks is that it was not interested in being pleasing to me. It was interested in wrestling with me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many movies I watch and then wrestle with later. And this one I had to wrestle with in the moment and deal with. And and I we had, that was a really fun night. I had a that great was, time and just leaving I think that it was theater. A Sunday night. I yeah. knew, but it, it was, was a packed rock. It was which packed, you yeah. yeah, which is good. Yeah, uh, it was actually that's the similar situation which I saw split. So it, right. like it, it buzzed the same. There's a, a book that I read back in the day that was like a list of all four star movies, and one of them that was in there was 2001, and it had a an excerpt from Roger Ebert's review where he said when we left that movie. You could tell not a lot of people loved it. Some people loved it. But everybody was on the same page about one thing. And it was that we just saw something that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. We just saw something that's special and we don't know how that is yet. We now know 40 years later how special 2001 was. And I had that feeling coming out of Mother where yeah. even if I didn't have all the pieces yet or couldn't figure out how to arrange them and was just still scooping up the mess, I knew that yeah. what I saw was something new, original, special, important, and just entertaining. And I think not that's a number one movie for me. Right. Like, and for, that's a great choice for number one because, like, for what it is, there's nothing better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, yeah. And, and I think well, that honestly, I love, there's nothing else. Right. Like, and I loved other movies more than it this year turned out, but like, for what it's going for, there's nothing better. And, yeah. And I think that there was a cool moment too. I remember that weekend that, you know, I saw it and you, and we saw it together that there was a feeling of I mean, not since like the last Jedi, honestly, where it was like, Oh man, are you seeing mother? Like, is this yeah. going to happen? Like it was really buzzed about. It was really yeah. talked about. It was like, it's kind of like something special was in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, and it was beckoning you to see this movie yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. We did. How long afterwards did you see it? I, well, I feel like I actually saw it the second weekend because I knew it was talked about a lot. And by the end of that first weekend, the story went from the most talked about movie to the least money making movie. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? By the end of the first weekend, the story was people hated this. No one wants to see it. And I was like, oh, great. This is going to be one of those movies that disappears by next week. Yeah. So if I don't see sick, it now. I want studios to pay for movies. Like exactly. Often, I, like you know? that. Again, the most punk rock thing about this movie is that it got released on 3000 screens. Mm, yeah. uh, like I like I, I just knew I had to go see it in the theater 
and I knew I had to go do it that weekend because it was not going to survive a yeah. third weekend. It was doomed, yeah. and you'd read everything yep. piece and, yep. and yeah. ruin it. Exactly. It's, yep. it's and in theme with my list, it was an experience, and it was yeah. a hell of oh, yeah. an experience. It was so I, worth it. I will not forget. So it was that's so worth it. it. You know. Yeah. And I, and I suspect that upon further viewing, this will become an even better movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm confident in that because of the experience. Yeah. So. It, it gave me the experience, and I, I do think that it will be enduring. I love that yeah. that is your number one. That's it was so just good. so Great good. Yeah. It just rocked me. Man. I, I really wanted it to be my number one for a while, and then I just had to like kind of go with. I just had to go with my my love. You gotta with my feelings. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, we're I, I, I bet I know what you're. We're approaching one is. four and a half hours, and there is no way this hit. is going to be any surprise to anybody. So yep. I'll keep it very brief. It Baby is. Driver there you is go. my number one it. movie in 2017. Oh, yeah. We know it. It is pure cinema. It is like the reason I go to the movies. It's everything I love about movies. It is m- movement and and sound and performance. It's the ultimate movie. movie. It, it is. It, it, really it is. is just everything I've. And it's pulpy and strange and funny and violent and. So this is one I suspect would have made my list had I seen it again. I've seen yeah. it once, and so it's faded. Yeah, and I came out of that hot. That movie rules. It's it but really I don't rules. remember much of it, and so I just I it saw it faded. a second time, like yeah. when it was out, because I was so hot on it. Oh yeah, and it just has not left me. I I, I can't get over the feeling of it, the look of it, everything about it. This is just, and this is honestly like maybe the most personal choice on my list. And I put a fucking Star Wars movie on this list. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? It, this is just my kind of movie, top to bottom, across the board. And I just, and, and it's like it's this very exciting movie from a director I already love, mm-hmm. but who is somehow stepping outside of his own box. It feels like it's the first time he's making a real movie, which is which crazy is, because, it's like, weird, yeah, but. It's, all the other ones have their foot in their do- like they the all door of a somehow wink and a nod. feel yeah. like adaptations, even though most yeah. of them are not. Well, they feel like parodies, yeah. And and even if they're not parodies, so much as they're pastiche like, or something. Yeah, he was always making, uh, and this is not the best comparison, but sure. he was making Planet Terror, right? And with Baby Driver, he made he, a yes. uh, death proof. Yes, he makes know, a like, death proof. That's a, I yeah. I like that comparison a lot. Yeah, it it just it feels like a guy that I have respected. Basically, my whole life, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Since I was a, a teenager, anyway, like actually stepping into his own, mm-hmm. you know, like like really coming like. If there's a beer in there, I can grab a, a whole. Send it on over. Hell yes. yeah! What about you, uh, I'm good, buddy. Thank you. Uh, he, I feel like this is just like a huge step of progress for for Wright, and uh, I, I just this movie delighted me to no end. And I, as as far as like, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna call this list, which I do every year, my top ten movie movies of 2017. Oh, there's no denying it. Belongs this is there, the yeah. best movie oh, movie man. of 2017 for for me. It, it, it just hits movie, all movie. the marks. Yeah, yeah, it, it hits all the marks for me. It is. It is definitely. It takes full advantage yeah. of the and medium. By the way, uh, the 2017 movie is about choices, personal responsibility. Oh, this is all another about fantastic. Did you write like one. a story about it or something? I did. I read, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a story, a fucking an article, academically cited article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, I did. yes. <laughs> it's all about choices and, and, yeah. and taking responsibility for your choices. And it's, so it, it's it a great choice, right? In yeah. and it is, and it, I'm surprised that it. You know, I I think that time will be kind to it. Like, I, that's yeah. So, yeah. I need to see it again, which is why it fell off my list. Is because I, yeah. I need to see it. But I also think too is that the strongest notion that I got from Baby Driver was, you know, the second strongest notion was, man, this this filmmaker is like on. Yeah. 
But stronger than that was his next movie is really going to be the one. Oh, yeah. You know, and like well, that's what I think softened it for me is like not Baby Driver 2, but like whatever he comes yes, up with next, yeah. like it's going to be legit. Here's where I came to like I'm just having this thought now, though, but it's like, OK, if you think about like and I think I have this year right, I could be wrong. But like if you think about 1988, you're like, what's your favorite movie from 1988? Die Hard? Die Hard. Right. That's the answer. And I'm sure there were many great intellectual right. discussions to be I had about more intellectual movies, about movies that felt way more important than Die Hard in 1988. Mm. I know what you mean. But Die Hard. But, but, but Die Hard. But 30 years yeah. later, what's your favorite movie from 1988? Oh, Die Hard. It's fucking Die yeah. Hard. Just Without like 1977 yeah. is like A New Hope. Yeah. It, 1980 is Empire Strikes Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That could very, very well happen. So, and, that Driver, might be, yeah. and that might be Baby Driver's legacy. We'll see. But that's, we'll you know. See. It'll, it'll yeah. certainly be argued. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but anyway, so that, the, yeah, that, that is my favorite movie of the year. It's, I'm a, into it's it. a real labor of it. love, too. Yes. Like Edgar oh, yeah. Wright yeah. really, yeah. he poured his heart and soul yeah. into that movie. Absolutely. And what I like and about it, too, so is it, it softened the wound of him not getting Ant-Man. Yes. Agreed. Because, like. Ant Man was fine. Yep, I, uh, Peyton Reed totally was fine. the best in a in a bad situation. Peyton Reed and, and Paul Rudd. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, I wanted to see the Edgar Wright one, yep. but I will gladly pay that for a Baby Driver. I, yes, yeah. that's more interesting yep. to me. <laughs> me too. Ant Man costs one Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, actually, I think Baby Driver costs Cost one, one Ant Man. Yeah, that's, yeah. And the, and also I think like my favorite Edgar Wright movie is Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Um, the best Edgar Wright movie in my estimation is Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. But the fact that this is him doing like, it's truly an original. Yeah, it's not. Yep. You know, like the the Hot Fuzz is lovingly poking fun yep. at at action yep. movies. Scott Pilgrim is an adaptation of someone else's work. This is less a lovingly poking fun at and just lovingly recreating, yeah, but it, with his yeah. own style. And yeah. that's and really a, special. And it's a dream he's had for a while yes. that yes. he made come true. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like... And he ends up know, making yeah. like more money than I think he's made across all of his films combined. Huge. You know, yeah. like... And it's a totally original, just, you know... It, and I also had just random people who I didn't know were in yeah. movies, like, recommend this yeah. to me. Yeah. And, it, and it's an R-rated adult movie. Like, mm-hmm. how, we don't get go. that that often. We actually got more of that this year, I think, than we have in, oh, yeah. in years past. But we don't get that that often. It, you know, it, it's... Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love this movie. I'm trying to figure out why it didn't really stick around too much for me. I, I think... There was a bit of a backlash to it that I might have bought into a little bit, or it might have like made me think that I didn't like it as much as I did. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I can't think of anything that I would disagree with. It was another it. one where people were talking about like how the the lead female was kind of a non character, yeah, right. which which I don't think is necessarily. I don't wrong. think it's invalid, that's but not it's an also invalid criticism. Not, no. it, but it, it that's not what the movie is about. This is the movie. Yeah. Like yeah. this is. That's how she doesn't have. She were, is a projection know? of baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's what the movie's about. And yeah. and and that's true. And that's and that's, I, a, and that's, that's okay. how it would be. Yeah, like like. And, and also that's okay. Yeah, like yeah. especially now, especially you know in a world where we are finally it getting movies about women for women, about oh, yeah. people of color for people. Like, it's okay that this movie is yeah, not about sure. that. You know. Sure. Well, in the, we we often get caught in the trap of not outwardly progressive gets defined as regressive. Right. Right. And. And I think that's, that's great really because it comes thing, yeah. from from vigilance, and it's yeah. vigilance that we need. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, like certain things get thrown under the bus, and I think yeah, that yeah. criticism is. I an think when you of try, that, you know? agreed, to... yeah, it's it's not being regressive. It's just its aims were to give us a cool car yes. race movie about personal yep. responsibility, yep. Um, it, and it's it centered around it this male protagonist that has. Yeah, his... exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think we said it. Um, 
I think it was it was recently on the Shame Files episode that uh, I I was with Ryan and, and Jill and Ann, and we talked about Donnie Darko. And oh how, yes, that was how, a great episode. Oh yeah, that was good. It was really fun. Thank you. Yeah. And it was like we talked a little bit about how you know Donnie's point of view in this movie. It's like how it's not like a great movie for you know depicting female characters with any real depth. Right. Like it's it's basically all Donnie's imagination yeah. and projection. Mm-hmm. You mean and to that, tell and me a seventeen-year-old boy is yeah. not interested in treating women properly? I don't <laughs> right. buy it. Yeah, or like, or that he's just really horny and wants to jack off all the time. And in Baby, it's like that, except he's like probably five or six years older, right. maybe. Yeah. And I he's mean, not bad to her. She's just no, not no. much. She's of just she's that, not much yeah. of anything. Yeah, yeah. and. And it's interesting to think she's, about. She is the promise of a future for yeah. baby. Yeah, that's yeah. like what she that's, represents. That's what she represents. Yeah. That's well, it. She represents yeah. stability. Yeah. You know, and, you well, know. just a future outside of this, yeah. this life that he's found himself in. And exactly. I gotta say, and, I, and pardon me for going there, but fuck off, Kevin Spacey. That's great. Yep. You're gone. Yep. Good riddance. Yeah, yep. he, he does did a have good a phenomenal job. career. Bye. But <laughs> as this, yeah, say his his career is phenomenal. It's done, and it's done. <laughs> This is his swan song. Yeah, and it's that's interesting. it's a really good swan song. Yep. I think if it, it, it's a good performance to remind me what I love about Kevin Spacey, but it, it's not going for such big. It's not showy. It's that not... I that I have to Christopher Plummer yeah. him. You yep. know, it's it's. Yeah. I agree. Actually, it's good. You know, like he's I, playing Kevin Spacey. Well, like, yeah. in a I, more chill and way. He's really good in it. You know, it I agree. sucks that he's a, a fucking prick, but you yep. know, he's I agree. Good in it. I, I thought about that actually when we was putting the list together. I was like, do I have to consider that? And then I realized, I don't think so. No, yeah. it's, it's it's not valid it's to this the, movie. Nope, it's the movie. It is, and it's a very good movie. And I think he's very yeah. good in it. And you know, it's not and his it fucking movie. sucks that he's a piece of shit. There's no like all connection. of those things can yeah. be true. All those things are you true. Can, it's so easy to divorce art from artists because he's not necessarily the artist right. here. You know, yeah. this is not a movie about yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's he's not. just in it. Yeah, and know? I just you know, multiple things can be true. Yeah, this is a good movie. He's very good in it. He's, he's a fucking an, terrible yeah. person. He, he's a terrible person. It's good that he's not going to be in more yep. movies from now on. Yep. Like boom. Yep. That's it. Basically. Like, yeah. And and that's. I don't think his presence here yeah. ruins this. No. Movie. No. No. And no, he yeah, is really so. good at it. It, yep. it is a good performance. He is. I'll he's, give him that. Yep. But you know. When, yeah. It's gotta like, go. It's <laughs> yeah. true yep. that roll it, him up. Yep. It's true that when we didn't know about Kevin Spacey, that we admired Kevin Spacey, and you know, obviously, we're always gonna. It's unfortunate that we'll always like watch that movie now, and and that will come to us, yep. you know, while we watch it. And and that's and that it is what it is, you yep. know. And we have to find our meaning in the rest of the film. It's now part of his legacy, yeah. And that's I how just it is. Think in terms of like being his last major film, it is what a good way to go. Yeah, know, yeah. You know, that's yeah. a good. Uh, nobody saw Rebel in the Rye. I saw Rebel. Yeah. Rebel was he in that? Yeah, he was oh the he was God. the teacher that Ugh. was like write more stories. Ah, Holden Caulfield does right catcher in the Rye right yeah. now. He had that big trailer moment that was clearly written for the trailer where he's like. Picture the book you want to read. Now go write it. Oh my god! But first, get over yeah. here. Let me let me see that little little thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Baby Driver's great. It is. Driver is thank great. you. Yes. If we're gonna do honorable mentions, I think we should do them now and wrap this up. I, I don't agree. think we should have any more I, discussion. I'll rattle about off it. the list that I included of my honorable mentions at Whoa. the bottom were Logan, yeah, I, I Tanya, Your Name, Thelma, Get Out, Florida Project, Cure for Wellness, and a Ghost Story. Love it. Great. Yeah. I love that you included Thelma. Yes. Thelma was awesome. Even though we got yelled at by the guy <laughs> for, for freaking out because a dude was on fire and then jumped in water and then lifted out of the water and caught back on fire. Ah! And I yeah. said to Andy, that's the worst thing that could happen to anyone. And he was like, that is the worst thing. Dan, and I freaked out. Like, you just yeah. explained it to me. I didn't even have to see it. Thelma's awesome. It's that cool. doesn't spoil it. Thelma's really Thelma, good. Yeah, it's uh. really good. Um, so I include um, 
in alphabetical order. This is my 10th or 20. Okay. Uh, Detroit. Yeah. Get out. A movie called I am Michael with James Franco, which, hmm. which I recommend you guys check out if you can. Okay. I, it's one of those movies that really, it didn't, uh, like it was supposed to come out in 2015, but it got delayed, blah, blah, blah. So it came out actually in 2017. So I'm like, I don't even know if this is like a movie from now, but I, yeah. I just loved it. And it, and it's James Franco film. Um, and you guys should check it out and let me know what you think. And um, I, Tanya, John Wick chapter two. Oh, yeah, so baby. Logan, most beautiful island. Oh, which, oh I, I want to see saw. that. You should I didn't definitely care see for it, that like, that much. Garrett. You but I think care. you should see it. Okay. Yeah. It's two really good movies mashed into one not so good movie. Okay. That's what I, I, okay. I completely disagree. Of course, but hey, but fair enough. I. It I was, was also like spun on Film Fest movies at that point. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it was movie. the most holy. So at the Philadelphia Film Festival, yeah. it was the most holy fucking shit movie I saw okay. there. And it's one of the most holy fucking shit movies of the year. There's some weird horror at the end that is very effective on a yeah. physical okay. level. It's okay. kind of okay. like Eyes Wide Shut meets Arachnophobia. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's about right. right. You might have just and described I've almost, Enemy too, by the way. Yeah, basically. Yeah, enemies, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. I've almost said too much. but And then T2 Train Spotting. Yes. Yeah. And then The Lost City of Z. Gotta watch and that. I need that's on yeah. my to-do list. Yeah. Definitely watch that. That one that one was like one of my favorites of the year at, in April and then boom, yeah. here we are now. And then The Post, which oh, by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, in. I thought Detroit was so well made. I hated that movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's valid. And and honestly, I I viewed that movie like the way that maybe some people viewed like Schindler's List when they first yeah. saw it. Like it is a horrifying, terrible, really fucked up, brutal thing that we're watching, and I am bearing witness to it. Yeah. And and if I don't bear witness to it, I won't know that it's really happening. The thing, I think mm. it's a movie everyone should see, and I think it's important, but it leaned on the side of just, like, social justice torture porn, and that a was a bit. tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I, it it yeah, was long to that. the point where I was like, we got to move this along. now. But at the same time, I'm going... They interviewed real people for this, and they don't want to disrespect that experience, so they have <laughs> yeah. to show it. But the whole time, I'm just going like, I, it's I, yeah, why? It's definitely the most divisive <laughs> film that's it's, on my list. You know, like a lot, a lot of people I know hated it's it. It's very well made, and they got terrible reviews. Like, and I, I like Bigelow. I think everyone said this movie is incredibly well made and extremely irresponsible. I all, <laughs> all I can say is I was completely, completely taken with it. And, and fair enough. In and my review, the yeah. one thing I said was, I hated it and you should see it. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, it, right. It's really what it came down and, to. And, and and I think, you know, if you do, if you don't want to get all the way through it, don't. But but all I can say is that for me, you know, as a white man, of course, I, I viewed it as a white man. And I came away with yeah. it with just such an incredible, like, I came out perspective lesson, on what yeah. police brutality really means. Yes, basically. yeah, and what it looks like. And, and I was disturbed by my... Um, by the fact that to me the most thrilling part of the movie was just watching like Will Poulter as the mm. abusive oh. cop. And that's the thing. I would say thing. across the board, the performances are great. Right. And unfortunately, one of the terrifying things about it is thinking that like the horrible murdering abusive cops are incredible in this movie. Mm. And it's like, well, what does that mean that I'm so enamored by this performance? You know, that, and yet, this is something that really happened. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's so so it fucks with you. And it, yeah. it's a movie that really and that's the thing. Fucks I think it, it fucks with me, way. and I think everyone should see it. It's like another one of those America homework movies yeah. where, like, you should see it. And, and, and I'm you, glad I saw it. I just I I it just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I, that's I, legit. I did, something about it felt exploitative. 
in, in a way that I don't think served its thematics, legit. if and, that makes sense. And I, I just was completely blown away by it. Mm. And, and I think that I came with away with it extremely angry, extremely upset. I'd, yeah. And you, there's no way to leave that without being angry and extremely seeing and extremely like, the feeling like I'm looking my country square in the eye. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Garrett? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to avoid anything we've already mentioned. So I'm just going to throw some other things out here. Alien covenant is on my list. I really like that. Uh, I don't flutes. feel at home. Yeah. Flute bender. Uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, was I have to stop. Really you. good. Uh, one of the, th- that, that movie and Florida project, you had a great quote in, in something that you wrote this year mm-hmm. that you said, I think a movie where Macon Blair shows up can't be all bad. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's, Truly, truly valid. How about a movie where he wrote the script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he directed I, and directed. It. Oh, yep, shit. Yep. It's really good. I loved it. Um, I, uh, I, I actually some blockbusters we didn't mention yet that I thought were all very, very good. I know you like Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I yep. think are all, yeah, like, all great. Really, really great excellent. That was a good day when we years. saw War for the Planet of the Apes. Dude, that was a good I time. Love, yeah. I really liked that, but that was yeah. actually a pretty tough cut from the list this year because that's yeah. a legit, really good the blockbuster. Movies tend to make your list. Honestly, another another filmmaker driven blockbuster franchise yes. right now like you know? that one that one was in my top 10 for a while and yeah. then like a few months yeah. ago kind of started shrinking down. I, i'll be honest with you actually spider-man comes up on top of all those blockbusters yep. for me that was yeah. i really think that like, when that, i made that tweet today where i ranked my comic book wasn't it fun to go that through I those forgot everything. yeah wasn't it so fun to go through <laughs> I, re- I retract <laughs> the whole thing that, that's also a way better reason to just never talk about them on our top 10 yeah. of your list that there's so many you don't even yeah. remember how many mm-hmm. are happened and are good with them yeah. but the cool thing about spider man i would say compared to all those if it's not the quote-unquote best it's absolutely the most entertaining from beginning to end i oh, loved it doubt. and i think one of the best scenes in any movie this year is peter is, is peter and and the uh the cop car i scene. keep on calling him hawkman falcon yeah it, right no it's not vulture. even the, the vulture. vulture oh no batman it's yeah. batman i thought yeah. that it was avengers birdman. birdman and spider-man in the car in the cop he's, car he's mr is, mom yeah it's birdman. the best yeah. It's when he gets Batman. in the car with yeah. multiplicity and he does the uh re- it's okay. when clean and sober hangs out with a Co- couple more mentions really quick. Couple more mentions really quick. Happy Death Day was like actually way more fun than I expected Just it to be. Just from us it's, talking about it, I almost put it on my list. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. It hey, is it's your birthday. And now you pick gotta up pick up your the phone. phone. It's so <laughs> oh good. My God. Uh, it comes at night. I have to mention because this was a really hard cut for me, mostly because it wasn't the most impactful movie I saw this year, it wasn't the best movie I saw this year. I think about this movie once a week. And it fits that theme. It does. This is a movie about making Choices, your bed responsibility, and responsibility, making your bed, sleeping yeah. in it. And I, I like as a person that does struggle with a little bit of anxiety and stress, literally a mantra of mine all year has been I start to get stressed. I look out the window and realize the sun is down and go, it comes at night. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Yeah. That's what that's when the fear creeps in. It comes, mm-hmm. at, night. It comes at night. Yeah. Take and that's a, what comes. Take that's a deep yeah. breath. Uh, I always think too, like that's a movie. Like in that very last shot, it's like you motherfuckers thought in black and white, yeah. And then suddenly, when that gray area hits yep. you, and now you're married to your black and white, yep. you're fucked. You're fucked. And that's yeah. That is another thing that you fucked yourself. Fits. You fucked your family. You make them you, decisions. Yep. You're gonna have to live with yep. them. You know that yeah. is that movie was good. I, I think that that movie was great, except it kind of. I, I think Trey. Is it name is. Trey Edward Schultz. Trey Edward Schultz. I think he's still figuring out how to like end movies. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, endings are hard. I get. I mean, I that's get part of the other reason this didn't yeah. quite make my list. I do prefer Creature to this movie. Yeah, I think. I think Creature is better. Is a better yeah. it, what's weird is it's a better version of this of movie. this movie. You know, exactly, it's really right. similar. Yep. Yep. I, I can't one wait location, to see what he does. terrifying yep. family. Yeah, drama. He, he excites me to no end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really am so excited to see him. The fact do that when he stuff. can write comedy and horror it's, is pretty good. And yeah, you know, and and direct a pretty big ensemble. that's good stuff. Uh, the, so these two are really important to me. That's why I saved them for last. Uh, these were two movies from Puff this year that I tried so hard to from the put Philadelphia uh, Unnamed Film Festival. Yes, from the Philadelphia <laughs> Unnamed Film Festival that I tried so hard to put on the list, and I just couldn't keep them there. Uh, one is Tragedy Girls, Ooh, which similar so to Happy Death things. Day yeah. is a really really fun meta horror movie that is just excellent. It, it's great. Uh, people should see. There's no reason Tragedy Girls didn't get a release this year. The same year that Happy Death Day got a release, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it is. They're both of the same level. Yes, uh, and 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 you said this about Tragedy Girls, and I agree. And I think it goes for Happy Death Day. I think they are. They might not be as iconic, but they're just as good as Scream and Cabin in the Woods in terms of deconstructing yes, their genre. Absolutely, yeah, it's and, it's yeah. good. And actually, specifically, both of those movies, Tragedy Girls and Happy Death Day, are like Scream for a millennial, like for yeah. a modern generation. They really fit yeah, into Scream that really is well. Twenty one years yeah. old, so yep. yeah, it's they fit into it. There, really yeah. well for like the current generation culture, and you this is my twenty-one years old when it came out. No, Scream, no, was, Scream okay. came out is like six, something like that. So yeah, like twenty-one, 21 years, old. years old. Uh Charismata was my favorite movie at Puff this year. Charismata is a really interesting. Oh, yeah. It was the procedural movie, the cop yeah. procedural movie. That was really cool. It, it is. It could have been called Gaslighting the movie. That was the we go on of this year's yes. Puff. I think. Yep. Yeah. And, and in two thousand seventeen, it's it's a wonderful thing to do, which is like literally tell a story from a woman's perspective that where it's like her reality is shifting because no one believes oh, her. Oh, yeah. And that ending made me it's, want to fucking scream. Oh, it's so good. As it wanted to. Charismata is one of the best and indie the films I saw like this year. Cool and, and just the best dude. <laughs> like, totally like, the cool. best dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I really loved Charismata, and I think people should seek it out. It also has two super strong lead performances, mm. like like standout strong leads. Uh, yeah, Charismat is great, and That's people should see one. it. Yeah, that is a very good one. Can I just throw real quick Please, love? Hit B- me. BPM. Oh um, yeah, I really want to see this. I can't believe that didn't make your list. I was. It was going it to. to it, it, it ended up just being like it's another one like Moonlight last year, where it's like, it, what can I really say about it that that isn't going to be said by someone more qualified, smarter yeah. about it, and all that. Yeah. That said, I'm going to say something. I'm about glad it you now. brought it up though, because it feels like it got swallowed by Call Me by Your Name. I, I prefer it to Call Me By Your Name. Um, I think I'd always rather watch Call Me By Your Name because it's joyous. It's more artful. Yeah. But BPM is this great story about, like, imagine if you're forced to become a martyr, where it's at a point where it's like you're you're going to die, and you're going to die um, no matter what you do, and it's going to be soon, and it's going to be gnarly. They make up. And so you can either yeah. choose to be a martyr against your will by making your death part of this cause or you can fade into being a statistic. And that's a decision that is not made lightly. And it's not made really at your will. You, you're forced yeah. into this decision. And this, not only does it have just a, a tremendous romance at the center that I yeah. think is like of a great and, romance. And that's not something you see coming like for much of the movie. Yeah, it's it's a lot which, of movie. Which is cool. It like, really like, is a lot. You kind of think it's going to stick to this one docudrama, mm. docu-style kind of kind of format that it's in for a while and then you don't really expect it to turn into like you know the the most central romance yeah. like since Wong Kar Wai. It's heartbreaking you know, but, it's but it does. Yeah. But what I like is that the the character who's put into this situation like a lot of them are 
positive pause, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, HIV um, positive, yeah. Part of this activism group is they're never allowed to say, at least in public, whether they're pause or not. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea is just, we are the face of this. We are also your face. We look just mm-hmm. like you. We are just like mm-hmm. you. We are the same as you. And we just want to be given a fuck about. Mm-hmm. But when suddenly that becomes accelerated and you have to make peace with the fact that our goal will not succeed before my time runs out. So I can either with dignity become just a a martyr for this goal or I can fade into just being a statistic that can be spun either way. And watching this character very courageously wrestle with that is is very difficult, (laughs) like getting teared up. It's very difficult and it's very beautiful and it's we're far enough from the AIDS crisis uh, at its height, yeah. To be able to look at it with a loving yet clinical view, and it it nails it. Yeah. I just it didn't go on my list just because it. it I I think I said everything I wanted to say about it in my yeah. review, and I spent a lot of time on it, and that's that. But it's really good. Yeah, you know? it is. It's a great movie, and 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 everybody should see it. Like mm. they they should show it in schools. You know? Oh it's yeah. Like, it's an educational experience, even while, but but not feeling like one. And it's quite sense. lovely yeah. too. Like it it's is really lovely, and it, it's meant to remind you. Like when I when I think of HIV and AIDS, I don't think of the horribleness of it. Right. I just know that it's deadly because I've never yeah. witnessed it. Right. You know, lucky for me. And so this takes you there, but it also shows you like the love that surrounds it, and you know just how it's crazy that a disease can be ascribed to. I want to say lifestyle, but that 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 insinuates that it's a choice. Right. Just right. seeing this almost weaponized against a culture yeah. that, that is just as valid and and natural and normal as it, it a, a sect of almost people shouldn't so, but, be a yeah, subculture yeah. because mm-hmm. it is it is no different. That's what you're struggling with. That's what you're trying to say is like it, it, it's it's ascribed to literally a sect of people. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the the super and basic way to say that. Go, just, yeah, exactly. It's just a sect of people. Yeah. And these people see that and go. The way this is being politicized and the way that the medicine is being, uh, you know, you, politicized, I guess, is the yep. word. There's no way to not feel as if it's not being weaponized against us right. by a culture that that is larger than us. And the message that they're all trying to say is we are just as much a part of your culture as that. And just because AIDS has become the face of homosexuality and vice versa does not mean you are above it. Right. Yeah. It's just as likely for anybody yep. else. In fact, the only reason it seems more likely for us is because you have chosen you've determined our lifestyle yeah. to be yeah. less than something to be yes. hidden. You have marginalized and us. With in. marginalization yeah. comes comes a lapse in safety. Yeah. And yeah. that's how it spreads. Yeah. And so it really says all that. And it's just, it's just excellent. I want to see that. And it's very artfully made. And for a movie that's two and a half hours long, it never feels like I really want to see really that. It's really good. It's yeah. just, it's good. you know, you got, you, it, it feels you like got to sit with it. It feels like one of those uh, Frederick Weissman documentaries. Yeah. And I've never oh, yeah. even seen the full one. I've just seen clips. Like I know the brand. Yeah. So that's it. Oh, no, lean into your microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm leaning in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it feels like one of those, you know, like, it really feels like you're watching a documentary, but mm. one that's... You know, reenacted. That that lead romance is one of those where you're like, this is a great sweeping Hollywood romance, and it's actually none of those things. And it's being inserted into this, like, by the number, not Mm -hmm. by the numbers, but, like, very dedicated French Mm -hmm. uh, docudrama. It's very strange. And it even speaks to, like, you know, oftentimes now when you see activism and desperation leads to a poison in the activism where it, it starts to eat its own tail... But it also describes that idea of like when you're running out of time, desperation becomes a commodity. It becomes yeah. something that, and it, it's 
it's very even handed in that, but just shows how you know urgency yeah. can promote desperation, well, and desperation doesn't mean evil, even if it looks like it. It's, it's yeah, really yeah. phenomenal. And you're kind of making me think, like, if I can say real quick, like. I, and I actually really love movies about activism. I found mm-hmm. it's like a common thing for me. Uh, Oak just um, scratched that itch for right, me quite, yeah. like, quite well because you know, and and movies that are really about like what it means to be an activist. Because I'm always fascinated about what does it mean to like dedicate yourself to like an outsider cause. Like, mm-hmm. but not not just like what is it in your psychology that really gets down to it, you know? And especially because like in college, I dabbled a decent amount with activism, but kind of like left that world and you know am a you know do my own kind of like meaningful work for myself now and and but but what does it mean to stay in that world where you're really trying to create like massive social change like what is the psychological drive behind it and Mm. in i am michael uh the movie on it's about 14 or 15 for me which is about an ex-gay conversion type thing Oh shit! Um, yeah, hmm. and and it that but, stuff is so fucked up. So that it's about a guy. James Franco plays a real life person who was a who's a gay activist who became an ex gay activist. Um, so it's like you know, so what is it? It really digs into like what is the psychological drive behind this person? You know what? It, and as a former activist, I find that really powerful. Like I don't know, and so BPM really uh, scratches that itch in a big way, but. It doesn't really, you know, like there's no question of why these people are involved. They're involved because their lives, because they're going to die one way or another, mm. and they're not going to die without saying something. Like mm. they're they're going to die, and they're going to die like having a, they're going to have a say in, in what happens after they die, if mm. that makes sense. And that's what makes it I think that's so the difficulty great. of activism is that most things that require an activist push, you have to make peace with the fact that you might not see the results. Yeah. And you just have to be one, you know, you're a And that is sand, literally true for desert, these people. You know? And for them, the clock is enhanced because it's like you, you might have six months and this is a 20-year battle. Right. And you can either be a statistic or you can be a martyr. Yeah. And like... Or you, you I can like everyone to be in a yeah. situation where I have to be a martyr because it's the better option. That's fucked. That's up. the better option, and like you absolutely get why they're doing what they're doing. And, yeah, and and no person watching it would would do anything different. You mm. know, like it, it makes perfect sense. You got to lay down and die, or you can like actually make your death mean something, mm. and that's what all these people are faced with. And know? the filmmaker even said that a lot of it was based on his experience right. in terms of I, he like he was in act up right he had to you know he had to dress a dying yeah. lover because they couldn't move you know right. like that's it's right. real shit it's good stuff man i'm going to sound like a real dick here but we're about to hit 5 hours and it's Let's after midnight it. we got we, we, we have to we have to wrap man. this up guys I'm happy done. new year yeah. That was longer than last year's. Yes, it, it's, this is at least an hour longer than any episode we've ever done. We did. Fair it enough. was four and a half hours last year. Was it really? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Well, happy New Year's to you and yours, everybody. I everybody. hope that everything, you know, be safe the New Year's. I hope yes. that everything you you need to happen happens. And we'll see you next year. I I'll hope see you come you along Twitter. with us and, yeah. and join us. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. What's your, uh, give us some plugs here, Andy. Tell us where to find you. Real quick plugs. Andrew M. Elijah on Twitter. I write for Cinadelphia at Cinadelphia. Are we.com? Is that it? Yep. yep. Dot org, yeah. And, um, you know, just gov. Uh, email <laughs> me at <laughs> Cinadelphia.gov. No, email me at andyelijah at gmail.com. That's A-N-D-Y-E-L-I-J-A-H at gmail.com. We can talk about anything you want. 
and movies, whatever. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next year in 2018. Hell yeah, dude! I'm really, nice. I'm really excited for all the movies that are coming out next year. Yeah, me too. Which we can talk about another time. We'll Dan, talk where about can people find year. you on the internet? Uh, at Dan Scully on everything: Twitter, Letterbox, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, please reach out to us. Uh, coordinate with us, talk to us, do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Philadelphia, that's with an F, uh, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia, and you can find the show on Twitter at I Like 2 Movie, Numeric 2. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Tumblr, all that stuff, and email us, I Like 2 Movie at Tumblr. gmail.com. Tell us what you want. Yeah, we and, got Tumblr, babe. Oh, yeah, oh, and nice. also Cinadelphia.com. Yes. If you want a paper version of all of our <laughs> lists, <laughs> that's right. Andy's list is up there, my list is up there, Mine's and your coming list soon. is pending, yep. so check them all out, and you can use them as a checkbox. Go see all yeah, this shit. If you shit. like that paper on your on your computer screen. Yes, yeah. yes. Your Kindle Paperwhite. If you need that <laughs> there, we have it for you. That's right. So, yes, check out Cinadelphia.com. We are we're doing it. Yeah, and Happy New Year, folks. Thank you for sticking. Oh, boy. Happy New Year, folks. Thank you for sticking with us uh, through 2017. I know it was a difficult year for us and probably everybody, but uh, mm. ultimately, I, I, I think we got Escape some... Escape yeah. into the world of movies yeah, with exactly. us. We'll, we'll convene, we'll be the silent minority, and we'll become the silent majority. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So get out there. 2018 is going to be important for everybody, so um, you know, keep, keep it up. Keep your heads up, and uh, we'll check out some cool movies like Mom and Dad come 2018. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Cage, Hokey that. Pokey. Get into it. Yeah. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Andy Elijah. I love to movie movie. Ooh, <laughs> oh, changing it, it up. We know that you love to movie movie because we, we love, love to movie. <laughs>